you hip shakers and love makers, you've stumbled into a milestone of epic proportions. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Warner. And this is episode number 250 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Milestone, bitches. It is 250. I also got the wrong intro there, but hey, Eric, we're going to go. I know where to start. It's good times. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I hope he hears this fading away. Just like my enthusiasm, Eric. Just like (sighs) it. But hey, welcome to 250. All yeah. right, see you Just later, suckers. Where, where is Lobo's, you know, space hog? I'm heading to Saturn, baby. Uh, but where hey, welcome it? to the show. I don't know where it is. It's not here. Yeah, don't, don't put me on on the spot right now, Aaron. Uh, as I go here and look into this spot, welcome to episode 250 of the unofficial official podcast of WeirdScienceDCComic.com. And still looking, folks. the official, I'm not anymore, or, or no. am I? The, the official, unofficial podcast of one America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. How you doing, Eric? Tell me. What was going on in your week this week, right? Is, is there anything I wanted that to you die. were doing there this week? Did you, you actually wanted to die this week? That was what Constantly. you felt like? Most weeks. Oh, my. Is that true, Eric? Is it? Space hog. Eric, right on time. Right 250 on 250-ish episodes. Hey, I, I, I'm not a mind reader here. I'm, I'm not a soothsayer. You, you set I, it I up. Know. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm saying I, I did, but I, I didn't know that I was going to set up. What do you think? I plan ahead. I, my my mind is all uh, over the place, Eric. But with that, I do want to <laughs> tell everybody if you want to find us where you can't find my mind, but you can find our podcast and everything about it along places in the Internet. You know, those places people go like the Twitters where you can go to Weird Science DC. You can go to the already mentioned website, Weird Science DC. DCComics.com, where we do reviews of all of the books, most of them. We only have a couple holes mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. now, but we're going to fill in them cracks. That's what you do sexy. with cracks. You fill them in. Very sexy. And also, you can go to our Patreon account. That is patreon.com slash weird science, where we have a bunch of shows, a plethora of shows. But one of the so, big so ones many. is the weekly DC Comics Spotlight, where you have two books that are picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop, indeed. And this week they picked Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman Nightfall, number one. Okay. And also Metal Uh Men, number one. Two number ones. And they thought they were going to stick it to me, didn't they? And the joke was on them. The joke was on them, it was, because I really liked that. (laughs) One of my favorite books this week. So if you want to hear us talk about that. Nightfall was good, right. No, I was not down with that, but a lot of people did oh. like it. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, did you hear that the Cardinal was his version of Robin? I was just yelling at people about that. They're yelling I told back you at that. me. But uh, the deal of the they, – they don't agree, so there. It, send all your you know mail to Aaron. Uh, but, yeah, so I did <laughs> yeah, like the middleman. We were very positive. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. You're like wrong, wrong turn when he gets old. Uh, but that is on the Patreon. And I do want to mention that in two weeks – there is an annuals week and we get pretty low gym on those weeks and we have a Patreon only gym. show. There's a bunch of books coming out that week. And if you want to listen to that, you can be part of the Patreon. Any level gets you that. We we have that even on the lowest level, so you can go, but that's not so here. Not, not there. so low, Jim. Not so low. 
not not real low. I mean, we I like to play a you know a little limbo here, but not that low. Um, but yeah, you can go over to Patreon. You won't you be charged go, right away. Show it up for the lowest level. Pretty low guy. Yeah, <laughs> I get depressed. They don't like us. Then I try to convince them by throwing out things on at that dollar level. Look at what you can get here. But yeah, so if you go over there, you don't get charged right away. And if you quit before the beginning of November, you break our hearts. Oh, don't do but it. You don't break the bank, Eric. Is what he they stop say. Crying. He doesn't cards. stop crying. Please stop doing I, this. I get, you are failing us. That's what. That's what I think they're saying to me. It legitimately is what I think. So that gets me sad. But that's fine. You, you can get me sad. That, that's your Every prerogative month. again. Like every um, month, I gotta do this. Telling you, I, I actually that that day, the first of every month, I really do think I should take off from work and just sleep all day, not, not even look at anything, no screen time. That that day, <laughs> you know, I, I'm down with that. You know, no screen time. Then I actually got some some sleep, That's so I'm ready. But uh, we spoke about the badasses who did pick the books that we talked about so it's time now eric is what we like to call and i don't know if you're aware Uh of this but we like to call it the thing that always have my nerves a jumble here we go boys and girls it's the badass roll call all right right. and since i'm all nervous got a lot of nerves going i really should just get through it right eric but really what i like to do is explain myself we have speedy production by ron saunders we have our man rob lewis bertel akachuk dalton edom christian folds ken Halleck, we have, I'm having problems already, Eric, because my scrolling oh. button doesn't work on my mouse, and I'm having problems. We have Lady Abby, we have John Jack, Nick Adams, Mark Jaeger, T Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, Eric, Batman uh-huh. Beyond, uh-huh. Mark Aldrin, not Aldrin, like you told me, Eric G, David Fink, Scott, Manship. Manships, yeah. Anytime I mention convergence, the guy's oh, yelling at me. We have Brandon, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, you're here from later. Ben Township, Admiral Whiskers, Fars Polly, Tony Walton, Joey Bear Costco, Joseph Watchstick, Comic Boom, Arake, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, Ian, Brian King, Jolly Drew, my man Pete from NYC, Polly P, Fab Five Freddy, Uh-oh. and the Get Fresh Crew, Ip, Cellar Dweller, Luis, <laughs> Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double A Run, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, on? Lone Wolf Marv, <sighs> and Robin. There you go, Eric. Look at that. Look at that. I, I actually lean back. I, it's I a photo can. finish. Photo finish, indeed. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah, I was leaning back, and then I realized I'm not leaning back that far. I'm going to throw my fat ass, fat ass right out of the chair. Fall backwards right there would have been amazing. Bitch can't even get it on the chair, is what I'd say afterwards. I just freaking, I, there's no room for me to fall back. Seriously. I have no room no, right here to stop move. you. You're falling uh, back. That is true. I would fall back, fall back into my, fall back into my old ways. You mean, right? My old ways of loving you, Eric, and loving everything that means. Eric Shea. I mean, really, if I'm going to fall back into my old ways, I hope that my old ways include falling back into your arms, Eric, because, boy, I really want to do that. Don't, feel don't trust again. this trust fall. I'm, uh, right now, I'm smelling your shirt. Oh, man, I wish I could quit you. You stink. That's what I'm saying, Eric, and I just, that's it. Insane. But yes, there you go. I would never go anywhere stinking. You know that. (laughs) That is true. I went to work the other day, and I didn't have enough time to to shower. And and what I like to call that is a weekday. That's you joke, you jerk, but I I really don't like that. I felt felt dirty all day. I really did. I just felt bad. You looked at Tim and smelled it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. 
Thanks for, all for around, folks. thanks for showing that you care, you <laughs> asshole. But now we're going to go off to some books where we can get more positive than this intro where we're yelling and screaming at each other. But we don't have a lot of what? books uh, tonight, but we do no, we have, have a perfect amount of books. We, well, we have yeah, a normal well, amount that, of books. That's it. We did it perfectly again. Uh, we sure end up did. having some, some uh, you know, mail that goes in. And then the, and one of these, you got to guess which, which review Eric was so angry about. Because of the length. But we'll get to that later. And that's that. But uh, we're off to the books. Nonsense. Hey, everybody. Before going on to the books, let me tell you about a book called The Boy Who Loved Batman. It's a memoir written by Michael E. Uslan, producer of the Batman movies and world's first professor of comic books at Indiana University Bloomington. That's right. Did he waste his time doing a podcast every single week? The answer is no. He became the first professor of comic books and produced Batman movies. And you might ask, which ones? Which ones are you talking about there, Jim? And I'll tell you, all of them. Yes, is the answer. And the book is funny, insightful, full of anecdotes and tons of pictures, which a guy like me really appreciates. And usually we have to kind of twist and turn these commercials to fit into the podcast We don't have to do it here. This isn't about underwear, stamps, or mattresses. It's about Batman. It's about comics. And it's about a guy who took his love of both and made it to the big time. And really, they sent me a bunch of other reasons why you should get involved with this. You know, he ended up owning 30,000 comics before he even hit high school. Uh, He is a true comic book fan. And loved Batman so much that he ended up making a career out of both comics and specifically Batman. So it's a given. If you're listening to this podcast, I do think that you will love this book. And if you want to get a hold of it, you can go to get it with a 30% discount now. Because right now, if you go for a limited time, Red Lightning Books and Indiana University Press are offering a special discount code available for listeners of this podcast. This very, very specific podcast. For 30% off your copy of The Boy Who Loved Batman, go to www.iupress.indiana.edu and use the code BATMAN. And that is www.iupress.indiana.edu for a 30% discount at checkout. So go check that out. I'll also have all that info in the show notes so that you can just check that out if you forget by the time we are done talking tonight. Now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love the meat and the cheese that we crave
what you do makes me cry at night. All right, Eric Shea. We are here with the reviews, and we're going to do all these tonight. Not a lot of books. We go back and forth. I even said on the news podcast that uh, it's starting to get like the uh, Star Trek movies, right? Back and Amazing. forth they go. Those things. Back and forth, I've been told. Even <laughs> odd. Ones with Spock, ones with McCoy, and then ones with Luke Skywalker. That's what I have been told. And here we're here to talk. You just love them all, don't you? You love every single one of them. You you like that one with the Strorg, those robots in a cube, the Strorg? Is that what they're called? Robots in a cube, right? I don't know. Yeah, really. I should have said in a circle. I messed up, Eric. I messed up my own uh, trash talking. But we're here to talk about a bunch of books tonight. And we're going to start in this section with... (laughs) You know, pretty much three uh, books. That's going to be half of the podcast, but these are big books. And if you want to go to our website and read the reviews for these, go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com and you can get all of our award winning blurbs. That's why that, it seems that when me and Eric go to work, that's what we're more concerned about telling each other. If we've come up with a blurb that we think is, is clever, and I didn't have many clever ones this week, I, I was really tired. I am tired. I am tired, Eric. I'm so tired though last night we ended up recording and i went to bed and i actually slept till noon today crack of noon i woke up and i'm i'm pretty well rested so i'm very excited i'm very happy to be well rested it's not really helped out anything though it hasn't made me any more on the ball Uh, how tired you are well i am tired that's what i'm saying i am well rested i feel rested but i still feel tired does that make any sense is this on it does that rhyme I don't know. I, I guess it's what I'm telling you doesn't work. I'm telling you, I'm spiritually tired. Maybe oh, okay. that's what it you is. You want to die? Soul. Okay, I got but you. Yeah, yeah. I said if I'm gonna have a heart attack, they're gonna be like, man, this guy die. had a heart attack, and then they're like, hey, he had a heart. Why? Why is he smiling with this heart attack? It seems very odd. He got like, his take, wish. Take. I did everything perfect, Jesus. But yeah, we're gonna start off this section Jesus. with yeah, Jesus with with Justice League, and it's Justice League number thirty four. And it, we'll talk about it as it comes, and it'll pop up throughout the podcast. That it, the solicits just came out on Friday, and they it was revealed that All Star writer I forget what it said, and we were laughing because we were told <laughs> at one point that the DC writers, like the Marvel writers, end up writing their own solicits, and that has come to be a joke with me and Eric because of the idea that sometimes they really talk a lot of praise on the thing. And we laugh thinking of somebody writing that, but it did say like all-star writer, you know, uh, Scott Scott Snyder Snyder, leaving, you know, and so we laugh. But he is leaving. The last Justice League books that he's doing are the ones in January. And so when I reviewed this, I thought that this book did seem to kind of push forward where I thought we were going to deal a little more with, you know, maybe the future, you know, the DC 1 million stuff like that. And especially Kamandi went to get all these heroes and you kind of just push past it. And then in the, in the meantime, what you're going to hear from me a little bit later as well is the idea that Scott Snyder always ends up. It's the dawn before the dark of the dawn of dark. We're going to so you, you win. Don't even get no, there. you yeah. lose. All and right. you know what? It, yeah. You, you lose. That was the last issue. It's it Ivan was. Drago. And we did say. And so it's it continues. And what ends up happening, and I don't think he means it to be this way, always ends up like, well, why the hell did we deal with this other stuff? It, it almost gets to the point where you're like, 
man, just tell me how this ends. It's starting to get like that. And it, it has been a thing even with metal and then no justice and then all this stuff. And it ends up, you know, kind of getting to like, eh, call me when it's over and tell me how this turns out because it always ends up bad, bad, bad until it's good. Starting to wear me down, but it is Just League number 34 written by James Tyne in the fourth and Scott Snyder. Art by Bruno Redondo, Howard Porter, Hi-Fi and Tom Napolitano. And boy, that is a Jimmy Werner dream uh, team right there is what it is. <laughs> Things look bad as doom has risen. And no matter how you slice it, Eric, you get it risen oh, like too. bread. How you slice it? I just—I'm telling you my joke there. Your the Justice Nick, League right? are in big trouble. I wish I could make the bread. While you we can. finally get I'll perpetua, get your bread maker for Christmas. I mean money. Well, while we I finally know. get perpetua on all our glory, this say. issue felt a bit rushed to me. And with Scott Snyder announcing he's leaving the book, it makes sense. We have to put the pedal to the metal. It is no surprise that I love the art in this issue. It's a dream team, Eric, the People's Princess. But at the end, what I felt like Kevin McAllister's mother. Eric, do you know Kevin? why I say that? Do you know why I say that? Because as we leave, I you gotta do... go from Paris back to Chicago. Exactly. No, I, I feel like when we get to the end of this and Perpetua is full out, and we're gonna go to this next stage. I feel like we left something. Like there's that nagging feeling of like we didn't get enough information. At the beginning we of didn't Home get, Alone. You know, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I wasn't the one who you know makes a deal with the devil that ends up you know with John, John Candy. Was the yeah, devil. I, I don't. I'm not meaning that one. Uh, I mean the one that's you know pretty much on the plane. Thinking, okay, we're finally there. We get with a lot of turmoil, a lot of uh, kids pissing the bed, things like that. You know, a lot of my my brother-in-law or brother being an asshole. Uh, but it just it seems Wait, like we just didn't about? get enough. It just seems that we didn't get enough for me to say, all right, this is awesome. Let's go to the next stage. But at the end, you're just got to be with it and say, well, okay, let's the thing go. Is you have all this buildup for all these things. We have three different timelines going on where you have a past hyper time. You got a future hyper time. You got the presence all the way in the edge of the universe with Apex Lex Perpetual fighting off the freaking Ultra Monitor and all yeah. this. Everything just keeps getting built bigger and bigger and bigger. And the thing is, it's going to, when this happens, things are just going to topple over because you don't really have any real resolution because things are building to the point at the end, though, it just doesn't matter for what's happening in the story yep. anymore. It's like, why did we go through all this? Why did you keep stacking things on top yep. of each other? And that's it what really I mean. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what I meant at the beginning that all of his stories are kind of getting like that, that it's almost, and that's the thing is, bigger 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 but eventually it's just it's too much you know when you go bigger bigger and at one point it's just too big you know and you're like okay and there isn't and this is the thing i even heard uh back in the day comic vine when rebirth started and they were talking about the brian hitch justice league uh deal the justice league book and they even said then i think it was tony who said you, You can't just keep going big because then it doesn't mean anything. And I thought that we got away from that. Not now. It's it's just it's too much. And then you get to the point where you start thinking, well, why do I have to bother about these heroes? They never win and they, they never eat. And you know when things are going to go wrong. It's right when you think that they have actually finally won. That That's when things always go wrong in this book. And it just seems too much. Like even and, having, you know, we have the, the Legion of Doom members in 1941 show up with Poseidon Intel. Like they, they're controlling Poseidon. We have freaking Vandal Savage and a steampunk Legionnaires hanging out in Atlantis claiming that yeah. – 
None of that matters, though, for what no. we're dealing with after, like, you know, we get to the present day of the story. None of that mattered, and none of that really felt like it did anything for the story. Like, you know, he no. built a machine that allowed the conch of Arian to have a send a message of space and time for them to reach their other starmen in the future and stuff like that. I'm like, that, that, that we didn't do anything no. with it, though. We, we, we talked no. to them, and then we left them behind. I'm like, so, but will this matter? Because we talked about the idea of hyper time and, and what, that's how the it problem works. with you know, it. I think the that's past, the thing playing, you know what I mean? Is it's, the it's, past a hyper time thing, or is the past the past? Where this thing with John Stewart talking to Vandal Savage about, look, you got to help us because one day you're going to be like the totality, you're going to know what's going to come, yeah. you're going to try to avoid it, it it's not going to work, and you're going to get killed, Vandal Savage. Is Vandal Savage now alive because have we've changed time in this way that what John Stewart has told him and this? Here's or is where it just I think all that, hyper time and not I, matter? Yeah, well, I think that the problem is, is that we did have the spell. And I think that, you know, Scott Snyder had these issues done and he realized, you know, there is the – and what's weird is a – you know, Johnny reading the book come lately. I, I don't even know what to call it. Just the average person uh, reading a book and they're, you know, hyper time versus time travel versus what's going on. And I think versus that what Scott Snyder yeah, and what Scott Snyder – put in place that little seat at the beginning that it didn't bother me actually at the point i said okay this makes sense and i'm glad that he spelled it out and i see why now is the idea that he did spell out that when all this is said and done when you ended up having cheetah grod and sinestro say whoa whoa whoa, we can't do this world war ii nonsense and fight for the japanese and lex said well don't worry about it because at the end of this when we are winning and when we're doing this Everything can get put into place the way we want to by Perpetua, which which ends up meaning then that Vandal Savage won't know. But go the further way. Why doesn't she just end all this nonsense at, at an earlier time? And so it's one of those to play with the idea that you can do anything in the past that won't end up changing the future. But you don't go far enough the way I think they would have. And, and you're just playing this deal. And in this book, it also feels like there's certain people, Kendra who is just doing things just because that's the way the story has to go. And she's she a grieving too... person who's just angry and pissed off. She's going to fucking screw everybody else over just to attack Lex Luthor. And my biggest problem that I had with the last issue was the idea that everything that we're doing is relying on the power of Kendra's wings. I'm like, I don't even understand what they really are or what they do. She's powering no, them up. That's one of the early. things that I was talking about. And by about, the yeah. end, when Lex Luthor stabs her, all of a sudden that means that, oh, she burned out the rest of her power getting stabbed. I'm like, I don't know how that works or what that yeah. means or even what you're going to do with it to begin with. And and yeah, and what I think – and a lot of people are seeing this story and seeing the things and a lot of things going on at DC saying, man, you, you were, these writers are really trying to grab like some Marvel stuff here. They're really trying to do the stuff with the, even people saying like Lex and talking about the seven powers and things like that. It's almost like the Infinity Stones. You get those all together. You can snap and do all that. Problem is when I'm reading this, I'm, I'm there with Kendra. Just stop it. Stop it, Kendra. Just go and do what you're supposed to do. Now I'm like, it's Star-Lord in, in, in freaking <laughs> Infinity War. That's all it is. It, it's, it's the person who just has to, wait, has to wait two seconds longer. But because they're grieving and because they're pissed oh, off, they emotions. go against the plan. And, and it made me roll my eyes because it's just Spock like there it agree. is. It's now Kendra Star-Lord Saunders there is who she is because that's all it was there. And like Star Lord, you're pissed at Star Lord when you're watching. Like, so oh pissed. man, can, but at least I, I, for some reason, Star Lord, I could see why he did it. I didn't see why, but I could see no, why they were I pretending he would. 
Kendra, though, it's almost like she's James Brown. She's singing. She's collapsing. They come get her. World. She's walking you. off. She rips off the thing, goes to the thing, and it happens seven times. I mean, how many times does she have to be told, get over here, okay, and she has to go, but, but Lex is a bit, oh, what an Lex this, Lex that. Yeah, really. Keeps going <laughs> back to it. So it's not like she ends up like a Star-Lord messing up once. She's messing up like seven times. And where I'm coming from, maybe other people will be different. I don't and never had that, you know, emotional connection seeing it with Kendra and Marsha Manhunter in the way that they have a son and the way that that this wasn't real. It it was a six dimension thing. And then it's like full out, you know, supposed to be the end of the universe is at stake. And she cannot keep herself from getting angry at Lex because what he did to Marsha Manhunter. And then tie it around the whole deal that really if she kills, you know, Lex, as far as we can tell, Marsha Manhunter is fully dead. So, you know, it's just odd. The idea that you can just wait a second, do what you're supposed to be told, and you may be able to rewrite things. You'll be able to trap Perpetua. Everybody can get back in there. And really, she is saying, I'm mad at my fake husband was dead, so I'm going to attack. And, uh, you know, universe be damned. Now i got to raise damned. our fake son up alone. Yeah, yeah, they're shame there. Like, mommy. And so you're ending up like, I don't know, a quadrillion people will could die from this. But she's just mad the about Lex. And, and yeah, they play out the idea that she thinks that if Lex is down, Perpetua doesn't have her right hand man and can't do anything. The problem is, man. yeah, the problem is, is you've really been pushing the idea that this is well beyond needing a right hand man. It's well beyond that. And really, in my mind, it like, gets to be where she could just bring him back. And- uh, you Lex, know, the, is a, Lex is a big bad himself, but for the most part, he's a lackey here. Yeah. Perpetua's the big bad. Yeah, Deal with that's her. the thing, and she's lost this focus. And I can understand if it made it, it, I, it makes sense. It's just I don't have this, you know, emotional deal where I think that Kendra's completely lost it. And it's Savage Hunt Girl here. She's just lost it and and going nuts. And it just feels like it's only there. To keep the story going on, I, I wish everybody was, over yeah, on purpose. It's just, and like you said, though, even with that, I kind of was looking forward to see what these wings would do and what it means because they, they're about to do it. And of course, I don't right before, them. right before they end up having the Justice League with the slivers, you know, of the totality come through, her powers, you know, burn out. And even then, it's like a weird deal where you're given <laughs> the idea, like, hey. We need your your thing, your wings for a map. Then it's like, no, no, we need your wings for a map and to power up the Ultramoner. And then, no, no, we need your wings when they get – it got so convoluted by the end. And then it doesn't happen anyway. And it, it really – this issue, it just got me down. It really got me down because I've been supporting this book and I thought it was a lot of fun. And where this issue, you might have a little fun with it. You have a lot of hero moments, but the hero moments are pushed aside quickly to just get to that end with Perpetua. And I do think it's because the story has a, you know, now you have a time limit to tell it and you're just going to rush forward because this whole idea of Kamandi going off to the bottles, you thought, I thought that was going to be bigger, but we'll, the we'll future start hyper yeah. time bottles. Yeah. And we'll start from the beginning. And really this is the problem when you said about hyper time and time travel that, that just nags at me is like, like you said, is that something where you're in the hyper time, then you bring back a shard of the totality from a hyper time into our, like, what is hyper time? How does it work? And what goes on? 
and just possible it, it futures gets, that we're yeah, dealing with I, yeah. in the timeline that are locked away. And the idea, though, yeah. which I'd be fine with, even the idea of where last issue we saw Commandy go to like the the Justice League Beyond, which is it's kind of a thing because it's its own world as it is. But it could we're dealing with a Batman Beyond book that is in our timeline. It could be a, a possible timeline, so that works. You have the Justice League Beyond yeah. there, but when he shows back up with these characters, I'm been looking at him like there's a. There's a Calvin Ellis Superman from Earth 23. There's Power Girl from Earth 2. Yeah. There's, there's fucking Night Owl from the Watchmen yeah. universe, which isn't even in the future. No. Let's say from the 1980s. It's not you, even you, in this anything yet. That had, you, yeah, know. So you could, you could do the, the Watchmen's fine. That could be its own world and stuff like that. But the idea that you're using hyper time specifically, but then you just bring in all the multiversal characters, yeah. like the Earth 22 Superman, it's its own world. Like, I guess I'm telling you that one you could say too, because that was a future as well. Yeah. I could possibly even let that go, but like night owl, I'm like, all right, Red I don't even Sun, know what we're doing Superman, here anymore. You got a lot of crazy things, and then yeah. I do see Batman Beyond finally when I look at it again. But uh, with that, you were you were pushed to kind of go, and we'll get to that. It just seems wacky and, and really one of those like, you know, hey, let's have some fun, let's show all of these heroes, but yet it doesn't come to anything. That's what gets me. It, it really doesn't do anything. It just ends up ending that future story so that they can leave. And the setup and the the cool factor, I think, is gone because it's just it, it's a couple pages and it's done. And so with the idea, though, and, and just what I'm saying, my nagging idea is the idea of there's the hyper time you go, then the time travel aspect of it. Then you go into the, the future with your shard of the totality. And then how does that get affected by this in the past and things like that, where you show up and it just all gets swirling around when you deal with both and and all that stuff but they are in the past you you do have you know john stewart and flash in the past with aquaman who has shown up and with the jsa and they're there facing off against vandal savage which is how we ended the last issue why while the legion of doom members cheetah sinestro and grod have you know gotten poseidon who's attacking atlantis it's a lot going on to just have the hero speech from John Stewart. And luckily it's hyper time because he's really going against all the, the rules of time travel and telling people ahead of time, Who's telling rules? people stuff like this. You know, he doesn't just say, we'll see. He ends up just saying, I'll spell it all out, trying to convince Vandal Savage to help them only because they have to use him to get the Aryans, the Concavarian to go and make a portal with all the star. I mean, it gets really really convoluted very quickly just to end with them showing up in the present and lose that that's all this is and that's what kind of gets me in this because we end up constantly losing that's how this you know how scott snyder plays it even when we end up losing because this whole time we've been dealing with the year of the villain throughout all these different books they keep ending with that giant doom symbol in the sky and i wish i would have read this issue first this week because i've just been thinking like all right they're just doing these giant things in the sky let you know it's the year of the villain doom's taking over but apparently what we find out in this issue is that that means that perpetua is one for some reason yeah, she is doom one itself then. is the seventh seventh dark energy that needs to be that's unlocked. what it seems and it seems like that every time doom that we is. see the doom symbol that means that Doom has taken over that part. I had no idea that that's what we were getting at the entire time we were doing all these other books. I wish we would have seen maybe at one point there was a justice symbol that was ever. So we get yeah. the idea that. Well, like, and that's you know, the thing. That's the weird thing. The seventh power, I now can only say, is a power that is between justice and Doom. And whatever wins that side, I don't know. Because if Doom's a power, then you'd have to say justice would have been as well. So maybe that's like a flip flop power there, but they needed Doom. But like you said, that is. 
justice deal. is the positive is the energy that the world yeah. is made up on. And that would end up, I don't know who would be powered by that. Maybe Eric Shea is America's all sweetheart. So, yes, really. Uh, but, yeah, Doom has won. We and all have even, the capacity for justice, even, Jim. Even you with just that, have to let it open. Even with that idea, it's one of those where you end up where, oh, my, look, I, I sense it. Everybody's out there. except, But we haven't finished those stories. Even when we do see Doom in the sky in these other things, it doesn't like quite match up now because you do have like a Catwoman who's not fully done her thing to produce Doom or Slade or, you know, all these things seem like it, it is, you know, jiving with the other books where the symbol shows up. But I thought the symbol was kind of like, all right, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Because if this is the whole thing, then why do these people have to even continue this year of the villain? It's done. And we yeah. still have a lot of story to go with that. Um, but yeah, so you, you end well, up. Even when we had this thing where Lex Luthor says, look, you know, you've lost. The doom has been unlocked. The seventh power. We see a like a a um, hologram of like the yeah. earth and stuff like that. And for some reason, I don't know. It looks, <laughs> it looks like, like doom. steel. It looks like Doom is making the oceans of the world turn to steel or turning steel. the Earth itself into a fucking Death Star. I yeah. don't know. It looks like a Death Star to me. I'd like to think that. Uh, but, yeah, so you have John Stewart telling Vandal, like, listen, you know, you end up doing this. It's going to end up being bad. It's not what you want. You're going to try to move the Earth out of, you know, orbit so that this thing doesn't hit. It's not yeah, everything you're going to do and what you think you're going to do now. It's all wrong. Please help us. And he's like, okay. He decides, and then, you you know, you have that little aside uh, with our man, like, man, I think that the Green Lantern name's in good hands. And I'm like, it, it's one of these that's trying to be a victory lap, and I love Jon Stewart, so I like seeing him step up like this. But again, it's, it's again, it's just pushed in the idea that you're playing with hyper time and you can do whatever you want, and a quick way to just kind of get to where we're going. If we're going to deal with Jon Stewart, I want to know what the hell that goddamn Green Lantern tattoo yeah, ring means anymore. Yeah, and and so as we push forward, there there's certain things that bother me, like the idea if you're this is just a hint. Anybody out there becomes a metahuman, becomes a superhero, is involved at end of the world things, and you do go through or create a portal teleportation device, whatever. Make sure you end up teleporting people to where they need to be right away so that you can get right to the battle. I mean, half the times I can't stand when they we're teleporting you here and then we'll teleport you there and then you'll finally get here. Things like that. It's just everything seems to just fall into place just so we can get to that end instead of me being shocked at the end uh, because it always happens that the heroes don't win. But we then go to the future. And that was where I actually was getting a little more interested with Kamandi in the future. I know you're a huge Kamandi fan. I hate him. So you ended up where Kamandi went off. He ended up finding, you know, the the Adam car, I'd like to call it, the, you know, that can jump between the bottles. And he did seem like he ended up figuring that out. Oh, my God, I can get in there. The White Dwarf Star technology, we're going to go. I'll jump through these hypertime bottles and collect some heroes. He ends up going. We see Batman Beyond. We see the Just League there. And like, okay, that's cool. Here, though, it's so quick to the deal of in the future of uh, like, you know, Brainiac, I'm going to collect everything. I'm going to destroy all of these futures so that you'll never be able to get the shard. This is going to be how I do. They say to him, 
you're being duped. You know, Perpetua and, and Luther are lying. I don't He's mind like, his motivation for this no, whole I thing like where it. he is going to gather like the information of everything this multiverse has to offer. It's going to yeah. be destroyed, and he's still going to be there when everything is rewritten with a new multiverse so he can be the person there. No, I love it. I'm like, all right, Brainiac, that That's works right for me. On with him. For you I to love, be with the yeah. Legion of Doom here, that works perfectly for yeah, me. Yeah, I love the idea that he is all about the information. I just, I'm telling you, I'm reading that one page. That's what sets it up. Uh, and him saying that, I'm like, that's just Eric Shea with his Transformers. Look at him. He's, he's got to get, got to catch them all, as they say in the yeah, Transformer you know. universe. So I, I <sighs> like that. That's it. That's definitely 100% what his that's motivation so would be. <laughs> but then you go off then, and there's Commandi. And I think Justice still has a fighting chance. You let everyone. And you have the, you know, translated from Panther has kicked some ass. Yeah, Panther talk. Uh, But the idea of how are they getting there? Because you ended up setting up that you had to jump through these bottles. And the only way that Kamandi and them can do it was through the white star. You got to pack it tight here. I'm telling you. It's a goddamn clown car. It's a clown car. I want this this little, I mean, it's little, you know, and they, they show up. Maybe four or five people can fit in this. There's a thousand people. I, I don't understand. Maybe you'd have, but there's not a lot of time either. So all this is going on in just, you know, a, an hour or so from when they went. And he's collected all these people. How the hell do they get there? You're going against the rule of the idea of jumping through these bottles being a big thing, being such a sticking point, such a, you know, a thing that was keeping them back. And like you said, now you're going, it looks like when you spell it out, he had to have gone to a thousand worlds. This is not just one world. This is people there. I mean, maybe it could have been well played out if somehow they had a hyper time, you know, you know, what's it called? Not the Hall of Justice, but the Heroes deal at the end of time. I don't know. But the Hall didn't. of Heroes? The Hall of Heroes. If you actually had what that's was multiversal odd, stuff. I'm telling you, but if you had it, but the, we see some weird multiverse things. If that you ended up having sense. that, if he would have found that, that somehow – Brainiac through Perpetua being able to do something and you you explain this, but it makes less sense that it looks like he went to all 52 worlds, maybe even some more that we've never heard of and got everybody from there. To fit in that one car and come back. But then back. said it was hyper time. Yeah, and and then it's all just set up just to have the spread page of them fighting. But it was just not enough for me. It's just that whole setup and the well, whole thing. It doesn't thing matter in see, the long run because we know, have our heroes yeah. return to the present right there just to find yeah. out that they lost. And yeah, the whole thing and, and too. Or we keep have them. the 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 seventh energy unlocked, and now like you know, Perpetua is all happy with herself talking about that my power is returned to me. I can do whatever I want. Even when we have the, her talking to the Ultra Monitor about how you know inside you, you know, Mobius, the yeah. anti monitor. I know what you want. You once you know brought this multiverse to its knees with your power. Come back with me, and he you know she. Does does this and allows him the grants him the anti-life equation back to make him the proper you know anti-monitor that we haven't seen in a long time but we didn't even see that for the new 52 dark side war the way yeah. he looks here but the whole point of that was he wanted to get rid of the anti-life equation it was a curse that mobius was yeah. talking about in dark side yeah. war so like she just cursed him again i'm like what and are he we accepted doing with it. this yeah. he went right with it and it doesn't make sense and, and so even the, you end up where they're gonna connect all the starmen of all you know the the hyper time universes past present future all that to end up opening these portals and that was okay i didn't mind that as like kind of like a shout out to anybody who's kind of digs starman and wants yeah. to see that they're making these portals they're gonna jump through as kendra the ultra monitor and uh starman are there trying to fight or at least hold off Perpetua and Lex. 
And again, you're like, hey, Ultraman, or you fight Perpetua. Hey, Kendra, back off from Lex and do this. And it's like there's there's not enough at play here to make it, you know, go tit for tat here as you go, because then Lex could do this. But then he's yelling, we got to hold off this. I'm going to fight them off while you go here. But then he has to open a portal. Everything just happens too quick, too much, just like out of nowhere. Boom, you have to get this done. And then Doom just wins. I, and I the mean, they're trying too, I, to I think do it's this. funny when they were trying to talk about the year of the the year of the villain and how Doom is winning. When Perpetua is talking about, it, we have a set of seven panels here that go yeah. back and forth between Perpetua. Well, actually, it's like you know more like fourteen at that point. But Perpetua going back and forth between the villains of the world that have accepted the offer of Doom. I'm just looking at Doom. Like, All right, here we got that Oracle monster from Batgirl. We got Catwoman. We got Slade Wilson, and then the rest of the freaking panels. You know, through all the terrific characters. I'm like, yeah, it's all, all right, the terrific. It's, it's that whole terrifics. thing with that book. I know. I and and the, with that. and even that uh, Bizarro's from the terrific story as yeah. well. And and just that's what I was saying of of it lining up and things like that, where you end up having the Oracle Android there, and we're hardly started that story in background. We don't even know what's thing. going on. So, you know, is that mean that Maybe now I don't week. have to read those? Because now I see, you know, oh well, they're well, anyway. I think that's how it, it works it, with terrifics, huh? Yeah, really, it does. Uh, but yeah, so they end up getting these portals open where the future and the past, the Justice Leaguers and some other friends, they come through and like, hey, you got some new friends, does ya? And you have that shard? Yeah, let's go. And they're going off then to... You know, fight perpetual. But in the meantime, Kendra is just doing the wrong thing over and over and over. But also it kind of points out the idea, if you're going to do this, maybe you should have had a couple other people wait with Kendra. And with, you know, where is the rest of the Justice League? At one point we were told a big moment in this book. Well, yeah. Well, remember the big thing in the book, though, was to get all the other heroes to guard the Justice League, things like that. And we didn't see that. You know, know, that big plan on a three-front basis. We're going to do this, 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 and this. We've never seen the Justice League then. The only thing that all those Justice Leaguers that ended up, and it wasn't Justice Leaguers. It was when they pretty much anointed. Yeah. Yeah, You're all Justice Leaguers. All of you, you're there to guard the Hall of Justice. The only thing they did was let Aquaman walk right by him and ruin things. Which then didn't make sense later A lot of the stuff doesn't jive But why wouldn't you have brought three other heroes To the end of the universe here to fight this fight Because you're doing these things And like, don't fight Lex But then I have to make a portal, hold him off, do this And you end up where Kendra is, you know, doing the wrong thing But at the end, she's like You have Will, hey, come here, I need your power And that's the other thing Now all of a sudden, she's the White Lantern of the group Where she can power up, or the Blue Lantern I mean, She can power up everybody And do all these crazy things That we never heard before So now it's not even a map, it's a power up It's a, you know, I need more power Power me up, Kendra, okay And then she gets stabbed in the back by Lex And burns out her power And now they lost, They, they lost As the rest of the teams come through Luckily, because if that wasn't the case. kills Starman, Will Payton. Yeah, just smashes him. So he's (laughs) done. I mean, Uh, maybe you you didn't like him anyway, but yeah, maybe. I didn't like him. uh, The thing is, it's not my favorite Starman. I thought it was a weird Starman to bring into things. I don't know if James Robinson owns all the good ones, but the idea we're bringing Will Payton in here, we really haven't seen him do much. He's been stuck in this. Like, like, I thought the idea of having a Starman on the Justice League team would be cool, but we've been dealing with the Justice Doom War this entire time where he is just a guy, I have my power from the totality. I feel everything. I'm going to send you back. Like, we have not had anything really proper to do with, you know, 
even just seeing Will Payton as a man, he's just been that star man out on the edge of the universe for so long now, or in a coma. Yeah. I'm like, he's all right, he's gone. We hardly knew you, Will Payton. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what happens at the end. You're just like, all right, and you do We've see more with Jaro than Will Payton. It feels like. Yeah, we have even Jaro gets a line here, but even that, you're like, okay, let's yeah. move on. But yeah, when Will's done, but we still have star men coming through the portal, so you end up having that. Maybe that's what they're playing at. Like, we don't need Will Payton anymore. That's he the he was just we, there. We have as the original Star Man, and we have Star yeah, Man One Million. These are also not great Star Men in my mind. No, I know. Well, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, at the end, basically Perpetual is like, "Yep, there's the Doom symbol. I have risen. I'm ready to kick ass." By the way, hey, Anti Monitor, you know you're a jerk. You you like being a jerk. How about I give you the Anti Life and you come join me? Yes, mommy. Like you said, that doesn't make sense. That's a curse. He ends up, and that that's something where I know that we talk about you know, continuities and things like that. But a lot of time I give Scott Snyder a lot of credit because he doesn't mess up things. That seems like a real oversight. It seemed like a real mess up in my mind. But maybe again, because we thought the anti-minor was going to side with Perpetual before, but he's just going to play that off of him flip-flopping, playing both sides throughout this whole deal. But that gets old too. Uh, So you end up with Will Payton smashed and it looks like, you know, we're we're off to doom in the sky because yeah. now doom has fully gone. You have perpetual risen. We'll see how she treats Lex now that she has pretty much the ultra anti monitor, you know, deal there that he's the real thing going on. And Old you school. have Lex there kind of, you know, maybe he's the odd man out and she ends up getting rid of him. And that'll be his way to get pissed and come back to being. You know, regular Lex by the end, but we'll see how that goes. I love the art. I thought the art was great throughout. I know that a lot of times you're not a big fan of uh, Howard Porter. I, I think like that his parts were really good there, and I think Bruno Redondo's stuff is incredible. I love his art. I, I think that he draws some of the best like characters, models of anybody, and he can do every one, it seems. So I really like that. Uh, but because the story, I gave it a 6 out of 10. I was disappointed, not, and I was disappointed to the point where I'm not going to say I'm off the book, but I was disappointed how this section ends. Now I got to go forward and see how the next goes. And you you get a little bit of a reprieve if this next part, you know, hits. And then I'll be like, okay, well, that was something you had to do. Let's go. But every time we move on to a next phase, I feel as if, we're we're missing something. We're not getting enough info. We're not, you I know, like everything's not hitting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just keeps going now. But every time I think that we get to, because this is the big point where you're now you you have the doom the, the, the war, but yeah. perpetual so I thought wins. Maybe it's one of those holding the answers, holding the answers. But this actually threw in more questions, you know, overall. So yeah, that disappointed me. Six out of ten. What would you give it? I'd give it a six out of ten as well. I enjoy the art in this book, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That affects my score. It's actually a high point because the story is just lacking. It's it's just the classic thing that we always hate that Scott Snyder does, and we always. You know, we don't want to hate it just because he's, it just feels something like he constantly yeah. does, like that we talked about at the beginning. It's always going to be the darkest before the dawn, right? When you think your heroes are going to do something to change the way they're like, you know, in their favor. Oh no, the rug gets pulled out from underneath them. They yeah. lose. And it happens until the final issue, like we saw in Dark Knight's Metal, where it was like they kept doing stuff. They kept losing until the end. Then they just went out of nowhere. And it feels really anticlimactic and just out of nowhere when that happens. I'm afraid we're going to get the same thing with Just League here, but like, all the big stuff that I wanted to see them doing. We're dealing with some cool stuff in the past, the present, the future, all of it. And then it just culminates out of nowhere. None of it really mattered. I'm like, all right. But six out of ten, yeah. I was very disappointed. There's a lot of things about these characters that I still want to know. And I think it's going to be glossed over because we don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and the weird thing 
is it's always uh, the thing, like you said, the darkest floor of the dawn. Though, and it's always something that somebody does stupid. You know, in metal, it was Batman for the longest time. And that also, while I was thinking of this, while you were saying that, it's also the idea. You have the Just League. I know you have a lot of characters. I know that you want to, you know, have these things going on. You want everybody to get their focus, you know, get their time in the spotlight deal. But, boy, Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman don't do anything in this book. And that there's a trinity. They end up being, like, kind of more side characters than Kendra. I mean, Kendra's getting a lot of, you know, play, but then she ends up, you know, looking like an idiot by not listening. But, yeah, where is the point where Batman, you know, comes up with a better plan or Superman does something or Wonder Woman steps up? They were just the idea that that the plan was to send the three of them together to the future. And then even what did they do in the future? Yeah, and I'm telling you why why in the future where they they didn't do anything. There was nothing with Wonder Woman, Batman or Superman. They, They ended up just getting captured by Brainiac and then nothing. And and it feels like this book has lost a bit of its identity, especially with the, you know, Lex and this whole Doom thing. It's gotten way overblown and it's not a Justice League book. And, and Scott Snyder did say at one point, treat this as an event book. So that's OK. But I think that maybe it's not OK anymore. I'm I not getting my Justice League book. That's I'm with you. And so, yeah, in an event and, and the idea of Darkest Before the Dawn heroes. Oh, no, they're down. Da, da. That that's fine once in a while. It can't be every time because it just loses its zing. It loses, you know, any sort of excitement for that sort of story. And I'm getting that. But I, I end up where he's leaving the book in, in January after the January issues. Maybe it is time for a change. Maybe we'll get somebody, you know, let's concentrate just on the characters and doing some fun and, you know, even having one of those down issues that you love where they're sitting there eating dinner, you I know, ordering those. in, having a sleepover, eating stuff, crust pizzas. Get yeah, to know your Justice Well, that's League. the thing. Get to know them so that you care about them more. And I know you can kind of play with the idea, well, we learn about Flash in his book and we learn about – but you don't get them you all together all the time. don't learn about the interactions and the fun Yeah, that's that can what I'm bring. saying. That's what you, you need at a point for these characters to I want them to, to, to be to the show. super friends. Show me why they're the yeah. super friends in the and Justice we, League. That's it. Yeah. I The friends part's missing. And it's not that they hate each other. Just they don't seem – they just – in this, they seem like they're clocking in. It goes in back to, to the whole job. like in 2006 when they brought back the JSA book where the Trinity's all like, look – to Just League of America, that's a task force. The JSA, that's a family. Keep doing that over yeah. there, Flash. And that's you know, what it like- seems that, like you said, they're clocking in and going. And it's just, I'm not getting a connection with this team, with this book where I sit there and think, man, this is a Justice League that I love. You kind of are, everything's scattered, everything's going, you know, Flash says his one-liners, you have him, you know, all of these things going on and you just don't get that sense of, of team or interaction. And I, I hope that the next run has that though i wonder continuing on because a lot of this seems to be setting up an event down the line you get a new writer in are they going to just be hogtied to getting everything in line for that as well i don't know i hope not but we're going to go on to the next book flash forward number two written by scott liddell with art by brett booth norm ratman to lewis guerrero and troy patiri there's more darkness in this book than wally west can shake a stick at but that doesn't mean he'll stop because the way to beat back to darkness Shake a stick at it. The darkness infection has reached Earth-23, and somehow Earth-8, who make their way to Earth-23, where we see our hero fight them until he beats back the threat and moves on to the next world with the next infection. Oh, my, Ark. Are you trying to get a Harvey? Is that what you're trying to do? You're trying to snag that Harvey out of my grip? That's what you're doing? Yeah. 
Ah, yes. The old Harvey uh, Weinstein I, Award? No, I don't want that. Yes, you don't want that. That's the touching award. It is touching to get an award. You don't want to get the touching award, though. Uh-uh. Uh, but here we are with Flash Forward, and it's weird because kind of got this weird – well, I can't say it's an epiphany because that would make me pretentious and say that I am you know, something more than I am, Eric, and that's not no. true. Uh, the idea that I was reading this, I, I kept thinking about, like, what did I want? Uh, you know, maybe even you, too. We were kind of along the same line of this. Of what, did, what did you want from Wally? And a book that would bring him back after that debacle of Heroes in Crisis. And the idea of it being something like an easily, you know, change the timeline thing. That that seems a little wonky. You know, is it that we heard he was going to be on the Suicide Squad? And was that enough? Like at the end when he ends up doing some stuff. And and ends up, you know, saving the day, saving enough things that they say, okay, your sentence is done. Because by the end of that, he's still a killer, even though it wasn't his fault. Now, I see a lot of people talking about this book and saying that this whole idea of this darkness spreading, like, oh, my God, that's what affected Wally. Now he's doing this, he's doing it. But it doesn't seem like that would be the case because he's running around. Then you're going to get to the end where I thought I was saving everyone else, but they were saving me type of deal. Now, what I thought when I read this issue, holy shit, you know what this is? This is the Suicide Squad. It's just the Suicide Squad of one. We said that before it was going to be a, you know, one of these things where you go from one place to the other. It was going to be, you know, something like scavenger hunt. But if you think of it as... Tempest Fuginata as kind of Amanda Waller. She ended up getting him out of jail. Now they're going around to save people and right the wrongs. And then at the end, they're going to say, you're great. You saved the multiverse. Your sentence is commuted. You're not a killer anymore. You can go free. And I'm like, that's not what I want. And it really seems like maybe this was their, we were going to put him in the Suicide Squad, but let's make a story that's like that. But it'll be the cosmic Suicide Squad, but the squad, you know what I mean? It just feels like that's what Tempest Fuginata is. The next one is this world. Go save that. Go do this. And now it's feeling a lot like a Suicide Squad, you know, theme of this deal. And I, I don't really like that uh, because well, the way the this end, darkness, this darkness that's infecting all the worlds in the multiverse. And that's so he got Wally West to come in and gave him this goddamn cosmic stick that he actually just has to point at and it mm-hmm. beats back the darkness. But the idea that we have these, this character, Wally West, he's trying to find a personal redemption and the idea that he could yeah. be a hero again, which we would get. That doesn't save everything for the idea that everybody else knows him as a murderer. Not even just a murderer, yeah. but a guy who framed, you know, Booster Golden Harley Quinn for the murders that he committed. But like, uh, we need more than a personal redemption because everybody else sees him this way. The only thing I can imagine at the end is that we find out that one of the Earths that was infected was our Earth Zero, Earth Prime yeah. at that point where he was changed. And we get a bit of here where I don't think the art or the story actually lends itself to this idea, but I can still get the idea of this way while he does because yeah, we have Earth 23, Calvin Ellis, President work. Superman being attacked here and Wally West is now going to fight back the darkness. The Justice League of America of this world, they come in and Wally's talking about how he has to go and save this thing because the, the government of the world, if this darkness isn't stopped, they're going to drop an anti-life bomb, which is just a fucked up way to kill it because it's going to kill everybody, it seems like, on top yeah. of the darkness. But at the one point, Wally's like, you can't do this. We have 15 minutes. we got to stop it. He, out of nowhere, shoots Calvin Ellis, President Superman, with his rod as at ease with the president. The JLA then try to attack Wally. He speeds off, but I never got the idea, like, this is the thing that stops the darkness i never got the idea oh, yeah. from anything to calvin ellis how he was acting how he looked in the book or anything that he was dark to think he that looked he was like he was just attacked. Or anything. yeah and yeah. that's where 
It's very odd. And if you were reading Sideways, that was the book where you ended up having Tempest Fugenot show up in that book right away. You ended up having this ooze come in, which we laughed because Sideways was kind of like a ripoff of Spider-Man. It seemed like the symbiote had arrived. And so but now that kind of gets pushed here. Tempest Fugenot kind of disappeared in that book from time. And so I think that they're like, okay, let's kind of use this. Let's regroup. Let's bring that symbiote back. That was nonsense. Let's do this. So the symbiote now is a darkness that spreads through the multiverse. And this is the thing that uh, bothers me, not bothers me, but it, it upsets me about this book because people do want Wally to be redeemed. Like I said, where in your mind do you want him to be redeemed? Is it that everybody has to, you know, everything gets reset and Heroes in Crisis never happened? Which I don't think they'll do because even do, though no. it was a piece of shit, they want to sell trades and people would then, uh, so you have to, so where is this thing where everybody realizes the only thing is maybe, and it still doesn't take away him being a killer. The thing about this book though is in this second issue, I'm not getting any idea that Wally is self-reflecting, except in these forced-in parts of, oh, I had some friends that went down. I really miss them. It's not like he's learning a lesson. And I think I that know, by the end, it's going just going to be. Like, the anti-life bomb is what really gets him. So like when he runs off, he's going to stop the single head because no more death. All of the stuff that he's done is really yeah, weighing on him. The idea that he even he wants to sit in prison. Here's the thing, though. And, and that's the part where I think was forced. Here's the thing. You get Wally West. Before Heroes in Crisis, I don't think he's like, eh, some death is good. These are just things he would normally do anyway. So when he's like, no more death, uh, I'm going off. That's just Wally being Wally. I don't get this idea because we're too quick in and out here of him really, you know, being able to do it. He's reacting. He is showing he's a hero. We all know that. This isn't like you have a character that has always been a villain and they want to push as a hero that we have to really... You know, oh my, they're acting different. I mean, he is just acting like himself. I I would also like to see at one point with maybe you see his powers get a little fritzy like they did in Heroes in Crisis, maybe leading to the idea when he gets near this ooze, all of a sudden his powers start going a little wonky. Shit starts flying off him like it did in Heroes in Crisis. The idea that, oh my God, that's what it was. He might have been infected, not infected himself, but even around the infection and is doing this. But in this, it just seems like it's going to be, okay, you have this wand. You're going to point it at different things. Each book, you're going to go to another world. You'll save it. And by the end, they'll be like, boy, Wally may have killed six people, but man, he saved he the saved trillion. multiverse. And, but that yeah. doesn't work for me. That no, doesn't work. because Especially you need it doesn't to go work and, for everybody in his own no. world to know that he's what, not a murderer. Yeah. You have to have some kind of revelation where it wasn't his yes. fault. And this, well, that's what I'm happened. waiting. And, and even with the idea of, like I said, of how he's thinking or whatever. And, and the weird thing is, is that I need to show, I need to, because we all know that this is Wally. That where he was written out of character was in Heroes in Crisis. That was a piece of crap story that ruined uh, some people's favorite character. The hope and the dreams he even mentions it here. That why do people keep saying that? So when you go to this book, I need to see why he was out of character in Heroes in Crisis. Not hey, look, this is Wally. We we know Wally because I know he's like this. I need to know why he was bad in Heroes in Crisis or why at, l- at least his powers went off like that. And in two issues, we're, in my mind, we're not getting it. We're more pushing towards the idea that he's a savior of worlds, and so we should all forgive him. And that doesn't work. But we'll see how it goes. But this issue, it really just goes by quick. I, I mean, it's really, so quick. the way he saves things only by pointing. And, and at one point, 
yeah, you have these different worlds. Yeah, you have some fun, I guess, of you know Earth Eight, which is the X Men amalgam. You get to have Scott Liddell well, no, play with the X Men again. It's not even that. It's the DC's equivalent of the Marvel characters. This is the world that mm-hmm. Lord Havoc came from, yeah. and I am tired of Earth Eight. I hate yeah. all the like the these are the Marvel like the DC versions of what Marvel characters but that's made. What, it's and only I don't there need for, that. Like you said, it's there for and him that's to the play thing around is, with it, the X Men. It, it just goes back to the whole thing where like Scott Liddell used to do the Uncanny X Men in the nineties. I was a huge fan, but the idea that we had this wally west story that i have been looking for and we spend time for the heroes of earth 8 to show up on earth 23 never explain they just show up because their world's destroyed yeah, and they think that wally's destroyed. the one who did it so i have to imagine then too it's like are they acting this way and like the, the idea that he can't explain that he's not he's trying to help them that won't go yeah. until the end when he beats back Nugget. so are they infected then because we don't yeah. get the idea of that either it's just they want to fight and they're going to fight until wally said hey you, you, you pointed that wand. You got rid of all the darkness in this world, and maybe that energy went back through this portal that we somehow came through. And you also saved our world, which he already told you was destroyed. I'm like, and they went, "All right, thanks for that, bud." Later, and they go back to yeah. their world. I'm like, how many times is Earth Eight going to be destroyed and brought back? It just keeps happening over and over again since multiversity. Yeah, and and the Zen men are fighting, you know, the retaliators as they come through, but also just both of them fighting Wally in in the Grand Canyon. And I'm telling you, it's just like everything's thrown in there. There's no real rhyme or reason to some of this, why they're doing this. And it's even the idea where, oh, they think Wally's bad, but we know he isn't. So there's not yeah. that tension. And basically the whole story is built around Wally has to get them off their guard, get away through almost like a goal line stance has to break through to the end zone so he can point his wand at, at yeah. the darkness. That's all it is. That's all it is. And where Maybe some people are having fun with these other characters, but you don't get enough of them. You don't know if they just know pop why up. We went to Earth twenty three to deal with fucking Earth eight characters, Earth so because 8. we deal with Earth eight more than we actually deal with the Justice League of yeah, America just, of our present just, Superman yeah. of this world. I'm like, what are we doing just here? The idea just, that they're there and then just haul off and attack Wally, saying, "Oh, he must be the one." That, that's it's not really well played out that way. And it's just odd. Right, and then it ends up where and he even did the way we have Vixen, like I want to see more of these different ones because we don't get a chance to see. Like I want to see yeah. a present Superman world. We like you know Grant Morrison did it in his action comics. We saw some in the multiversity, but. I want to know more about these different ones because we don't get to play in that sandbox very often. So when Vixen, part of the JLA, shows up and her only real dialogue, Mew, because she's a little yeah. kitty cat, Mew, I'm like. You're not even writing her. She has no dialogue. Like, no, just tell me, yeah. like, we have Steel, we have Wonder Woman, we have Vixen, we have Batman, we have Preston Superman. This is cool. Do something more than just have them be background characters that, that the anti-life bomb is going to threat them until it's not yeah. a threat. By the end, I'm like, you didn't do anything. You just, by the so end, I'm like, on. heck, looks like that kid has the weight of the world on his shoulders. Hopefully he'll be able to find what he's looking for out there. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm so glad we All showed right. up at Earth 23. Yeah. And even when you get there, Earth 23, like you said, the whole setup is this ooze is coming through the Grand Canyon. I don't Canyon. ever want to go back to it Earth 8. It seems to also <laughs> slip through from Earth 8. I, you know, maybe that's the idea that it, it already has destroyed Earth 8. So now it's moving on to this one. But that doesn't mean you fix this one. You know, and the, like if I have a car and the car gets totaled, I buy another car that gets damaged and I fix that car. It doesn't mean that car that was totaled before then fixes that car's total. And and so when you have this, even at the beginning where you have Calvin, President Superman, which I, I just want to aside say when is they keep throwing him in the when are they just going to do something that he has his own book or some sort of way that he can get That's more involved saying. because everybody loves him every time he shows up and we don't get enough yeah i, I agree all. with you and and so when he does this though you already said it as well but just the idea that he's like 
he's explaining the whole situation to Wally. He's telling him that, you know, our earth has been infected. I tried to tell them to stop, but the government wouldn't listen. They're doing this anti-life deal. There's not a point where you think that he is infected at all. He's telling, he's almost and then begging. Then he just blessed that him. Things. And, and I don't understand why. At ease, Mr. And President. The only thing, and runs off. The only thing I could think of was he needed a distraction. And he knew that this wouldn't do it. It would, like, knock him out. And where he gets knocked out, then the Justice League there oh, goes over. And then he can zip out. But at the end, you have Calvin show up to help save the day when the bomb's coming down while he doesn't have time. And it's like, you were right, young man. I did have problems. You cured my darkness. I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it. Somebody cured Batman of that Earth's darkness. I'll tell you, I don't understand that. As somebody pointed something at him. But yeah, there's no, there was never any inkling of what was going on. I don't understand. And then. It gets to this point then because there's not much and it's like, okay, you end up, oh, we saved this world. I guess we're going to have to go and save some more. Nicely done. He has more trials to face, more worlds on the brink of disaster. I'm like, that's all it is. It's a suicide squad where you go around and save worlds, not people. And then you end up in the incursion point zero, dark multiverse event horizon. And now I just think you're just throwing shit out there just so that people can get excited because every oh, this oh is man, the, this you got is the, the big kids thing. back for, for the little bit that we had of this issue. Like, you know, it was not exciting to me at all. The idea of earth 23 earth eight and just fighting these characters and putting a stick of darkness, but fighting that back. It's not until the point where we have this weird, dark multiverse, like, you know, incursion point, you know, the event horizon, they call yeah. it, where we have this weird fucking cliffhanger. We have a goddamn Mount Rushmore of everybody who fucking Wally killed during heroes in crisis. And then we just have Jay and Irie, his kids, scaling this mountain here, just talking about, you know, what their dad used to say and how scared they are. And like, I'm like, just having the kids, I'm like, is this going to be a monkey paw situation? Because this is like hyper time we saw before. These won't be Wally's kids. This is a goddamn monkey paw because Mm -hmm. you want to have the kids back. Everybody's been demanding, even Wally, to have the kids back, even though it doesn't make sense for this Wally to have it. No. If you have these, nothing good comes from the dark multiverse, no matter what Tempest Fugitive wants to tell you, going fucking these goddamn worlds for heroes. This is a great cliffhanger. This does get me excited because I want to know what they're going to do with, you know, Wally's kids here and how this even makes sense. This weird Mount Rushmore where they're just scaling the fucking thing in the middle of nothing. And here's the weird thing. And and if you think about it you go with the deal and and go you know you have this all going on you ended up having people very confused from flash war to heroes in crisis where you ended up and they really spelled it out at the beginning of this flash forward in the first issue because in in heroes in crisis everybody was just like oh man wally's there with his his wife linda and the kids and that's why he's upset because the kids the kids they, they weren't his kids they this wally that was the wally that we're having here was not that Wally. He is the new 52 Wally. He ended up getting taken out into the Speed Force, things like that. So he didn't, but DC's not stupid. They realize now, oh my, people really want these kids. So this is the other thing that they're going to have to figure out of how to do it, make it right, make it work. But if you just wait a little, I think that you will get, now you'll have an older Wally, but in that 5G, if, if it's what they're saying, he will have his kids back. So whatever they're doing here. You know, I don't know if it's going to go full out. It's, they're they're going to kind of waste the deal. But I do think that when they did announce the whole 5G thing and saying that these legacy characters, they'll take over. You have a Luke Fox take over as Batman, supposedly. And they said they're not the 
you know, the quote unquote usual suspects that'll take over. I do think that Jay and Iris will take over as a duo flash in the 5G. I think that that would make sense when cool. they come back, though. You know, however it would go with that, I think that that would be cool. And I would like that. But you got to watch what you do here because then you're just going to confuse things down the line when that thing hits. So I don't know if this is just here to get people excited. And like you say, it's dark multiverse. So you got to be very wary for that. This weird setup for what this is. Like I said, the incursion point, like, you know, point zero, dark multiverse, event for the dark world that will not die. And we have this, like I said, a Mount Rushmore, but we have Jay and Ivory. They're scaling this freaking wall. It's like NARC. Commander Steel should have been Citizen Steel, but Commander Steel, Uncle Roy, yeah. and Fish Guy, Lagoon Boy. Yeah, yeah. Hence, like this. Those things weren't there yesterday. They're new. Are they statues yeah. or are they like gravestones? But in this whole thing, I'm like, you do have one of the sanctuary robots in one of these. You have Wally West statue up there. Like, you have a thing on the Flash today. Yeah. Like, yo, he died. I'm like, what are we doing with this? It feels so goddamn yeah. weird. Yeah. And, and is this set up then so that you go to this next world and all of a sudden, Something happens, you go back here, and then you have them like, wait a second, where's Narc? He de- oh my God, he must be back. Whatever you fix there in this weird, mo- it, it, it doesn't jive. But me. just I the idea, just don't though, understand. these weren't here yesterday. These giant freaking statues of the heroes and crisis victims have shown up here at the event horizon of the dark multiverse where Wally's two kids are just there. I'm like, uh, it, it's cool to have the kids. I don't know what you're giving me right now. Yeah, we'll have to see what goes on, but it is cool seeing them. And yeah, I want them. I, I want them being in some book. I want Wally to be right family. It just has to make sense. I don't want these. I don't want Dark Multiverse anything. I, I don't need that. Uh, it would be funny if at the end you find out that it is a villain that actually had kind of made Wally twisted. You know, ended up and the villain's name is just King. I, I would laugh so hard if they ended up doing that. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, but yeah, the, the art's Tom great. I love here. it. But yeah, I'm telling you, I would love that. TK, you have it. Oh, that'd be the best. Uh, Telekinesis. And, and you know what a weird deal? I'll, I'll tell you right now. Telekinetic? I don't know that Tom King wouldn't be against that. I, I think that he might actually have a sense of humor for that and make that as a way to kind of you know, show that. I see that. I think you might have a panic attack. Maybe, maybe that's not nice. (laughs) It's not nice. Oh my. Oh yes. But when we get to the end of this, yeah, I, I hope that we do get the family, but I don't need a dark multiverse version of it. So what did you give it? I am giving this a six out of 10 because I really enjoyed the art all the way through, even though I don't give a shit about the earth, eight Marvel DC characters. Overall, I was really in this for what we got with, you know, the the cliffhanger with Jay and Irie and the idea that eventually we will get to a redemption of Wally West because that's the only reason this story is happening for that angle yeah. it's just nothing happened here i'm telling you while we went to a world pointed a stick at some things fought some heroes for no reason pointed a stick at them and then we moved on i'm like all right that was a yeah weird issue to jump like from what I, all the thoughts i had of when this series was announced and what i thought it was going to be i never thought of this issue too would just be while pointing sticks at things and then that's yeah. it so i was very disappointed but i do look forward to this because i love wally west i do want to see the redemption and how that's going to work and what they give us the cliffhanger kiss me excited for next issue and i love the art that's what has raised my score up to a six out of ten for a, for a book where i really thought nothing happened yeah i'm gonna go to six five and the thing that uh kind of goes against all, my mo with these things going Going on is when we end up at the multiverse, we end up in a crazy deal, dark mind, whatever it is. We always say, Oh man, you, you got the playground, you know, get the toys out, let's go. And in this, I'm like, you, You're getting too many toys out, I need more Wally. It's the, the he's the reason for this book, not to save you know, the, the saving the multiverse, dark multiverse, all that. That's a means to an end. We're here for Wally 
100%. I don't care about Earth 8. I don't mind if it's, you know, got the ooze or doesn't have the ooze. I just, I just need eight. Wally. So I need more than Wally just running around pointing sticks at things and Thank just God saying, Lord, didn't show no more death now. And then stopping something and go, you know what? I'm going to look down the dumps now. I killed some of my friends, and I should have remained in jail. I'm like, okay, we we know this. We, I know that oh, that's going shucks. on. Let's let's see something go on that I, I can really see am like, a the light sack. at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, really. I really like to sit in my cell and eat that gruel. Oh my, I'm glad I wasn't in the Suicide Squad, right? But yeah, so and even this then, prison, when, when they announced, I'm telling you, when they announced I, really, the Suicide really Squad, we here. were upset they, about it. Yeah, they have only basic cable. That's all I deserve in this prison <laughs> oh, here. Man. No premium channels. I don't deserve them premium yeah. ones. That's ridiculous. They told me I couldn't have the NFL Network, and I'm pretty mad. But yeah, so I just I need more Wally. I need more idea of how this is gonna. You know, lead to something except just, hey, you saved a lot in the multiverse. There you go. So, and we'll I feel see, good we'll about myself again. Hooray. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's uh, actually, that's a big thing, too, because yes, I want Wally to feel good about himself, but that I yeah. still want him to not be a killer. That, that's exactly. pretty much number one. I would like Wally to not, you know, the deal. But we're going to move on to the last book of this section. And next up, we have Teen Titans number 35, written by Adam Glass with art by Bernard Chang, Marcel Mayalo, and Rob Lee. Roundhouse went and broke our hearts last issue when we found out that it was him who stole Jin's ring and looked like he wanted to take our whole Teen Titans team out. Here we see, though, that it just needed to prove a little point about how the team hasn't been acting like heroes, what with the prison, murder, and magical brain whammies they've been dealing out. Yeah, Roundhouse doesn't go about making his point the right way, but his conviction spoke volumes to me, Jim. It's just too bad that we'll have to move on and fight that Lobo next. That made me stand up. He's really, talking to me. <laughs> oh, my. Really fleshing out the team's reaction to our big blue ball of love. Yes, and uh, I'll tell you. I started crying like a little That's, baby. I was crying like a little, Just baby. Like a little baby. I actually almost did. I didn't get full out, but I, I realized yeah. when you have these issues where you start caring about a character, I do care about Roundhouse. And, and here's the idea of this. It was a long kind of played out deal, but you're seeing now that somebody is stepping up and saying, you know, Damien is awful. He is you evil. Piece of He's shit. doing bad things. He lied. He's doing this. And then we see even more. Um, but a lot of the biggest, you know, complaints about this book and certain people who do certain reviews how and give certain been, scores under a two is, is how dark it's been. And like, it's the worst. It's there. And now in this issue, which I think pretty much reveals that, you know, Adam Glass is playing this as that, that it yeah. is wrong. They are doing things he wrong. And there's Roundhouse. Point out something. But but they end up like, oh, well, now Roundhouse is bad. No, to do. I'm like, no, no, no. no this is no. a kid who is at the bottom of his barrel oh, here. His sister, his twin <sighs> sister, who was his hero and everything to him ends up dying with, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily Damien's fault. But Damien, it was like one of those like we're next just collateral damage. We didn't even matter. Yeah, you didn't even care. I saw you swinging out. And then he ended up getting his powers with during that. And then in a more heart wrenching deal couldn't even help his sister because he couldn't you know control it so at first you get the idea okay he wants to control his powers but then when he gets the the thing and sees kid flash brings him out of the doldrums and all this you have a kid who wants to do good but this isn't a hero that's been around for 50 years this isn't somebody who knows how to do things the right way roundhouse is, is just a kid and he I think is this very kid emotional knows how to do stuff the right way more than damien well, does because he yeah, knows he steals what Jim's is ring. the right way 
Exactly. Yeah. I know well, that's where he's not he gets going, a little thing. Yeah. He's not going about it, put ripping his points the right way, like I said in my blur, because the thing is, you got to put Damien in his place. You got to wake up the rest of the team and realize this goddamn psychopath is the one leading us. We don't want this guy leading us because the yeah. shit that we've been doing, we're not heroes. We might as well be the villains for the freaking prison death and fucking brain whammies we've been doing. Yeah. But, like I said, the thing of stealing, you know, Jin's ring and systematically taking out everybody in the Teen Titans to lock them up in their own personal prison, a prison and even going to this whole thing where we're going to manipulate late robin beginning of this issue yeah. where Jin goes to him and talks about how she really is He's into him and like you want to have the first kiss just to freaking you know put his wares that like you know make him not realize what's going on and just knock him out there i'm like that that was a little dark there too roundhouse the idea it was play on his emotions on this but i like the origin of story slash how like the conviction of roundhouse here just to talk as a like you said the whole thing people have had a problem with how dark this series is the idea that adam glass went full-on dark in order to have an issue like this to show you yes it is dark these aren't heroes and only our fucking new hero roundhouse is the one who can point it out i'm like i like this a lot and and that's why i like it is you end up having to have an outside guy i mean look at the team you know the the ones there crush you know we don't know too much about her you know being a hero but emiko and damien these are characters and even kid flash by now yeah, are the characters around. who should know better they should know and, and yeah kid flash has had some problems with all this yelling and screaming and stuff like that but you end up with roundhouse like he ends up going here and, and then seeing the worst person that could possibly be leading the team but even then it's not like he goes out i don't even think at that point it could have turned around for him i'm not necessarily saying he was waiting for any sort of you know way to screw him but maybe but when he ends up seeing that this damien has a prison and now he's wiping minds now he's like these aren't heroes and it's one of those almost like a new hero is there to say yeah i don't you're doing the things like you always do and you might think that this is the way to do things because you're on your pedestal up there i'm a new guy going but you also have the good idea that he doesn't know how else to get them together so he can tell them so he tries he just uses what's available and yeah it's messed up he ends up getting Jin's ring but he doesn't have any other route and he hasn't been a hero enough to realize that i I just think he just wants to be heard he says i just want to be heard this is and it's wrong then he flips out and then you know there's no coming back from that it seems oh i'm telling you the the point as we're reading this whole thing it's like you know when when Everybody realizes that Roundhouse is right. He's not doing or going about it the right way, but they realize, yeah, yeah we, we done fucked up. And then, you know, when Damien looks at him and says, I forgive you, I'm like, oh, you fucked up so bad. Why I'm did you say you, that, yeah. Damien? Oh, my God. He, you he just had to shut his mouth because, oh. yeah, and we'll go. They, they end up where you do see the origin story and his sister that died, which it's been thrown out there a bunch of times. For some reason, I thought it was in water. I, well, I that's even said to you, like, like somehow I first found out about it when he was coming back on the boat to get yeah. back after he went into space. It just so seems like I, I have that connected, with that, yeah. you know. So you end and up where they were just they were just best friends. I mean, when, when you see a brother and sister, and they are twins, but they're a brother and sister holding hands going through the street. I'm like, who was that? Tea party or roundhouse? Yeah, he's and dressed up like the Mad Hatter. I like that so much. And and it's one of those where this was his best friend in his entire life. And they're going and yeah, he ended up when he showed up in the book, you think that he thinks it's the coolest thing to have these powers. But unfortunately, every step of the way, he sees his powers. Anytime he uses it, he's got to be thinking about his sister because he didn't have the, the powers were granted to him. He was given, you know, the deal in the same accident that his sister died and then you throw in that his mom cries all night his and father the, left even 
And we even went and saw his mom giving Roundhouse and Kid Flash, you know, dinner and stuff seemed like the nicest lady. And just to think that she goes off and just cries every night. His dad hasn't just been around. Like he blames him. You know, he yeah, really he blames him. And I'm just like, you know, uh, so you have all these things and you do get a, a bit where Adam Glass where, yeah, it's a shame. And we were very upset with Roundhouse at the end of last issue. And please don't make it be true. But when you see it, you're like. I, I get it. I get the idea. And yeah, he manipulated them, but he hasn't harmed them. He he went he went over the top. And really, if anything, he took advantage of Jin the most and, and doing what she definitely would never want somebody to do and control her into this. But it did end up that he just needed them all there so that he could talk to them to tell them, this is my story. Damien's awful. You guys keep you know, saying it's okay that you forgive him. He's awful. That's, that's it. I'm out, you know, whatever. And then that's when they're like, you know what? I I can see what you mean. I can see what's going on. I understand, you know, and then Damien just has to be like, you know, Hey, you know, let's work together. We'll, we'll figure this out. I can forgive you roundhouse. And what the fuck did you just say to me? He gets so dark. And then Damien, this Damien, again, if you're going to say something here, Maybe Adam Glass isn't running Damien the way that, you know, Damien's a smart kid. Would he then just say something else to manipulate Roundhouse? But I think that the idea of this is that Damien is not going to look bad. He's not going to look like the guy who's on the bottom of the totem pole here. He has to maintain that he's the leader. So he has to say then, you know, let us out. I'll forgive you. And it'll just go along so that he's kind of all the the structures in. And he flips well, out. On top he's of like, this you whole do thing, not Roundhouse, have the thing to forgive me. Yeah, Roundhouse has been pretty of an enigmatic character because we like we know he's a big blue guy. He can do some like shape shifting. His suit actually contains his body, but we don't know yeah. the, anything about his powers for the most part. So when he, this happens, you see these different buttons on his gauntlets where he can change his his skin to yeah. like steam, to freaking stone, to fire. Gold, like, it looks like uh, there's yeah. like there's a bunch of different settings for the suit that his body can change into. I'm like we just saw more plus the origin story of him where you know his. Like, you know, Damien was the one responsible for him getting the powers of his sister dying because of fighting with the Scarecrow. I'm like, we have gotten so much about Roundhouse here while he is looking like a bad guy, but for all the right reasons. So I'm like, you've done a lot with yeah. Roundhouse here, Adam Glass. And then he really appreciating up. until you fuck it. And <laughs> goddamn it. For <laughs> the idea. goes too far. When he gets so angry to the point where he just says, I wish that, like, you know, uh, Jin is trapped in her ring forever and she gets sucked in and everybody flips out, that he just realizes as soon as he makes the wish too, like all the bad wishes anybody's ever made, you realize immediately, oh shit, I just done fucked up now yeah. because I didn't mean it. Yeah. I didn't mean it. I'm like, that's the thing is, can I just take back, can I put the ring back on and say, I wish I didn't wish that? Yeah. And that's, that's the weird thing about it is, in my mind, I, if I was him, I'd put Damien in the ring and just say I'm out. And then Jin would be able to get it out. Somebody would have the ring, whatever. But they, they want it to be something bigger than that. So it's basically, I'm going to hurt you by hurting I'm somebody take something that you away really you love, like. Yeah. But that also is pretty much what Crush loves. You know, all these things going in. And he really doesn't have anything love, against Jin. And Crush so in my mind, and beats him I, yeah, bloody. Yeah, just beats he, the crap. And he, and he wants to die. Because he knows he's wrong. He wants to die, too, it seems. He's like, no, no, no. They're, like, they're yelling. Turn in the steel. Turn into something. He's like, no, this is fine. I deserve it. And in my mind, he just wants to go and die with his sister. His life is ruined. He now has overstepped the bounds and the one thing that he was involved with, even though, like you said, up to a point, it was very justified. And I just think he's like, just end me. End me. I, I don't really want to go on like this anyway. And so with that, though, I, I still would have liked if he would have just said, I want Damien to disappear. And then he Damien to, and then we have, you know, 
the idea going forward I of them Damien trying to track Damien away. down. Brian Michael Bendis writes him. Dun, yeah, dun, dun. yeah, yeah, and then there, Eric Shea gets his wish. But even Yay. that, like, if he's like, you could even tie in the deal where I think it would have been a good play is the idea of him saying, "Well, you know, you jerk off. You think that you do everything right. Well." And and wipe his mind, and brain, next thing you know, he's working at the carnival deal, or just or just that he's the nice Damien yeah. in the team, and then you go I forward wish you with this now like again. Your father, dun, dun, yeah. How dun. does this? How does this go forward? Where they're like, I just want you to be nice, and now you have a Teen Titans book going where Damien's completely out of character, being nice, and then we find that you kind of can't have the both extremes. You need something in the middle. They all learn a lesson at the end. We keep Roundhouse in the book, and away we go. And I would have liked it even if you had that where Jin gets the ring back, and they're like, you know, Emiko's like, okay, we'll turn Damien back. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of like this Damien more. And then there's Damien coming in. He just bakes scones. Scones, everyone. And they're like, yeah, I like this Damien. But you're not going to get that because he ends up then putting Jin in the ring. And I, I don't know how you get that back, how that works out. It looks like that would definitely be a roundhouse out of the book as well because of what he did. He looks like he's half dead. And then just to have, you know, the thing and even the thing at the beginning, it seems like he maybe knows a little more about the other as well, even though it's just a generic, like, I'm not a murderer. Uh, well, you know, the because they're like, you're oh, the man, other, Roundhouse, you're working for the I'm, other. I'm not a murderer. Yeah, and he's like, like, no, okay, no, I'm not a murderer. Yeah, so they throw that out there, which still hangs, you know, out there and all just that. But there. yeah, at the end, at the end, you end up getting the uh, the sigil, the doom sigil in the sky, and then you end up having Lobo show up. And I'm like, okay, here we go again, where we're talking about That's these the thing, books, where interesting things are going on. Yeah, and then that the hell out of out of roundhouse jumps away to the point where like so crushes away from everybody else pretty far and Lobo's just there it's like okay it's just yeah. you and me now let's go back to the thing i'm like oh man you're the villain's gonna fuck us over because that was my biggest thing at the end of my like, i want to deal more with this stuff not anybody yeah that's what i'm saying it's gym, the year I mean, of the villain now like that. that throws you like oh man like i want to see what's going on and even that that it looks like lobo was kind of given the offer of crush kind of getting mind controlled kind of getting this weird deal going on because she even says what's happened to me luther said it was some kind of mind control and then we'll just go from there but i'm more interested in you know the team and things like that but maybe because you have next crush versus teen titans maybe the idea that you go forward and the roundhouse can redeem himself nobody has died yet maybe there is a way and i think there would be a way that jen could come back maybe it's you know, the ring breaks and she comes out now you don't have just wish nobody can control her anymore i know yeah you put it on i her imagine maybe. it's a thing uh, where that, you have you know. to have roundhouse wish it but after this he's going to be in like in a coma for a while so we can't yeah, wish it so jen's going to be on the book yeah that might be it that might be the case and uh, they're just like well maybe we can get him out of the coma he could wish jim back and then we kill him again but we'll see but i did like this i, I did so like did it I. I thought that the things that are in this make sense to me i like the idea that roundhouse is a guy who just loved his sister and didn't just show up and see damien and slice his throat he actually wants people because the way that robin didn't even look back to see anybody and he, even as this is going on damien says I checked the perimeter. There was nobody there. And he's like, yeah, there were people there. 
Me and my yeah. sister, you jerk. And so it's one of those and where just the guilt Damien too, because can she learn a lesson. Home. She wanted yeah, to go home wanted, and study, yeah. and, and Roundhouse asked her to come out with him, you know, have some fun before she went back yep. and study. So they cut through this alleyway, kind of, or actually this warehouse Only district, it looks like. And then that happens yeah. to him. Like, oh, on top of that, the guilt he has and the anger for Damien causing all this yep. and just leaving them behind it, their collateral damage. Like, and then he set yeah. up a lot of good and, stuff here with this Roundhouse kid for yeah, something and I then hated also when he first Yeah, really, we did. And also showing the fact that when he ends up on this team of heroes he sees that damien's doing bad things things that he doesn't think a hero should be doing so that just adds on top he has had enough and he did he tried to you know free deathstroke and that's why deathstroke knew there was somebody on the inside all that sort he of thing but that, all, that, those all this was trying to prove like that went bad he apologized for that to the rest of the yeah. team and, and that and not even just that he even says that you guys saw what he was doing you forgave him I mean, that's all he did. He's like, I shouldn't have done that. But when you saw what had happened, when you heard you were mad, but then you just let him go. And now he's mind wiping people. It doesn't end. You're allowing him to do this. And that's not right. He is. He's just the worst. That's not the roundhouse way. Yeah, that isn't, you know, him and his, his mom, they, they didn't grow up that way or he, she didn't raise them that way. But yeah, so that whole deal, I like it. And then <laughs> unfortunately by the end, I'm like, oh, well, you know, we're off to things that I don't really care about. Lobo. Oh, yeah, I don't care about Lobo. Actually, that's the thing, thing is so. maybe for the, maybe with all this though, we'll get something equally as good with Crush yeah. and her origin of Lobo good. and stuff like that. Cause she's still kind of like, you know, mystery to us as well with, yeah. you know, we had the background with the chain and her, like her adopted parents, but we don't really know a lot about Crush. So maybe you like with this issue we'll get to know crush yeah. even more and love her more like we do with roundhouse yeah. here yeah exactly that would be that would be very cool uh what'd you give it i am giving this an eight out of ten i still enjoy the art a lot but for some reason bernard chang has a style where everybody's mouths look really big and yeah. it's a bit of yeah, thing for a long do. time but recently puffy. it's been bothering me a lot and this issue just something that's maybe stick up so I'm, I'm tired of seeing that but beyond that i love bernard chang and marcelo mayala's art and the story just really captured me because i'm like broke my heart last issue when it looked like roundhouse was yeah. a bad guy and then for the wraparound here where he still is just you know kidnapping this team i'm like i'm i'm siding with roundhouse all these reasons his yeah. convictions are great i'm like you did this so well adam glass but then i was just so disappointed by the end like oh no and uh and that was it's yeah, a really yeah. good issue though yeah and that's the thing that when i read this and you told me about it and things like that. I'm like, okay, maybe this is when it turns around. The people said that they didn't like, oh, man, this dark, this dark. Oh, man, this actually, but they just consider this more darkness, even more yeah, so no. than before. And I thought, no, it's this, this kind there of shows you that at least somebody in the universe there on the team sees that this is not the right He's thing. He's a little and, ray and of sunshine. Just, but he's only been a hero for months. I mean, he doesn't know how to go about these things. He's just trying desperately for somebody to listen. And then he, he just spazzes out. He got a little temper. You know, anger management might be something he needs more. But yeah, I, I'm going to give it an 8.5. That's I liked it a lot. And like you, though, by the end, oh, no, not Lobo. Let's keep <laughs> this going. I want to see what goes on from here. And I wish that there was a little more like it seems too much has gone on for them to keep Roundhouse on the team now. Like I, the idea of them. Hey, we accept that. You know, you, you you had reasons, but maybe you went around the wrong way. But hey, let's let's work it out together. And then Damien doing that to trigger him. 
to go with just seems like bastard. too much now. It seems too much to, to go with then. I kind of uh, just want to kick Damien end, off this team leaves. now and just have some new leader show up and just have so I'm these saying, people be It would have been people. funny if maybe he wished for him to disappear for a while and they have to search for him and then you get nonsense like you got to go into a dark multiverse or something <laughs> stupid. But yeah, I, I would have oh, thought that was cool. But yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, they would have done something really wacky. They would have. Uh, but I, I wouldn't mind it. But yeah, I'm going to give it an 8.5 and maybe that's it for that Robin first section of books. Infected with the dark multiverse, the dark infection. Maybe, Maybe Robin has it all inside him. Yeah, really, what I actually, seriously, what I think is just he's an asshole, and and it's yeah. the, that's that's him. I don't mind. That's why that, I like the Brian Michael deal. Bendis Robin so much because yeah. all I want him to become what, a nice the, kid. Lobotomized? He had a lobotomy over there. He has hey, a nice there, boy. John, do you want to? I'm a vegetarian, but I'm going to eat the hot dogs. Oh it's my! Dog. I hope that I hope that the back cow doesn't find out about this. That's all it is. That's my Damien. It sounds just like him, right? What's that? Oh, man, now you're taller than me. I was taller than you before. I don't remember. There you go. He's what got a cute memory, kid. <laughs> he's I, I imagine he's there and then- Just a nice okay, boy. And, and cut. And Damien's being played by a 40-year-old that then lights up the cigar. Hey, what's going on? I asked for a, a meat tray here. Like that sort of thing. That's what I would like. But we're going to go off now after talking about those books. We're going to go off to the first section of mail. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Eric Shea. All right. Nothing says mail like a tribute to that's one me. Eric Shea. That is you. I, I think that that's going to become a theme. And possibly, Eric, I have other verses for that. It may be one of these things that's There's like a so choose your own I adventure. Do. There's a choose your own adventure. No, it'll just keep being Transformers. Transformers. It's just one aspect. Like, I also buy He-Man. Do you, do you, that's true. Imagine that. Do, do you understand that all I was doing for at least 30 minutes today was going through the list of Transformers to see what I could rhyme it with. I just kept going, all right, I get that. No, no, no. I'm like, is there something that would rhyme with shit is what I was doing at one point. And I ran out. I'm like, nope, I'm just going to go with Hubcap. And why would you be scouring the internet I have for a, a hubcap. star scream? A star scream. I have like five star Who screams. Thought? That's why I wanted to put it there. I thought that you were actually going to come out of this yelling. <laughs> why would I be looking for a star scream? I've got like two hubcaps. I got like five star screams. This is all ridiculous. Uh, I don't like this continuity. I need some more though. So maybe it works. I'm telling you, I'll I'll tell you the next couple of verses in my mind are going to deal a lot with how you treat Jess. So that that is something to look forward to down the line. But this is the mail. Uh, You know, it's amazing. It is. No, it well, isn't it always? Doesn't everything end up on that street? Huh? <laughs> no, it because really it is the mail. You can end up emailing us in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com and be part of the show like Eric Shea and also Hi. like Ulysses Jones, who says, Howdy there, Jim, Eric, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. What's up, Ulysses? There is a goddamn piece of shit sitting in my seat, my regular seat. I'd like to tell him to get his fucking ass yeah. out of the chair, you scumbum. Absolute trash. Where? And I, I, I actually, it's funny because when I first read this, I thought he was talking about himself. <laughs> he's like, uh, this piece of, no, he, he this said, mail is he very said, meta. 
in my mind, he's at school and uh, there's somebody sitting where he's like, he goes into the old student unions. Almost like, has, you know, almost like that new guy at work who come and came out back his first day yeah. to try to hang out with me at break time and I was not having any of it. So funny that I pointed him your direction too. He's uh, like, hey, yeah, you have a light? Or no, actually, it was so funny because I, I, I'm such an idiot. Hey, are you allowed to smoke out back? Hey, it's a free country, pal. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, all right, do you have a light? And I'm like, no, no, that guy out there has one. His name's Eric. He he loves comics he and he loves, loves talking he to new loves people. Talking to people. This guy is such a talker. Oh my goodness! And, and I'm a walker. He has not I'm come back after that right first now. encounter. Yeah, really. He went out. Well, I did see the next day. He started to head towards the saw back me. again. He uh-uh. saw you and did a U-turn. He's like, I'm taking a U-turn. <laughs> and that's here. how I do it. And that's exactly how Eric Shea plays the game. It was funny because I ended up. It was too damn cold out there, so I ended up, or actually, I think that was the point where I. Came Came in late, so I didn't even take a break. Yeah. So that, that's what happened. I ended up like, oh, yeah, back there. That guy's lonely. You don't have anybody to talk to him. How are you guys? Just how the are way the stories? <laughs> exactly. How are the stories of superheroes treating you? Not DC well. is treating us like the poor housewife and we keep a burning of the meatloaf. Don't burn the meatloaf. I recently read Forever Evil and Identity Crisis. First nice. off, Identity Crisis. Jim, do Ma. that Italian thing where you make that noise whenever something is good. And you know what he wants? But I, I was know. actually, you, you ended up doing that. And what I wanted to do, because you did that early, I was just going to make some noise up Didn't randomly. I do it right on time? You, no, no, you did. I can make it that way if we edit it. I love that story. It's probably my favorite comic story of all time. Forever Evil is really good. It's a quality event. I agree. And yeah, a lot of people don't like it but I know, as we see in that timeline it looks like it's full in the continuity but as we at go that forward. point when it came out i realized that while i had searching for comics all this time going back and forth dc marvel i realized at this point that as i was growing up dc was growing up with me <laughs> i knew that's where we were going i knew you were going and you anticipated you, my needs yes i did see that's i usually anticipate your needs there buddy and i i think <laughs> i've heard this this soliloquy by you at least seven times at work in the past two weeks that we were talking because we do talk about that a lot always goes back to that now watch this eric you may be awful but you're not super awful. For my F. Mary kill of DC Comics, I would uh, fuck Nora Freeze. Uh-huh. Still frozen. Obviously. I like them cold and lifeless. Yeah. I would marry Atomica because I think of some things to do with that shrinking. Uh, it may have some. Are you Atomica? <laughs> I already have Eric? a problem with shrinking. Is that you in the pool? It may have something to do with a bottle of lube in my keister. And I would Finally kill something Gene Loring. Yes, really. Adam's wife from Identity Crisis, because there can be only one horrific monster, and she's in my way. So, yeah, that's his F. Murray kill, and you are a monster. That is pretty bad. Now, the question is, can they use her legs? uh, Yeah, that's always the question for you. I I don't know why you'd ask of those three. I I feel like the godfather when it comes to DC. Whenever I hear a new piece of nonsense news, I just uh, go, look how they massacred my boy. This 5G thing, I don't know. It's not you, Jim, but when you talk about that 5g my eyes just glaze over it's it's like it is like it is the thing it's like hey when i'm waiting for like something to come i'm like hey did the mailman come yet and they say i don't know but his eyes are pretty glassy oh my (laughs) i just can't get a grasp but yet I have very strong opinions. I, have I don't just have very strong people, opinions about anything. I just told people to just sit tight. I mean, yeah, really, if, if you want to get see. up, see, here's the deal. 
You want to get upset about something? Get upset about the shit that's coming next week. I mean, every week we get garbage. Why are you worried about the garbage in a year and a half? How the hell? And and really, something has to be better than this. I, I just, I, I can't. Does it, Jim? It. Does it? No, it doesn't. Don't and you, that's the you thing. Knock Brian on wood right now. Is, Don't you jinx me? That's pound. That's how oh I actually got scared. scared. You know too fell. much. Oh my god, I did. I, said, I went over pound. the top. I, I did really, but anytime you tell me to knock, I do pound. I'm scared. Uh, and so when you have the deal where you have Brian Michael Bendis and he's on Twitter trying to convince people that he's the first one to ever come up with the idea of Superman losing his identity and that this is the greatest thing. It's a thousand stories down the road. You know all that stuff there. Uh, he he has this <laughs> hashtag change is good. The problem is. Uh, it's always that other half. This is Superman. Uh, this ain't underwear. Calm yeah, down. And that's the thing. Yeah. Change isn't always good. They're new Coke. Uh, really? I, I don't know what he thinks that change isn't always good. This I character change has to maintained be a heroin for 80 years for a reason. Is that going to be good? Yeah. yeah and maybe. also, recently you ended you up having the identity <laughs> taken. I, no, it's not going to be good. Huh. I changed to a heroin addict. I'm not, I'm not giving up anything. You're one of those functional that. heroin addicts. Yeah, you know, they always work out. How in the hell could DC pull this off? Well, what if people want to read a Bruce Wayne Batman comic? Well, since you say that, I, I, you know, I don't want your eyes to glaze over there, Ulysses. What? But I did talk about this. Hey, this is, he See said, the mailbag? I actually, I actually ended up addressing of what I think might happen. But he must not have been listening. He's he's on. He's the heroine. We both Ulysses. Yeah, really. I mean, really, you have Eric on the podcast. His eyes glaze over so much. Uh, Jess thinks he's got fucking cataracts half the time. She comes in. She's like, something's going on. He looks like some fucking exorcist there with his eyes all white. Are there going to be multiple books throughout the generations? That's what I think there will be. Are we going to get a book with Duke as Batman? They claim there will. And then the next week we get Purple Gloves Bruce. Duke or Luke. That's it. I told you. Well, he's saying Duke. It's supposed to be Luke. So I don't know why he's saying Duke. Get with it, Ulysses. Seriously. You better come with your A game. Uh, not, so, yeah, or Eric Shea is going to give you that nonsense there. Uh, no, the, the thing about this is. If they're going to do this, I do think that they're going to have these generations. I said it a bunch of times. They're going to treat them as their different imprints, and you could just decide what you want. I, I don't modern know. Modern And you'll still get people pissed. You'll still get people upset that this modern 5G stuff isn't you know, the heroes they like, but eventually it'll all go back. I, I think that sure this will. would be like a year. and change then you'll have good. So it's changing yeah, back. You'll have what I would term, and I, I do think this would be good, age of crisis. <laughs> Boom. Then you have them de-age again, and then we get back to square one, and everybody's happy. Then half the people are Nobody's pissed, happy. and then other people are hashtagging things. Then the next thing, I got a cucumber shove up my ass so far up there. I'm Eric, just thinking uh, about how- I'm how, whistling Dixie. One of the things right? I think about a lot is like one of them, like the strongest era of DC Comics. Now, I wouldn't go with not by decades, but just 10 years in my mind. Like I think from like 1999 to 2009 was one of the strongest years that DC ever had in between. And now I'm thinking about if we go by the decade or- two, Just imagine- <laughs> 2011 to two, like 2021, I'm like, this what a shit show yes. is this of just nonsense. Yeah. Like you're trying something, oh, it's not it working is. out. Change back, that's not working. Change it to something else. I'm like, what are we doing this decade, everybody? Can't we just sit down? <laughs> I, got, I accidentally hit it when you were just getting in the flip. What? What's that? <laughs> no, I'm Keep done. Going. I'm done. I'm Keep done. going. Now, this is the thing. Like, it is the thing that at all these times, it, when you end up, you know, not learning from the past, you're doomed to repeat it, Eric. It this is what I've somewhere. heard. I've heard this somewhere. And the problem with it is, and everybody, it's an easy target. It's Eric Shea's fault. That's what I was going. It's Aww. an easy target to say it's Dan Dio's fault. 
But at a point where you keep messing up, but you don't chip, it's basically Damien on the Teen Titans that we just said. You end up having, a, a, you know, a dungeon that, okay, well, we'll forgive you for that. Let's, oh, we're going to wipe minds. It's basically Dan the deal. He is going with these ideas, and it's just one guy, it seems. I know that that's not the case. I know there's more people involved, but somebody is convincing, and I think it's Dan convincing that this next phase is where they need to go, and they keep failing. They need to just clean house. And, and I'm not even saying that that is hashtag change is good. You may get worse. You may not have, but you need something new. You need somebody that has a different focus because these aren't working. And you kind of, in my mind, we're breaking up. I need something new. You, everybody knows she's not there. You would not be so rash and bold. Man, I'm so cool, not, aren't I? There is no way. That's like me yelling at Jess when I know she can't hear me. Yeah, hey, get him to work on time, bitch. She doesn't hear it. And then she's she asleep hears in the other room. Oh, my. I'm I would, safe. It, if she ended up hearing me, if I said, hey, hey, Jess, get him to work on time, right? You, you jerk. And she said, what's that, Jim? You do. I, yeah. I would have disconnected. I, I wouldn't have stayed on. <laughs> I'm a wimp. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm all talk. I'm bluster. Uh, but no, with the idea that I, I, it's almost like you can see when Dan DiDio gets involved and you see where he did say, oh, man, you know, everybody likes these reprints and these fiction. That's ridiculous. We, so now he's like, OK, let's give And His problem, I think, is he wants to give everybody everything, Eric. He wants everybody to have something. But in the end, all of us get nothing. We get nothing. He wants to please yeah. everyone, but he doesn't have a plan to do that. So like a DCYOU story over continuity, like I what Convergence you. ended I'm up about being. Bring that up. His idea is we're going to have Convergence. That's when they were moving. And the Convergence idea was we, we ended up the New 52. This was going to be the first time that they were going to apologize for the New 52, that this was his apology to people because he said, listen, we understand when the New 52 sta- started – all these other stories, and even when other you know things rebooted, nobody got the conclusions to some of the best stories that were going on. And one of the ones that always brings up in my mind is the everybody always wanted Barbara and Dick Grayson to get married. So they were going to give you that with Convergence, but yet it's on an alien planet that is in a bubble, don't have powers for a year, and then face off against a rival city. It made exactly. no sense. You did it perfect, Dio. Manship. This was not, I'm you telling you, it'd be perfect. like, you, you have the idea of like, Oh, man, my biggest wish is I want the Eagles to win a Super Bowl. And the way they end up winning the Super Bowl is in an alternate universe on an alien planet playing Blitzball. I don't need amazing. that shit. I want the real I thing. I kind of need this. Yeah, it would be cool. <laughs> yeah, it would be pretty yeah, cool. The, Space yeah, let's, Jam Eagles. Let's do the robot robot. I don't know what the Philly special would be in this scenario. I don't know. Where's Titus? We're playing Blitzball. It's just nonsense. But yeah, it, just the idea. He ends up in a, you know, maybe this will be an unpopular opinion. I think that a lot of times he has this idea that he wants to help. He wants to do something that people love him. And yet it's just the execution is terrible. He always comes up with these weird ideas of what people want then by the end. Superman and Wonder Woman are a little easier to pull off. But like there are, I heard of a band about Superman. There are a lot of DC heroes that have had books but have multiple incarnations. Are we going to get four Flash books? Jay, Barry, Wally, Bart. I said, no, I think it's going to be Jay and Iris. Oh, there would have to be about 100 Green Lantern books. And that's the, the thing is there doesn't have to be. We have, you know, 
a, a couple now. We only have, you know, one now. You've had times where you had so three we, or four. We don't even have uh, one now. I can, oh, I'm not in my mind. Watch out with that straight up fire, Eric. I better call the, the freaking ambulance is what I got to do. That dumb dickbag to deal was already in oh, that my. made no sense. Saying <laughs> too many books. But now we got bitch boy Bendis and his 15 oh, no. imprints of all his goofy fucks. Remember Pearl? It's just nonsense. Remember no. it. I think there'll be a season no, I seven. DC editorial just like management the Green got Lantern. themselves into Never this happened. mess. <laughs> and now instead of trying to dig their way out of a hole, they're making a second one. They chose piss poor writers or writers with terrible long-term visions and gave the reins to the universe. Now they have to fix their own mess. Not Where have all the you know things gone like, man, I love what DC is dishing out. I want seconds. Yet there has been no indication I actually learned from a mistake. I'm angry. That's what I said about learning it from the past, Eric. I came up with that. I'm oh, yeah. angry. Look how they massacred my boy. Yes, they did. I don't know the way boy? he means you. Uh, oh, the way God. DC is going now, something has to change. I don't I'm know though, boy. if this is the way, but what do we? What do I know? I'm just an asshole. Reads comics when he's stressed or on the toilet. Usually when I'm on the toilet, I'm pretty stressed. Uh, I'll let you know. I want you ever like you, whole problems. you ever eat beef stew on the toilet? Is that something you've I ever really done? Eat on the toilet ever? Okay. Well, I'll tell you that that has been marked off my bucket list. The last break, Eric. So I'm watching Reanimator the other Thank night. That. I, I, that's multitasking, is what that's called. Yeah, if that's it gross was is me, what it's called. I mean, actually, if it was me plunging a toilet while eating a bag of chips, then there's problem. But eventually, that'll have to be marked off as it's well. Gross. And what would be uh, the go-to drink? He says he watched Reanimator one night. What would be the go-to drink when you were watching Reanimator? Would it be something that has a green? You know, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you want to have the like ecto cooler. Yeah, that's what I would. I would have ecto cooler with possibly vodka. Right. See, the would thing that is, we used to do these. Well, we used to do these things when, uh, like, different Halloween parties stuff like that, where you actually get like green Jello shots, but you put them in syringes, <laughs> and you. That's how okay. you take the shot like that. So and you just sit there with a bunch of with, with a bunch of syringes around you, just keep shooting that shit in your mouth. Uh, no, there's, oh, there's no needle. Know. They're just they're just like you know empty, oh. so, like no needle on the syringes. So you can okay. Just, you know. Push the plunger down into your so mouth. You're not, you're not really going. It's amazing. Full out. You're no, not going you, full you don't out. do that. You don't next have fucking you know, needles sitting around like ne- that. Next thing you know, you got your friend in the bathtub. You're trying to get water on him. He dies, and you fucking ditch that asshole. You get the hell out of that hotel room, right? I watch Rihanna. That's what they did with Jim Morrison, by the way. I watch, and it did involve Jello shots, I believe. Uh, there are two good choices. He's right along with it, and I actually like his first one a lot. Is Mountain Dew with vodka, which that oh, yeah, sounds pretty yeah. good. I would actually like to try that. I actually oh, like. You? Want me to come yeah, over some Mountain Dew and vodka? Nah, you come over here? No, I'll come over to your house. How about that, no, big boy? Absolutely <laughs> yeah, really. not. You know, basically, I, I there's a lot live. of there's a lot of skeletons in this house. I ain't got no closets. They're just all over the fucking place here. Oh, you, you come over to my house. You're never going to talk to me again. I uh, well, I actually I like. Yeah, really. That's what I'm talking about. The only way you're talking to me is through a Ouija board after that asshole. Uh, I end up really liking Dr. Pepper and uh, whiskey. That was my go-to drink, actually, my mixed drink of my college days. I I did like that. I thought that they went very well together. But I think Mountain Dew and vodka, that sounds pretty good. Now, I'd even go, you know, not that it mixes in with Reanimator, but I'd like a little, like, Code Red with some vodka, maybe, is you know, shoot blood? that in your veins, right? Yeah, that is the there blood. There you go. And maybe a harder, hearty glass of absinthe, which I, he's we, big we on that. Do, I think we used to do that a bunch a in the day. Every, what, I, I think that when you do that, I'm like, what, what do you think? Never you're got the seven, effects I wanted. What do you think? You're a 1700s fucking scientist or something? It was That's just all cool to do. 
Like, God damn it. What you get you your hands on some actual pumpkin? absinthe. You get the wormwood going and shit like that. You're trying to get, like, you know, hallucinate a little bit what, as you get what, drunk. What are, you, are you talking code? I don't know what you're talking about, really. I'm telling you. And then actually, you want to come when, over like, with some absinthe? Some no. fucking sugar cubes? <laughs> you're not coming over here. <laughs> the first time somebody's like, I'm going to have, you know, tequila and then I'm going to get the worm. I'm like, oh my, I'm going to get lucky. I thought they meant me. I'm oh, there's a real worm in there. You know what I mean? My, my wiener. That's what I meant there. Oh, do you yes. guys have any intention to see Joker? You do. You just yeah, can't I'm gonna, find a stream. I'm going to watch it as soon as there's a good stream. I'm not going to the movie theater because you, you, you know why? Like, there's people no, there. Oh, you're like a homeless guy that needs to bathe, but you can't find a stream. That's what you're saying. And uh, yeah. I, no, uh, I'm not saying I, that. I'm I a guy who's not homeless <laughs> who can't pirate the Joker. That's what I'm saying. I, I may end up uh, seeing it eventually. Uh, I've had, uh, you know, Brennan has asked me, um, Patreon deal. It. If we would do, stream. he said, uh, would we do a, you know, a podcast on it? And I would like doing that. I just, I don't know when. When we do this, it's almost Listen, like Dan. Hello, Weird Science. Uh, it's like him where he decides at this moment, he's now going to live stream, you know, Golden Girls uh, it, as it came out. Like he thinks it's new. Uh, we'd end up doing a podcast on Let's the Joker. It. It'd be like the year 2023. Um, by then still? they have oh, right. jo- Son of Joker, which is obviously the next one, right? Son of no, Joker. No, that's a with- sequel to Son of Mask. No, I'm saying Jamie Kennedy is going to be in it, so that would be good. So yeah, it's a spiritual sequel to the Son of Mask, but it's the Son of Joker. There. Thanks, guys, Brilliant. for all the cool shit you do. It is amazing the amount of work you put into the podcast. I listen to your guys' voices almost every day. I'm You're sorry. Welcome. Hey there, Ulysses. Can you pick up that quarter? That's all what I want to hear at that moment. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what's happening. He's got that absinthe. He's ready to roll there. Hey there, big boy. Come over here and sit on my lap, and we'll talk about the first thing that pops up. And I do mean me, buddy. I just want him what to hear weird things. To I'm saying he likes to hear our voices. Now he's not going to. And it <laughs> makes my work in school so much easier. <laughs> you know. And then, yeah, 250, the person, baby. person has its, his needs. Too many. Sorry, this is so long. Oh, my. That's oh that's God. what I say after he picks up that quarter. But this has been weeks of anger in the making. Sincerely, the dynamic trio of Ulysses Jones, anger, and ambient. And he is on the end. Ambient. And ambient. Like, I've town. heard of it. I don't know what it does. I don't either. I actually don't. You know, now that I've seen and been introduced to a certain point of recreational use of everything where I just don't know anything about anything anymore. I'm telling you, I think that the doors are starting to open for me. I see. (laughs) Yeah, you got a problem. It is where everything's a gateway to something else, right? (laughs) I can't just sit here and mistake my Adderall and not go to the next best thing. I have one, really? Oh, you talking about heroin? Oh, my. Yeah, I'm back to the heroin. I'll never do that. I, I don't like needles. Ambient stuff you use a needle with. So I'm I saying some, with uh, jello, jello shots, shots in, in there. there. Huh? There's yeah, no needle. No. It's just a syringe. I'm, I'm telling you, even at the point where I, I will legitimately tell you that at one point when I was playing all my sports and all this, I legitimately – I, I wanted to take steroids. There, there was just oh, yeah, guy, the only thing. The only thing that stopped. I'll fucking kill you. The what? only thing that stopped me was that needle, and the idea that I always and hear the money. that you get. You, no, that didn't even stop me. I had a job. I, I'm that telling you, me. 
The only thing that stopped me was the needle because I, I, not even the idea of just the needle, how it fell. Because I do hate that. It was the idea that I always hear about getting air pockets in your blood. And, so, and I'm like, I know that that'll happen to me. I know that I will do this wrong. Plus, I'll share needles with anybody. That's just oh me. I'm a God. giving guy. I'm a guy who likes to share. I can't help it. Uh, but yeah, that's why I never, I just like, no, I guess I won't take steroids. Then I see my buddy, Brett. Just get humongous, just huge. But boy, he had a temper on him then. I mean, really, he had, a, and then also he had a lot of acne from it. And I already, I already had that in spades, Eric. I didn't need that back. That was a friend I didn't need back in town. Pizza face. Just say it, Eric. I'm going slice you. I'm going slice you. You jerk. The next one is Ben. Thank you, Ulysses. Ben's Thank next. He's slow, gentlemen's. It is Ben. I have, up, not written in, <laughs> I have not written in a couple scared. months, but thanks to continuing to keep the podcast non-triggering. It's just <laughs> us getting triggered. Anywho, this email will be much tamer than Nils. No, nobody's going to top Nils. That guy, uh, this this world that he lives in, he popped up. And I mean, he popped up. He's in the slack right now. And I'm just waiting for him to set up his own damn you know room of the debauchery that he goes through. And I'm in. Uh, and I'll be cuckolding. I won't say a word. I'll just listen. What? Neil's emails. I'm not going to get involved in that stuff. I'm dirty. I'm a grown man. Eric, I have kids. I'm married. My son is visiting me here in Kansas from sunny Florida this week. We used to listen to the Joe Rogan experience and the Tim Ferriss podcast and have great discussions about the in-depth topics. But since I have become a Patreon for your endeavor, I have only been listening to your podcast. And I, that's All a shame. Right. There you go. So now I'm in the process of getting him to listen to the DC podcast and see if he likes it. Now, I'd like to know, does he read comics? He better, because, if not, because he's not going to like it. No. And this is just setting me up for a heartache. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, I think that Manship's son listens. So, you know, a little, little well, shout out. Manship's there, like, you know, saying, here's some DC comic books. You should read this, son, and stuff yeah. like that to get him in. No, I think his son likes listening. Uh, Karimi likes listening because he likes us just to throw shade at his dad. The things that he's not allowed to say, uh, we'll say. So, you know, end up having that and he just giggles. Uh, And he said he would give it a try. So the big question I have for you guys this week is if you could go anywhere and do anything expense-free for a week, what would you do? Now, he says that I'm not allowed to say anything about sleep, but I certainly can go somewhere and sleep, right? And here's the thing, though. I want to add a little extra because basically he's saying if you had – you know, there's no rules, nothing uh, that you can go. Where would you go? And I also want to point out that I would also include here the idea that nobody's going to kill me where I go uh, because I'd actually – I always wanted to go to Egypt. I wanted to go and see the pyramids and stuff like that. It was something that as a huh. kid – well, we'll go back to the idea. It will make sense because when I wanted to be an archaeologist, this yeah. was a thing that really, Aren't really. Are you worried about King Tut's curse? And then I, well, that's what I'm saying. Nothing can hurt me, including the go go ghosts. I don't need that. I don't want that shit. But no, I always wanted to go there and I, I always wanted to just, you know, see that. And I, I mean, if we want to just go all out, I, I would like to just go through pretty much all the ancient deals, go to Rome and go to, you know, Greece and Athens Fancy. and stuff like that as well. Maybe go to Delphi. Maybe I can get high there. I mean, that's all I'm into. Could go anymore. to the Great Wall of China? No, I don't need to see that. Actually, that doesn't intrigue me. No, I don't. I think that's a wrestler. Uh, I end up with the <laughs> idea, though, I always wanted to see the pyramids. I really did. I, I always wanted I've to see them. that kind of go because <laughs> really, I'm good. I have seen them. You're right. 
I don't know. I think that I'd see there and then I, I'd be I'm looking into the face of God here is what I'd say. And then I'd just, you know, go to bed and I'd sleep the rest of the time. I just need yeah. to see him one time. But be really uh, uncomfortable because there's no AC and I just imagine it's Egypt. So my fucking stereotypical goddamn nonsense. It's hot as balls there. Yeah, it might be. And that's the but that can't hurt me. I guess it can still inconvenience me, but there's a lot of places I'd like to go. I'd love to go to say, you know, Hawaii or Australia. I hear Australia's fake. I just there. want to make sure. I want to make sure it's real. And just go down there. Also, maybe the Tell moon. You, everything can I say, that, can I go I, to fucking Mars? Is that what I'm allowed to go into the, the sun? The one goddamn true crime this? podcast I listen to. Freaking a lot of the stuff just happens in Australia. I'm like, no, on, on top of all the animals going there that's killing you. everybody, I, there's the people oh, that are going to kill goodness. me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. They can't, though, because of this. And he's saying, uh, he doesn't say anywhere in the world. I, I changed my mind. I want to go to Saturn and then die because you can't live there, Eric. I don't know if you're aware of that. Saturn does not sustain human life. And so I, it's de- it's death by space travel to Saturn is what they call that uh, officially. Uh, but where would you want to go? I'll tell you, I'm a boring guy. You know what I just want to do? I want to go to Disneyland for a week. All expenses yeah, I know. paid. You everything I want to do. I've always wanted to go to Disneyland. Never have been able to. And then thick is, I'm going there. I'm going to have all the VIP shit. I'm going right away. I'm having fucking breakfast with a princess every goddamn yeah. morning. I'm having a great time. And that's all K- I Har- want to do. K. Harvey Weinstein. Well, I'm back yeah, off. Uh, you this know, is breakfast. Down. So, I love it too that you don't realize you just now started an East Coast West Coast war there uh, with that one as well. Um, but yeah, you've always said that. Now the big question that everybody's asking after that is Jess going with you? No, I said I'm okay. going. Yeah, trying to have a good time here. What, what a mean person. Has she ever been there? Has she know. ever been to Disney? He's never asked. I don't her. think so. I'm telling you, this 10 year relationship that you have is 12. Is, is 12 years thin as paper. I don't even know what this relationship is. I know. I'm telling you, I will give you the benefit there that at least what you ha- what she has with you is the idea that you just don't like change. That's True. it. That's what keeps you because you know nothing about nothing at all. There ah. is no common bond between you two. Except that we like she Star ends Trek. Up, well, that's what I'm saying. She ends up to, you know, she, saying she likes, she likes everything you like. It's True. That's it. Oh my goodness! Sometimes she can let you watch, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre once every seven years, and she lets you, you know, the walls get taken down there, and, and trauma movies. They're, no, they're, they're not allowed, that. right? No, no, can't watch it. Oh my goodness gracious! But yeah, so yeah, Eric would Disneyland. go to Disneyland. I'd go to Saturn. Know, I'm, uh, going to that, I'm going to the. I'm going to the. might even. I don't know how it works over in California because I always wanted to go to Disneyland and not Disney World. But I think East Disney Coast, World West is the, Coast. You're saying. What's well, the thing? It's, it's Florida. I don't want to go to Florida because it's awful. But um, okay. I think that I don't know if they both had the His Star Wars from land. Florida. He's listening to that. Now he hates us. He, That's we're fine. trying to get him. Yeah, yeah, you want the Star Wars? I, I'm telling you, I, I don't know if they have that in California. I have to assume they do, but I definitely I want to go to that as do. well. I don't know. No, I always see the, the one in Orlando. I, I, I'm telling you why I'm I'm going to this. I'm not going to California. I'm going to, I'm going to Harry the reason why, too. The reason why I'm not going there is because I know for a fact I'm going to get there. I'm going to be all excited. I'm going to go into some fucking movie star. going to fucking rent that shit out for the day. I, I'm fucking hand. I've got my dick in my hand. I can't even do anything because Michael Jackson decides that he's going to go there and nobody else can be there. Right. He's alive. Right. Thanks for all your hard work. That, that actually angers me so much when I hear that. I'm like, not well, only that's the can thing I is, shit, I'm that guy but, with all expenses yeah. paid. I'm oh, running out the park. That's, that's you know part what? of the expense. The thing is, if I could just have that park to myself, <laughs> except for the imagine. actors in there and shit like that, that's the way I would oh, want, want to do it. Oh, I, don't, I, I don't thought want you meant the actors there. who rented it out, like Matthew McConaughey. No, no. I mean, like the people are in like, there, going Eric? costumes. I want Pluto coming up to me doing a stupid shit. I could have a great time. 
you just missed my dead on Matthew McConaughey impersonation. No, Hello, no I didn't. Eric. I didn't miss it. I moved <laughs> Take past off it. The shit. Like I don't have one on. Oh no. Put your shit back on mate. All right. Matthew McConaughey. I, you know why I talk like that? Because he's from Texas. Thanks for all your hard it's work. It's all right. For some reason, no matter laughing. what you said, I heard Matthew Broderick every time. Oh. <laughs> no. No. What he's doing is driving on the wrong side of the street and killing Classic people. Ferris. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Classic. Classic there, uh, Matthew Broderick. Hello, Eric. Look at me. I'm a 60-year-old man who still combs who his hair like, like I'm 18. That's what no, he does. like an eight-year-old. He is an old man. Yeah. He's an old man that always, when I see him, he looks like he's an eight-year-old on picture day. <laughs> really? Grow up. Dapper, you mean. That's Dapper. Ben. The last email from this Thanks, first ben. section of mail Disneyland. is Todd, and he says, Dear Weird Science, massive fan of Eric uh, Shea. I remember you last week, Todd. I don't <laughs> think this is real. He's a liar. He's like Eric Shea at most times during the day, lying. Any chance he can give down. Lying there down. Any so chance he can be given additional segments on the show? Is there any chance that he wants some additional segments? <laughs> There's a lot of chances I could do that, but it's not yeah, happening. I mean, that's an open invitation, really. And questions for Eric Shea, if I may. Has Eric ever contemplated a full read-through of all 332 issues of Marvel UK's Transformers comic, or are his nuts just not big enough? Are they big enough here? Did you well, take steroids? Small potatoes make the a steak look bigger. Is what I'm saying. Oh, no, I, I haven't gotten true. all the way. I haven't gotten all the way through the freaking U.S. Transformers comics and stuff like that, or the IDWs. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, yeah. the idea of all the different continuities always bothers because I, you go by the cartoon continuity. You got the American comic book. You got the UK yeah. comic book. You got the IDW. All these different things bother me. So I did this with He-Man when I was a kid. You had the He-Man cartoon, but then you had the mini comics that came with the figures. Yeah. For the longest time, I went with the mini comics continuity, and I'm like. It just becomes too much, Todd. It just becomes too much. Oh, Todd, you say? Uh, yeah, it's and I never had. And I'm telling you, before this, I never really, like before the age of the internet. It was never an opportunity for me to have these UK comics. No, that, that is true. And uh, it's just the and what you're saying is you couldn't pirate them before. And, exactly. Uh, and then with that, I, I think that I, you Yarr. said something. I think it's wrong. I don't think it's IDW. I think it's Idwa. I think is what it's pronounced, Eric. I, I, Idwa. I heard that earlier, but that's the end of the mail. Thank you all for listening to our shenanigans Todd. and also emailing in Todd. So we're going to go off now with Reggie to talk about Aquaman. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We'll find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Yes, we don't want to hear Eric Shea, but we want to hear Reggie because we're here with Reggie. Hello. And we're going to be talking some Aquaman. And I just want to say, uh, Reggie, this is Eric. And Eric, that's Reggie. Hi. I'm introduce you guys to each <laughs> other because it seems as if every book me and Reggie do, Eric has failed. And they are nonsense. I can't hope that every book you guys do is garbage. I can't help that. <laughs> and that's the problem is me and Reggie can't argue that they're not. Really, no, we can't. Really uh, can. And for the most part, uh, Reggie, we're going to have a little delay on things. It was announced this week that a couple of those next issues of the Neil Adams Rachel Gold Batman book have been delayed again. Oh. And I'm going to ask Reggie right now do you suspect 
that we'll ever get to the end. Do you think we'll get to issue six? Do you think Gosh, they'll do it, or do you think they might go vigilante and put I, it as a trade? That 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 would be what they would do. I mean, there yeah. is going to be a way I think to get the complete story. In fact, I bet it's all done. I bet it's every bit. I of don't think drawn. so. That's Who why. Would? Why uh, would it be delayed then? But, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, oh, uh, it's probably delayed because it's you know editorials just freaking out <laughs> that the number the numbers are where it's oh, supposed no. to be, and Goodness. they're like. The oh, fuck are we going to do to save this now, story? We don't even know what's if, happening. If you mean sales numbers, I can say that's probably the case. If you mean review numbers, holy moly. Yeah. This is a book that's averaging like a 2.9. It's crazy. And it's about to make some honest reviews out there. But, but there, uh, one Reggie, if it does get canceled, if it does come out and trade, we're finishing it. We will just, I don't even care if it's, you know, the last four issues, three issues, yeah. whatever. We will end up talking about all of them on the podcast because it is good fun. I told Eric, it's back to the ridiculous awfulness of, you know, a couple (laughs) years ago. Uh, Oh, it's it's so bad. I can get down on Lex Luthor. He's laughing at dark side. Beyond that, all this goddamn nonsense is awful. I can't even read the thing because it doesn't make any sense to me. So what you're telling me is you can get a Get angry with myself. You can get a chuckle from Lex Luthor laughing panel after panel over dark side, but you don't yeah. want to see how much the Robins enjoy baloney, but yet they hate the, the Miracle Whip. Miracle that's that's whip what you don't want to say. That is a major point of this last issue is that you know, they hate how Miracle the kids Whip. Talk. Yeah, you know, yeah, sex alive. <laughs> <laughs> donkey, you're donkey spit. I hear them saying that all the time at the malt shop. It's so bad. Oh my God, but it's amazing. We're here to talk about a book that we like a little better. Than the Neil Adams stuff, but oh, sure, it yeah. is starting to kind of wane a little in my mind. It's starting to become an odd story, and mainly the story, you know, that we're going with here. To me, I need more of an Aquaman being Aquaman story, and we're really getting away from that. And, and really, this is more Tristan Mauer. Yeah, well, this right. issue itself, it's like Aquaman. The biggest thing of Aquaman you really get is Tristram telling him, throwing shade that he doesn't have gills but can breathe underwater. I, there's not much going on, but by the end, it looks like maybe we'll get it, you know, with this year of the villain. And before Reggie does his stuff here at the beginning, uh, anybody out there with this year of the villain, and this is how I would tag the ideas if year of the villain is, you know, popular, hitting hard or whatever. Anybody ever realize what part of the Year of the Villain we're on, uh, you know, until you look at the cover? And if you do it all, like, Eric, have you looked at the cover and know we that we're in the parts? Doom Rising? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. We're in the Doom it's like rising. each month it has Year of the Villain and then a, a, a tagline. And it's yeah. Doom at Rising point, now. I saw that they were spreading out the, like, the, the, the point of view here with the villains on top that we got more. Beyond that, I, I just saw Year of the Villain and moved yeah. on. I don't care about that. Yeah, I'm telling you, each one has this little, you know, part. We're yeah, moving I, on I to the next part. I have a special calendar. All month long, I've been signing yeah. all my letters. Doom Rising, and, and I, Reggie. And I, I, yeah, and I've not heard, <laughs> you know, anybody on Twitter, like, t- typing out, boy, can't wait for the hashtag Year of the Villain, hashtag Doom taking a rest. <laughs> or, or whatever the next one is, you know. I don't know that anybody cares to. what the next one is. Uh, uh, Doom takes a hiatus. Is is yeah. what Go I'm home, looking at. Doom, is, you're a drunk. Sab- sabbatical. <laughs> Hashtag Doom went out for a pack of smokes. Is what Eric <laughs> wants to see, or maybe KFC. 
drunk in a snowstorm. Who knows? But it, it's just, it, it just gets me the idea that we have all these things, the infected, year of the villain, you know, Leviathan and stuff like that. And it's swirling around into a conglomerate of don't nobody caring of about Bain. any of them. Yeah, City of Bane. I, I mean, I don't think that there's a lot of people just sitting there. Man, I can't wait for that next phase of the doom. Yeah, the doom I mean, doing I, I, something. Also, I would also love to know if anyone out there who doesn't already get every comic that comes out every week, like yeah. Thomas O'Donnell or, or somebody that collects yeah, like yeah. that, is anybody getting all of the year of the villain issue? Are, yeah, you know that I mean? they are, have are you, to get. Them. Are you just into this event where you have to know what happens? Yeah, in that year I'm like, the man. What Batman eighty one has the year of the villain? I need those two pages of Harvey Bullock singing half nude. I need to I'm get done. my this hands on no that. Villains Month that we had during Forever Evil. It's nothing and, and, like yeah, that. No, that and, and, we had this twenty three point one, twenty three point two to just give you that Villains Month feel. And, where and you I, had right. individual yeah. villains spotlighted. I'm like those. I wanted all of those when it came yeah. out. Yeah, we I did. Can't tell you that the goddamn thing changed Doom Rising. No, and, and with this though, just imagine the weird concept of collecting the uh, year of the villain because some things like a wonder woman entire issues then other things sure. like a batman two pages then yeah. other times you have like this this you get you know what i mean so it's it's a very odd i don't know how or, or when they'll collect it you're the villain of this so far yeah but i'm saying like <laughs> as you collect it you're gonna have little snippets and then into something some of these like like i said all of a sudden when the doom symbol hits the sky you, every book has to have it. So when you end up having these, what do they qualify as? Okay, this whole issue of Nightwing, it will be in the Year of the Villain deal, but this part, only two pages from this, it seems like a nightmare for somebody to, if they want to collect it that way, uh, or if they just collect full issues, you're going to have a lot of stuff that isn't even connected to Year of the Villain. It just yeah, seems odd. That but is the issue, really. Here we go, though. We're here to talk about the Aquamans. Reggie, give me the stats. Aquaman number 53, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, art by Robson Roca and Eduardo Pansica, da- Daniel Enriquez, Julio Ferreira, and Sonny Go. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. Uh, the time is near. Pour him a beer. The man named <laughs> Tristram Maurer's here. He used to kick it out around the way, but now Wait. he's backlapping and amnestying Bay. Bay. Uh, the first we need to tell you all that happened. Now the Maurer's here will get things snapping as we usually end this Aquaman rhyme. Prepare for action. Maybe next time. Word. Uh, I was doing a little Beastie Boys there, and then I failed. I I messed you up. I messed you up. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, here we are, and and this is dealing with, you know, the Tristan Maurer stuff, and it does get Mara Captain Maurer to you. Aquaman. I know, really. He didn't go to captain school just to be a drunk that ends up crashing the boat, (laughs) killing everyone, and writing stories, right? Is that the the case? But we do get a lot of Tristan Maurer, but it, it really, the other thing is to get Mara in line with Aquaman so that they can then get attacked by Black Mana for Year of the Villain, and then we can have the full-out deal going on. Uh, that part, I, I'm telling you, by the end, I'm like, all right, maybe we'll get to some Aquaman stuff. Maybe we'll get to the deal. This Tristram Maurer stuff is not hitting with me. We've the had The 200-year-old man who may be a monster. Yeah, and we, we've had this kind of story before, and it never gets me. We had it in Titans, you know, during Rebirth, pretty much. I know, I, I know, I missed a couple issues while I was away, but this, uh, it, like, I just, I'm just not buying that this is a big storyline. It's like, no, it just whatever, seems weird. man. It's suddenly uh, weird. This guy, this weird guy, is back at Amnesty Bay for 200 years, and he has like 
invisible change, Reggie. Stop it. You better say it right or he'll get mad. He keeps correcting it. 200 and change. You are correct. And change, yes. You know, I'm just, I just, it's not hitting with me. I don't really, you know what I mean? Like this big reveal, this whole, you know, a big part of this issue is like the big reveal of Tristan Maurer telling, telling his own story. And I'm like, eh, you know, it's not that great. Yeah. I don't really we, we care. Never, we never got to the part, though, how he's still alive after 200 and change. Of the idea yeah. that, like, you know, in the 1700s, when he first came to, you know, the the East Coast here and set up Amnesty Bay, it's like, he was a boy of not, didn't have very many means, but he did have a hell of an imagination with these monsters that he'll create because he's a goddamn psychopath. And then one day the monsters started becoming real and doing his bidding. And I'm like, what? <laughs> we just go to yeah. something where yeah. he, he could not get them away. The only thing that would take them away for a while was the drink. I wonder if my father saw some demons as well. Because yeah, and well, then they started yeah. getting angry. One of them was named Eric Shea Jr. <laughs> that's, yeah, the that's the demon he saw. He got the hell out of town. <laughs> yeah, I agree, though. And the thing is, you're, you're not getting that that big answer. And now it kind of alludes to maybe he – but it doesn't make sense because it, it goes supernatural at a point – but not for a guy like you, you You have him being a kid. You have this imagination. And, and the thing that gets me is you're kind of also playing him off as maybe, you know, that you're supposed to feel something for him. He's not just a full out villain, but this is a villain story. And it would have been better played if this was just a book. No Aquaman. You have this story about this kid who's going around who has monsters that nobody can see The the big twist is. Are they real? Are you actually killing these people? Whereas you see it, it's almost like, you know, a very hokey but monster fueled like a sixth sense. At the end, you find out, you know, there never was any monsters. You go back and see the deaths and things and realize, okay, it was this kid, it was the guy. Yeah, or that. So but the problem being in my mind is you've buried the lead already because we've already seen this huge, you know, thing that he's claiming the monsters all went into, like a big Voltron, to end up being this huge thing and they it's already attacked so we we already know the twist so it's not a twist and also then you throw in the idea of well you know the monster doesn't always go after the the good people it's usually somebody who's been wrong and now that kind of makes me laugh because oh ralphie boy he was a jerk he did end up being kind of racist with these gods but that doesn't mean somebody should die. And in my mind, the big thing of this is it's always been set up that it's Tristram who is angered, that he is the one that causes the harm. And so you have this little boy into a man that ends up, and then that sounded sick, but when you end up with the whole deal, it's usually the opposite. But, you know, but when you get that, like that's kind of out of the equation now. And it's not even as if he's there to say to Aquaman, Please help me. Uh, you know, I was the one who did this and it got away from me. Uh, you know, it's doing this. It's doing that. It's feeding on the doom that is going around the world. You could really tie it into that, that the world is almost on the brink of doom. So this sure. anger throughout the whole world that is causing this sense. monster to, you know, rise up. And maybe we'll get a little but it just seems like it is only a way to have a big bad and a supernatural thing for I mean, Aquaman as, as to deal is, with. As it is, we've got the two – it's basically like two comics converging into – or, you know, working yeah. in tandem in one where there's one about Black Manta and his agenda. And then there's yeah. this story of Tristram Mora and his agenda. I think I think it's possible that giant Cthulhu beast could be fighting the Black Manta kaiju. Uh, yeah, Mecca, you, you might see is, that because they're be bad awesome, as well, yeah. But, but the buildup to it is like, you know, like – 
get to the point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what's going That's on what here? Just like forever and, and, yeah. dancing around this thing. And it's just not, it doesn't feel important to me. Like, no, all it these doesn't. reveals, and it's just not huge. It's nothing, it nothing feels, big to me. It feels a lot like this book has been told to waste some time and, and tell yeah. a story. And, and even with the idea, like, I, I, then I want to know, you know, this kid, he saw the things, then he becomes, uh, you know, a seaman, I'd like to say. And, and he's a drunkard <laughs> to get, you know, to get, I'm trying to make this sexier as much as I Very can. Good. He, he is a seaman who goes out, becomes a captain. So he's pretty good at it. But he, he has to be a drunk the whole time. So I just think that maybe not a lot of good captains around so he can go up the ranks. But you also then get the idea when he goes to Aqualad, you know, Jackson's like, you're a boy. who Like he almost has like the sixth sense to see evil and things. But that's not explained either. And it's just not. And, and in my mind, he's pointing out not just that Jackson's conflicted and he's up mad, but he's the son of Black Man and Black Man is coming and things like that. But why that? Like all of a sudden, it's just so many weird things. Then I really want to know. And this is, goes with Eric's thing. If you have a guy, 200 and change, drunken sea captain. Where is he going and fooling somebody so that he can make these monsters and and publish these works and these RPGs and things that was spelled out why Jackson Hyde? I think that was, was two hundred years fan. ago, like almost yeah, like just, an HP Lovecraft it, kind it, of deal. Maybe it seems like he was yeah. doing it for a while. I guess it's yeah, that might be. I mean, I mean, but actually, that would even that He's a drunken sea captain who killed people. But yeah, maybe that's the deal. Maybe I was just the idea that Jackson liked it and was saying in the RPG. I was almost thinking that, but they were basing it off that. So that makes more sense. But the idea that this Tristram is just there to supply all the conflict throughout this whole issue and book where, you know, you have him. Is he the monsters? He, the monsters are bad. The monsters go after bad people. I sense that you have a darkness. Yeah, and he, he ends up, why is the, he there? He's, he's summoned. He goes after yeah. tempers that fester with rage and resentment. He cares not where the vile passing aim. He will just as soon consume a man mm. who cannot forgive himself as one who will. So the idea is, you know, he can sense Jackson right there with that whole line because of the yeah. guilt he has for not saving Ralph's life. So he's like, you know, his own resentment for not doing that and the guilt he feels like that could be calling him here. The idea, all this stuff. I don't even know if people yeah. are just resentful about the idea of these old gods come tell. Like maybe Ralph isn't the only piece of shit in Amnesty Bay. So he's coming home because because these old gods of the sea, people don't like I them on their land. I also think that they're sensing the idea that black man isn't going to attack there. I, I just, it's it's all over the place. It's like one of those stories. And, well, and let's though. get down. He attacks. Oh, yeah, really. I mean, Amnesty Bay is going to get attacked every three weeks, when, especially when Aquaman's <laughs> hanging. But yeah, the, the deal is, though, it's also, in my mind as I'm reading this, it's one of those where the story of a man who is, you know, writing some fiction and that comes to life. You know, it's a little bit of a twist that he had these demons in his head and they seem to be real. And then that led to him writing. But it's still, it's a story that, how many times have we seen this? I mean, you know, cartoons, movies, TV shows, this is the classic, you know, my drawings come to life. And then you yep. have a disturbed kid doing the drawings and then you figure well, out you know, if you can save the kid. Simon. Yeah, that's all it reminds me of. Like if you end up drawings. saving the kid, then that lets the demons stay at bay. And you're always wondering, you know, who is the most or messed keep up the kids like drunk. That. Or keep them drunk. That's what I do. Also, <laughs> I love it that Kelly Sue DeConnick really wants to maybe 
kind of rail into the idea that the how we have crossbred the apples they they make them nonsense because he bites the one says something throws it away and then he's always into these apples and then back in the day he wanted to steal the apples too i think just give him a freaking apple orchard he'd be fine he's it's always apples yeah, so I mean, really, and that's just back and forth. And, and in my mind, it's funny because things are going on around Aquaman, who has to keep yelling at people that he still has things to say. He's like, you know, hey, you Jackson, you, hey, wait a minute, I was talking to you over here, and this is an Aquaman book, and it's not a real good Aquaman story. It's it's kind of intriguing. It's kind of a neat deal. And he says, when I show up in these monsters, all hell follows. And that's Black Mana, who now has pretty much, you know, his ship and people going there while he is reprogramming his dad's AI. And I yeah. don't know, that kind of that kind of gets away from me of the fun of that as well. You know, I know. He we're, we're, not we're bypassing play. everything that was set up for this whole life with her having the AI your father. Okay, I have this. I'm going to reprogram this so I don't have it no more. I'm like, why did you even bring it up then if it's just going to go away so quick? Uh, the only thing I can think of is what you're leading to is by the end, him realizing, man, I, I really don't like my dad. <laughs> I mean, he's there. He has his dad's AI and he keeps wanting to reprogram it to, you know, go more in line with him. But that's not what I really, I didn't think that was the fun of it, even though it doesn't have to be fun. But I just wanted more from that. And all of a sudden he's got a crew, you know, they're out and about, they're doing some stuff. They're heading I mean, the, the thing is that, that that's, that's, in a sense, it like it becomes the other story in this issue. There's not a yeah. lot of space, not a lot of no. time to like develop this relationship between uh, Black Mana and his AI dad. So I think that they yeah. essentially had had to scuttle it because it was like, yeah, it's not going to work, you know. Along with this other HP Lovecraft story, where, you know, we've got yeah. there's too much stuff happening in yeah, this one issue. Yeah, because then there's the reunion like, of Mara and Aquaman. That's all that she's, yeah. she's, she's pregnant. I was that there's a whole her. thing going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was with you. Uh, I was looking forward to that. It's 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 a lot of stuff, and a lot of it is intriguing. But it's like a maelstrom where I couldn't tell you exactly like what was the focus of this issue on the on the front. It says the hunt for Aquaman is on. All but right. I didn't feel like we that. Got I didn't yeah. feel like that was the main right, thing. Boys, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, he's right there. You know, he's there he is standing right there at Amnesty it's, Bay. It's like, literally. That's what I was going to say. They're Atlantis, sitting there. He's in Amnesty Bay. <laughs> Where should we look? Well, he's not in Atlantis. <laughs> Amnesty Bay it is. The hunt is on and over and gone. The, t- uh, the t- only yeah. two places he can be. It's ridiculous. Now, I'll, so. I'll say, too, that without any of that, you know, stuff of the story, whatever, and we still have a little bit to talk about, but – I, I love the art. The art's incredible. I, yeah. I loved every page of the art. I thought it was really good. Uh, but, you know, by the end, the, the story just then shifts to Mara showing up. You know, she shows up and it's one of those where she's there but not prepared and not doing this because they, they know about, you know, Black Mana, all this stuff. So they've come where they think he's going to show up and things like that. Just like it's we just said, he's always going to go there anyway. Him. It's a yeah. In the la- in the last issue, he was doing weapons tests with his freaking, you know, his black man of Mecca, where he destroyed all this Atlanta stuff because he's a jerk off. And now it's like the, yeah. the surface world has attacked us, my queen. We must go and like the whole idea. We're ta- like taking it back to the surface, not just saying, "Ah, oh, goddamn black man, I better go up there." I'm like, why? We're like, we're starting a surface world war just to get Mera up there, and I have no idea why he would even care about any of this. Like the correlation between Mera, Volko, and even all the like the soldiers of Atlantis coming up to Amnesty Bay. Running an Aquaman again because obviously you want to talk to him during this whole thing, but then then yeah. the black man of Mecca rises from the ocean. I'm like, 
what a hell of a convergence going on right now. Yeah. Is there is there an issue that maybe that whole Scott Snyder leaving the Just League book, maybe that's what's causing, you know, some of these things to kind of go in weird directions very quickly because of the idea that he's leaving the Just League book in January and then this stuff has to be over with because you can't just have it. And this is a monthly book. I don't know because it just seems weird. Now, it didn't affect the art at all, any of it. So I don't know that this just wasn't the regular plan, but it's just odd to everything to go. And like you said, it just ends up Amnesty Bay. They're, they're there and Mara's there. She well, knows well, more where than she anything, is. It, it, it feels more like the whole idea where, you know, they had this Tristan Maurer story that we were, we have been waiting up to for a couple months now, but the idea now that, all right, we got to do the year of the villain, better get black men. Right. So we have to force him in there on top of yeah. everything else. Cause the year of the villain, just seems to be the thing that's really making the story overloaded. Yeah. And then maybe uh, agree, another part of the that. deal is that you had, Aquaman was dead so he wasn't in the deal and then all of a sudden you know he's in the Just League book he shows up he explains yeah I was dead I was hanging out whatever and this book always did seem well this this book did seem like right away and it made kind of you know it made sense kind of at the beginning that Kelly Sue DeConnick was probably told you know you get to tell your little stories but these can't be Aquaman doing big things you know he can't but the problem is is that he's been on tv this is a big thing i mean you know you end up it doesn't have to be worldwide to be a big thing so i don't know these just don't feel like they're like reggie said that they matter that they're big enough that they they're essential i i i don't know when we had the stuff on the island of the lost gods and the old gods and stuff like that at least that was different. I know a lot of people didn't like that, but at least it seemed like, okay, he's not involved in everything else, but hey, we can deal with this. We'll we'll figure it out and we'll go. But it, since he's come back to, you know, the regular world here, he's done nothing but get the old gods a, a lighthouse to live in and, and then, you know, and it, nothing. I mean, it really hasn't been anything. And a funeral for a friend. Yeah. And I've been trying right. to, you know, be positive <laughs> about this book because I did like it at first. But the more we're getting into what should be more Aquaman centered stories, I'm starting to lose interest because there's not enough of it. And yeah, I love Black Man. He's one of my favorite villains. It's mainly, I told Eric, it's mainly the helmet. I, I can't tell you that it's because of anything else because right. he, he the doesn't helmet. really Chicks do much. He's a very, he is at like a one trick pony there. Uh, but the idea of he's this like the AI dark, he's dad. like a Darth Vader type feel in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean? and so when he's there, you're like, he's evil and you don't need anything else from that. And then you tie yeah. him with, instead of him being his father, like in Star Wars, he, you killed my father. So yeah, we got some cool stuff with that, but it just isn't like going Like in Star Trek, right? Yeah, that yeah. Happened? Star Trek. No. Yeah. Warp me now, <laughs> Johnny. Is that what they say, Eric? I should have recorded some more of those clips. Somebody might say that. Yeah. <laughs> Beam me up, Timmy. So you, you end up here where Mara ends up going and she ends up on Amnesty Bay and like, oh, man, there's Aquaman. You have the whole thing thrown out. She killed him. What? It's a long story. And then she's there. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> How does my hair look? I wish Volko red. I mean, what do you mean? Volko, look at him. Actually, really like that him, part. To ask Volko. Anything dealing with hair is like, I don't even know what. It's like asking a horse how it is to swim. I mean, this guy is the ugliest, baldest motherfucker who ever lived. And she must know how my hair is. It's like, how's my hair? Lush. And he starts cutting it off. He's making his own Mara wig. (laughs) I want some of that hair. (laughs) Oh, my. Are we talking the carpet or the curtains there? There you go. So you end up. See, I'm trying to make it sexy again. Very good. And very funny. 
The yeah, comedy is very good. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you there. I will tell you. I have no hidden agenda. I don't have a hidden agenda. Oh, I just good. want to have a good time like Cindy Lauper here. out in the open. So I want, yeah, I'm, I'm lifting the veil. And as I say that, I really mean my skirt because I'm wearing them now. <laughs> uh, so you end up here where, uh, you know, you have black men to show up. Why? And it's this combo. Why am I wearing a skirt or why am I wearing yeah. a black man to show up? Because I can tell yeah. you that's all comfort for both. That's why we show up. Amnesty Bay is very comfortable. And I like the, I, I, you know, I, I like to go commando. And what more commando can you go? That's so you end up with, as commando as you get. Yeah. yeah. So you end up with Jackson there. And that's the intriguing part that it is, you know, black man is his father. And it's funny because he's like, whoa, Pop's got an upgrade. And I'm thinking to myself, Kelly Sudeconic jumped on here. We haven't had a lot of Jackson Hyde recently. I think it would have been better. I really wish they would have spelled out more to other readers, you know, that they are, that is his son and stuff. They're they're kind of giving hints at points and things like that. I wish that this would have kind of really spelled out. When you had Tristram say, you know, you have some, hey, don't you talk about my father who is black manna and is my father, you know, something to get everybody on board. Cause he goes off. There's Aquaman is ready to attack. Mara is doing this because everybody is just attacking, including the giant, you know, black manna AI. And I think Saldi, he might be done. He's right there. He's, he's a tough dog. I was worried about him, but he's, he's good. I was don't, too. They're not going to hurt a He's dog. only there to see the doom symbol. You see it in his eyes. And at first I thought he was turning into what was now revealed all along. Oh, no, he's he was a robot. But he's a robot. <laughs> he's the robot dogs there. Oh my, it's K9, right? It's the secret seven all of a sudden, where we thought it was the secret six. The other yeah. person who's infected, Salty the dog. No one saw and, it coming. Oh. Yeah. That middle glass is diabolical. And Eric, I wanted to just point that out. I did have the reference of K9, obviously, from Lost in Space, right? That's oh. what it is. Danger, danger. Yeah, so they're going to attack, and it's the same old thing. And it's so one of these, it's not, even a, it's not even a twist. You get the doom symbol there in the sky, and then Black Man is like, all right, I'm going to do this. But it's, it's, it's not even the twist where Black Man says, hey, I'm not here to do anything to you. I'm going to just do it to everybody that, you love. And, I, I you know, don't it's know just why, right. too. I, I don't know if it's just me, but also when you have this doom symbol in the sky, it really kind of just feels that it is right in front of Black Mana and not in the sky at all. Like it's not the, it doesn't seem yeah, like it has yeah. this, the right kind of well, like Well, actually, um, the, the funny thing you say that because the light from the lighthouse kind of goes through it because it's on both sides. It seems very That's odd. True. Like it even does, so, it's like it a, a solid thing and whatever. Uh, but yeah, by the end, I love the art. But yeah, the story's just kind of nothing. And I, I need more Aquaman. I really do. And hopefully we'll get it now with them fighting, you know, Black Mana. But we'll see. But Reggie, what did you give it? Uh, you know, with this book, there's a lot in it that I am interested in. It's like a lot of different stories happening at the same time. But we're not getting payoff on any of them. I agree with Eric. I, I get the feeling that this is a story. You know, Kelly Studekonic had an overarching story. And then Year of the Villain has been kind of dropped inside of it. And, you know, it's it's sort of working. I'm definitely interested in what's going to happen with Black Manta's giant mech or whatever. I hope yeah, it's going to yeah. come topside and, and, and kick down some cities like the wonderful, robust, giant city of Amnesty Bay, for example. Yes. That would be very, very good. Oh, no. but, uh, but honestly, in this like particular issue and in the last few issues, I wouldn't tell anybody, oh, you got to go check that out. There's really nothing in them that's like a startling shocker or it's like, Wow, this really turned this whole story on its ear. Where we're all still waiting for that point. Uh, the art is great. Sometimes the sometimes the story is a little muddled, but I think that's because there's just so much happening. It's hard to like keep it all straight. 
I end up having to reread pages or whatever. But otherwise, the art is really top-notch, so I gave this a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going 5.5, five, and I'm telling you, even the deal, and I love this, when you end up having that uh, flashback and it almost looks like a faded photograph or even something yeah. from a book, like a, a picture. Yeah. I love that. I, I love that so much. And so, uh, like, the care taken in the art is great, and just the, the expressions are really good, stuff like that. When you have Tristram, he smashes that apple and makes it applesauce right there. He's, you know, he's a man of means there with his yeah. applesauce. And uh, but, yeah, so, like them apples, the, Aquaman. The, the whole thing, yeah, uh, yeah, really, you should have said that. Uh, the whole thing <laughs> ends up just being, and I agree with Eric as well. So it, it's amazing. We all agree with Eric. That doesn't hold hey, 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 That the right. idea that you have this story, there he goes. He's putting a pin in his board. He told me this that this week. He's like, anytime you say I'm right, I end up, he actually physically goes behind Turns in the around. imaginary board. And doesn't I, have and a I board. Hope you can hear me actually turn around for the way my voice is. Yeah, that, that, right. that chair was squeaking as if it, it wanted mercy. It's going to have of course mercy, it does. It said. Yeah, so uh, the whole thing of it did feel like you had this kind of a long chat. form story. And not that I love the long form story of Tristram Maurer. It was kind of like, eh, but it all of a sudden is like, okay, let's get these pieces in place. We have this year of the villain. I think that the year of the villain in some of these books are doing, you know, not not uh, upgrading them they're not doing them much good it's one of those it's kind of tying them in it's like the supergirl book where the supergirl book has to deal totally with you know rogozar and bendis's stuff so that book is suffering and some of these other books are suffering though i I have to give that and lay that on the the writer because some of them are okay some of these year of the villain things are you know okay none of them have really been like holy crap that's awesome but the you know comics right no, I was thinking more of Nightwing. <laughs> I don't know. And even that, but, you know, and Wonder Woman is I'm, I'm trying. I'm not a fan of the, I, the villain. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's the thing. Wonder Woman's trying because it's really trying. Boom. Oh, my so God. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's trying. You're, you're trying my patience, Eric, is what I was alluding to. As a well, joke. What I, what I loved I, is that you said boom, <laughs> and, then, and then you hit the, the drum kit. That was amazing. <laughs> I can't help it. It's the problem is I yell at Eric all week, and I don't have a, a mobile sound you need thing. You, you need no, that. that. He, yeah, Eric already definitely. told me because I sit there. He hears me singing it up down the, the hallways and stuff. At work. Huh. I guess Jim's bored. coming I, in. I am a I am a man that has no attention span, even medicated. I'm telling you, I'm getting worse and worse. I think that I'm just going <laughs> to actually, I think that I have a vestigial twin that's now going to surface and I'm going to break into two because something's going on. I cannot that's keep focus It's about time you got one of those. All. You have enough kids. Yeah, really. I thought it was you, Jerk. I thought you were the one. Yeah, there you go. But I'm I was thinking about going and having the operation of the vestigial twin. I don't oh, want to have any kids either. I thought you were going to go have an adedictomy surgery. Oh, my. <laughs> boom. <laughs> uh, what, what do you give this, Eric? What do you give this? I'm giving this one a six out of ten. I really like the art. And I really am interested in the Mara Aquaman reunion because I've been waiting for that to happen. Not to mention the fact that she's still pregnant. We're not really pushing that that aspect here. But her just no. going around like, like, you know, she's go she has this whole like, you know, queenly duty to go now. She's coming to the surface. She's a How's my hair look? I'm like, I like that scene a lot. There's the idea that we have this Tristan Mello, you, though. you. That's what you ask Jess every morning. That's all you do when you go. That's all you look, care about, I don't about, ask right? her nothing. Why would I ask Jess? Blowing, Same as asking Volko. Mwah, I'm not doing that. Mwah, blowing kisses at yourself. Jess is like, can you plant one here? You're like, well, what do I look like? Johnny Appleseed? Get the Apple hell, get the hell out of here. I'm, play- I'm playing shit, baby. Get out of here. You, you didn't oh, realize no, no, that my pet going. name for her is Volko, so it is very odd. Yeah, really? But, uh, <laughs> 
The Tristan Maurer aspect of this whole story, though, is the least interesting part. He just kind of, you know, put himself in here because I didn't even know we were having a Tristan Maurer story until the last issue. I thought we were dealing with sea gods and the fucking, you know, yeah. The, yeah, Amnesty Bay, and all of a sudden, oh no, Tristan Maurer, monsters. All right, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah. Like, I'd rather yeah. deal with the year of the villain, uh, Black Manta, this Mecha Daddy, and the you know the reunion. But this Tristan Maurer's not working for me. But six out of ten, like the art. And you, you know what's weird? Uh, thinking about this, do you think, as a guest, do you think that the old gods are going to get involved in fighting Manta? Because no, as he comes up, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have them there, and almost like. Oh no! It's almost like enchantress in the Suicide Squad. That's what I'm saying, and they also didn't really help that much against the kaiju uh, from Tristram Mauer. So it's almost like they're there, and now you kind of like, like I said, enchantress. She's too powerful. These guys, bunch of layabout gods. And the thing is, though, you can tell me that it would be because these old gods don't have their power, but we've seen them, you know, have some of them end up. I've seen them becoming their real deal. That's what I'm saying. That's the problem. They've actually seen and shown. Them, them actually reverting to their old guts. <laughs> he, 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 oh my God. You're just, you Eric, just don't Eric like him. He doesn't them. like religion. That's what it is. See, anything that's any is. I don't like you as fucking character. Well, just think of it. Do you like the old gods, Eric? Do you like these old gods? Do you? Are we talking about the old gods, the ancient I'm, ones, no, the old no, ones, I'm like the LP, you, in, in this, Lovecraft? No, I'm not telling you your nonsense that you'll go on and on about. Huh? I'm talking about this about? book. No. Do you like the old oh, gods here? No, you I don't, hate that. Right? Do you like the new gods that we get in the DCU? No. What gods do you no, like, Eric? You hate all of them. Yeah, I mean, really. Basically, you hate gods. Do you like the Flash villain Godspeed? Is he one of your favorites? Is that one of your favorites, Eric? No. Okay. He still doesn't like him. Oh, man. How dare you? How dare you? That's the thing. You know, that sun prevents burning. Eric, do you know that? That sun prevents burning. That one. Yeah. I saw that at the church. You know, the, yes, the best we, we saw of these old gods is when they got into their weird forms. Remember, there was like octopus yeah, face, yeah. and then the guy. Oh, yeah, we loved it. Remember, like, we were saying that we didn't know the names, so we made we up our own names. We didn't know names. the names, but, but we didn't care. But it's like, when are they going to do that again? You know, that yeah. was like the most interesting thing they ever did, and they haven't done it for eight issues. No, they haven't. And the best is like. half of those names that we came up with for those old gods actually is what Je- Jess is called by Eric in loving terms. Hey. You know, octopus face. Hey, 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 wellhead, come over here. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come over here, horn face. She's like, all right, I guess that's what I am tonight. Uh, but that's that. That isn't. We had We're breaking up soon. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, me and you, or are you and Jess? Is that the case? Is she there? Yeah. You better watch yourself. We don't need that. This is, you know, 200 <laughs> episodes since the the famed episode 50 so that made about her time. a star. It is. It is about time that she becomes a little more than edited out girl. It is what she should be. That's my favorite. But. That is it, Reggie. Uh, you had a section all on your own because there's not a lot of books out this week. Next week, though, you have a bunch and a bunch that will be the three of us again. Uh, I oh, think that boy. this was a reunion that, that went over well. And I, I blame Reggie. Reggie said he didn't want to talk to that jerk off Eric is what he told me. So I'm like, hey, that's hey, fine. That's not, <laughs> not what I said. I understand that completely. <laughs> Actually, the amount My of family times said that, for that we all three of us talk together actually m- means that books are coming out that are important, or at least really not nonsense or trying yeah, to be important. Yeah, not nonsense books, yeah. Yeah, so that's that. Thank you, Reggie. And you. we're going to go off now to some more mail. Tried to read 
Yes, Eric, an oldie but a goodie. Haven't had that one in a while. I, I know it. it's you know why, and that was my favorite. But at one point, <laughs> we used to have five mail sections. <laughs> I told you we used to have so many mail sections that we needed like five songs. When you ended up getting less mail, I ended up tagging on you know the wrong turn. It's mail call. Yo, it's mail call. Yo, it's mail call. And uh, we said, hey, the heck with you there, Wrong Turn, though we'll hear from somebody who's a big Wrong Turn fan coming up in this mail Me? section. Yes, you're, you're such a fan that he's trying to get a hold of you and you won't answer. And that's how much look, of a fan look, you I was are. trying to watch a video. A message popped up and said, yo, what's up, buddy? And I immediately exited out because I was angry. He interrupted my video. And plus, yeah, I don't want to talk to him. Yeah, exactly. It sounds just like work. Yeah. I mean, it's like he's there again. Ah, yes, but this is mail section number two. I will tell you, if you want to email us, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Aldrin, not Aldrin, Eric. I told you all this time. I said, listen, I know that it's Aldrin. You're like, no, 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 it's Aldrin. Then you started getting listen me thinking, to me. you got my head. Listen to you me. You got my head, buddy. <laughs> I never said <laughs> He's going to tell us. He says, hi, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Jeremy. And everyone in the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, Eric. (laughs) Guys, I wanted to sing congratulations for hitting the big 250. And I didn't know that you actually watched Eric on that scale. Oh, Oh, my. That is shade, baby. (laughs) Well, actually, you didn't realize that Eric was on a diet. Yeah, that is even better. (laughs) Nowadays, people give up podcasting after 20 or 30 podcasts. But yours is still going strong, even even despite the weak books coming out these days. And as you say, Aldrin, they are coming out weekly, Eric. That's a joke. Very weekly. That's the jokes here. Oh, wait a minute. What was that? Oh, my, Eric, you're you're catching on here. You are catching on to what we need to be doing here. I'm sure a lot of the folks in the GFC tell you the same, but I look forward (laughs) to hearing the podcast drop on Sundays so I can get up to date and laugh as you tackle this week's books. The show means a lot to me, and I am a proud Get Fresh crew member. I love that. I love that there. We may be in for a bumpy ride. Now I need, watch out, it's the bumpy rides with Crisis 2020 and 5G coming up in the next year and a half. But I appreciate the critical reviews you guys put out and a few jokes along the way. Just a few, Eric. We're not exactly jokesters. You say that we're more educators. And to make it all go down easier, like wonton soup broth at a buffet. And I'll tell you, it doesn't make it go down easier. It saves you money. Just goes down cheaper. It does. That's part of the buffet. There you go. Uh, and also every every Chinese buffet, I think it is a a, a given. You, you don't have good water. Uh, every Chinese buffet or even oh, Chinese restaurant, garbage. the water is always tastes very full of chlorine. Do you know why? Because like you go well, to buffets around here, and we have awful drinking water. That, no, Mr. Freeze wouldn't expo- expect anybody to yeah. drink the fucking water around here. Uh, I think he would. The Gotham's worse. And uh, I, I just think it's like one of those where I take it as a challenge. I'm like, really? You think that this shitty water that you're doctoring up to be this, you think I'm going to order a soda? The hell with you. Because really, you think that the soda even has like a water deal where they mix it and it shouldn't be like that. A couple that. years ago, be every month, I got a notice like that. from the bureau that there was higher amounts of arsenic in the water. <laughs> I the know. Bureau. 
Yeah, we did. The borough. Yeah, I ended up at one point, I believe I heard that they had a lot of like, I don't know, uh, possums or maybe the raccoons. They were all pissing and shitting in the water too much. So they had to get stopped that. So they over chlorinated it and made it all shitty because of that. They, they, people don't know what they're doing around here. Mine was arsenic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Arsenic. That was a guy I knew. He he like he was a flamer. Eric, that arson Nick. I also enjoy, you see, that's a joke. It's a little play on words. I also enjoy all the other podcasts that are sent out on an almost daily basis. I'm uh, glad to hear the DC sales and solicits are coming back here. It's weird, too, because I ended up, Paco Paco Pablo said, hey, are the DC sales and solicits coming? And I said, I don't know, but their eyes are getting clean. Glassy, oh my, necessary nonsense and seller dweller. Wherever he finds the time. <laughs> and the guy kid. I, I think he's think locked the guy up right now. I don't know. More appearances. The guy kid? He is. Uh, the guy no, kid has some well. problems. The guy kid has a major obstacle to come over to actually be around again. And I lost the notes of how to do the guy kid. I, I actually have very specific settings, though by now it wouldn't really matter. But it, it bothered no. me. Somebody threw away my notes. I was really upset. Jim, I agree. I mean, you just can't say, hey there, buddy. That's not that's not how it works, Eric. You have to, you know, go down in the lab and, and work things out with the test tubes. Jim, it's I agree Dr. with Dre. your thoughts. <laughs> really. I agree with your thoughts. I hope you mean the one from MTV Raps, the big guy. Uh, Jim, I agree with your thoughts on Brian Michael Bendis. As you uh, so eloquently stated on the news podcast today... Fuck you! That, that was a clip that we used. And it'd be funny if I just read. I love when somebody, and that's what Wrong Turn would do, if fuck you'd you. have, like, insert there, insert fuck you audio clip here. <laughs> I love when they do that when it's on the teleprompter. That always makes me laugh when some star does. Two quick questions. The rant and rave line was a fun component of the podcast. And I miss the ranting and crazy ravings of fun. Dancing Mike, the Hollywood kid, and occasionally Greg Capullo, which me and Eric the talked best. about this week. Just the We best. talked about it. We need to know what Greg and Jamie are up to is what we need to know. And Fuck, I need to know what Bring It we, Back Billy's up to. Yeah, I have a Bring It Back Billy that I have to reveal. It's not for the podcast. It's actually the setup of another podcast that I know that Bring It Back Billy, if he's listening, I'm still going to use it. I just wanted to shove it out there that I do have something that I'm going to use. I didn't forget about that. Um, but Greg, I need to know because pretty much the last time I think he was going to beat the shit out of Jamie for giving him cream cookies. I, I need more. Almost every episode. Yeah, really. I know the recording software seems to have gone backwards in capability, but but forwards in clarity. Aaron. But is there uh, a way to include the feature at some point? There is. Uh, the thing is, what really now has put it back, and I told you, and this is kind of more of a, you know, talking baseball here, uh, is the idea that Up if I do that, runs? yes, it's, it's, you know, behind the scenes here. Uh, if I did that, yeah, I don't know that I'd ever be able to do that early access because that used to take me about four hours. And, and I did it. It just at this point, I got to get that stuff out and things like that. Now, if we did do it, and I was talking to Eric this week. I was talking about a couple of things. I mentioned that at one point. I would not mind having a call in segment where we but you have to set that up in a weird way. But I wouldn't mind that um, because then I can hang up on your asses. You, you call in, you start getting or too then, far. Nobody calls. Sudden, all right, now this is our call-in section. Yeah. Just oh, that's over. why I, <laughs> we're, we're still waiting. <laughs> and then I just sit there and like, oh, we have uh, on the line, we have uh, Timmy from Australia. Hello, mate. How's it doing? That was oh, cool. Classic people, Timmy. Right? Oh, hey, Timmy. What's going down there, down under? I don't know. Got a water be stuck in my trousers. 
and then we, we have fun like that, right? But uh, at, uh, at one Timmy. point, but, love it every time I mean, you call him, buddy. Mate. I just took a, a large shit, and the water's going counterclockwise. I don't know what's going on here. You have well, a bad that connection. Be normal for you, Timmy? Uh, Timmy, are you on a uh, cell phone, a uh, speakerphone? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Let me change it here. Is that better? Can you uh, hear no. me better? Yes, I, yes, I can, back, Timmy. Timmy. I can, Timmy. Uh, how are you doing? I don't know. I'm a little boy. And my mom said that I have an mom. uncle, but she already said that I have 17 uncles, and I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Uh, oh, Timmy, I'll clear this up. Your mom's a whore. Oh, my. How oh, dare my. you? I'm going to go there and get you with the kangaroo kick. And scene, Eric. See, there you go. You got some rant scene. Wasn't tonight. he on the line? <laughs> Wait a minute. He's not, what are you saying, scene? And now I almost went backwards. He put. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> well, why did you put the speakerphone on again, Tim? I wanted me mom to, to hear you with your mom. awful nonsense. He he doesn't stay fully in character with the mom, Eric. What's that? Tim? I hate that he Shay. He might be America's sweetheart, but down here in Australia, we think he's a real piece of shit. Just well, the way really, I a like lot, it. A lot of people think that, Timmy. So thank you. Thank you for calling, Timmy. And that, that was Timmy. Thank you. He's not, Now we're going to send you, see you tickets next time, to Timmy. go. Uh, Timmy, thanks for calling. We're now going to send you tickets to uh, see Steely Dan. So stay on the line, please. Uh, but yeah, I, I ended up saying there that we might have a call-in show. Uh, a call-in <laughs> deal, but... Even if I can find somewhere where they can go on the rant and rave line, that ended up being the, you know, you have to dial in stuff with a rotary phone possibly and oh, end up leaving it where works. you can have a time limit uh, because that's about the deal. Yeah, yeah you got the, the tile. Yeah, I don't know. But, yes, he's asking. It could come back. I mean, really. We could do a lot of things. I mean, you know, shut up my shows. There's always the possibility that that's coming back, you know, really. Yeah. And maybe Dan and then we'll learn about Apple stuff, even though he's an Android guy now. And by that, I mean, he's a robot. The other question is whether you guys could do a one shot podcast and see if you can track down wrong turn and find out what is happening in this world. Can the bitch (laughs) still not get it through the door? He says, I don't know. This is what I was saying. He ended he ended up calling Eric, and yeah, that could have been set up. I'm telling you that I have so many ideas for wrong turn every single day, and then he, that bitch can't get it into my heart anymore. He's gone. He left us. He's, he He's doesn't try to get a hold of me. He is. Here's to continued success as you head towards the next milestorm, and Our that next milestorm, Eric, you get them. That's a dig at you. Know, oh, I got the you. next milestorm is is uh, two fifty one. Two fifty one. Eric, out. Uh, but that's going to be Patreon only. So is it a milestone? Congratulations. Cheers. Salute. So is Shiam, Chin Chin, oh, and Patreon. more. No, that's uh, maybe. Isn't it next week? I'm looking. Yeah, you're right. No. Oh, my. Uh, you're right. It is two from him. Maybe it will uh, be anyway. The there it the is. Board here. All right. Hashtag business plan. Now now that you say it's on the board, fuck you. We're, we're doing two in a row. <laughs> 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 fuck this. Fuck the regular feed. I have to be right. I don't, best wishes. Aldrin, 
Eric, like like Thank Buzz you, Aldrin. Aldrin, like the buzz gotcha. in the air for what is America's sweetheart's favorite drink of all time, which of course is RC Diet Cola. Pepsi. I see oh. him drinking that. You haven't used the RC Cola and lollipops and you know cotton candy. You haven't used that one in a while, right? <laughs> Pinatas and I mean, RC Cola equal a party. Pinatas and cotton candy, uh, yeah, <laughs> cotton candy. RC Cola, RC Cola. What is wrong with RC you? Cola and Pinatas. Yeah, yeah. It's Royal Crown Cola, Jim. It even it even ended up. I like when they had Royal. Crown like exclusive, but they had that fancier one. It wasn't just royal; it was even more. It was like gold lady or something they called it. It was crazy. But thank you, Aldrin. I will make sure that I pronounce your name right e- against you know Eric's wishes. But we're going go to go to next week. And you want to hear Dancing Mike? Yes, you want to hear Dancing Mike? Well, here he comes. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, mother. First, of all, I'll tell hello, you, Mike. Timmy. Timmy called in. And all he did to really is make my throat hurt somehow even more. I don't know how somebody Weird. calling in does that, but oh my. I never knew that that was going to hurt my throat. First of all, I need to give That's a big shout out to the Get Fresh Crew. <laughs> and whoop, whoop, cough ship. He says, and I agree. And yeah, that's oh, why the guy kid, that's really why the guy kid, I could not, I ended up telling you I wanted to do like a whole podcast with the guy. There's no way. And I want to congratulate the use. He wants to congratulate Yins on your 250th show. He didn't say that, Thank you. but I, I think that he would like to because he had recently gone to Pittsburgh, and they say that there. Anniversary, bitches, and a true milestorm of an episode. I'm telling you. this. Everybody's got this. <laughs> and I'm not making it up. I, that's actually what's guy drinks it, one bottle yeah. of gin 150 episodes ago. You can't let it go. Yes, that, that's that night I called you Buzz Aldrin. Oh, my. Now, onto a bit of a negativity. Or as Jim calls it, reality. Eric, reality. Welcome to our reality. You were going to have a new song or two from Dancing Mike for episode 250, but my laptop decided it would break out of nowhere. He's Ricky Anderson. Just fantabulous. And and it's funny, too, because that would have been awesome. Uh, The the thing is, when we did have the episode 100, my big thing was to get Mike to do those other songs that were throwing shade at me. Instead, it was the opposite. It was like, you know, Bizarro World deal. Then we had 200, didn't really care much about it. And 250 is like, eh, <laughs> we're going to congratulate. I'm like, I didn't even think like about wedding it. Wedding anniversaries. Week. Yeah, really. I mean, really. And I would discuss books. I, you know, when you have the <laughs> wedding anniversaries. <laughs> <your> children's birthdays. <laughs> yeah, really. You have the wedding anniversaries and it's like, there's the, you know, that's the glass anniversary. That's the lace. Yeah, I don't know I, any I'm of like, that bullshit. I think this last one, me and Tanya, is the bitching anniversary. That's all I got all year. And it I was discuss separate rooms yeah, anniversary. Really, you know, separate vacations anniversary. But I'm about a month behind on all my comics right now because the current state and direction of DC Comics me too. has me so unenthused about the state of comics in general. That's just not much. There's just not much left for me at DC since I'm not a Snyder or Bendis fan. And DC is going to replace all the legacy heroes with it's Social Justice King. League of ta- Teen Girls and Diversity Hires, he says. Uh, make mine trying to copy Marvel, he says, with an exclamation point, Eric. He is upset. He's upset. I'm one of the lucky ones. I am, Eric, because I like some of those things. So okay, I, I had to make that sound effect work. I hit it by accident. But that's how I said it, Eric. I was actually going to say. This oh. is all wrong. That's what I was trying to get. I hit the wrong one. And that's what Dancing Mike's saying. But he says, thank, thank you, you, but no. But I'm sure I will eventually catch up and start listening. <laughs> My name's Eric, yeah. not but no. <laughs> but I'm sure I'll catch up and listen to the main podcast again. He just bailed. 
You only want to hear it. And there is no way I'm quitting I Patreon because Eric's never heard the show. Because I love shows like the new show. I've listened to two episodes. How about the new show? You liking that lately? I think that I'm really coming I to my it. own, Eric. I get on a little bit later in the week than <laughs> yeah, I would like to, but I know. it's still good. I, uh, Every week. I, I think that I'm hoping because I'm really coming out of my shell a bit on that podcast. I'm, I'm making it my own. It's on episode 104. You have not listened to one. And pop culture podcasts that I'm enjoying. How do you think I keep informed? Yeah, really. I, I know how. You don't. That's, that's just it. You missed the, He will never miss the DC sales podcast. That's, you know, I think that he's actually throwing shade at me, but that's coming back. So <laughs> yours, Mike. Marvel at the every person that gets pulled over on live PD stories from Tanya and Jim Azishas with his wife. And that is that. And that's basically a train wreck in audio form. And I'm completely in awe of all the Halloween content we're getting this month from the seller dweller. He does love the oh. cellar dweller. That, that is the thing. I never even thought, and it is it is the witching month, I hear. I think right. that they really, really should get a cellar dweller. I don't know. You might hear from him. Yeah, I thought that and, too. And really, when those come out, I usually wait till later in the week to catch up with that one. Because <laughs> when I listen to well, it. Uh, they're good anytime, yeah, really. really. So until next time, step on is, there isn't a timestamp on them because, uh, you know, how could there be? So until next time, I decide to pop from my underground lair. Oh, my God. He's the basement kid. Uh, remember to go to the basement kid. <laughs> basement kid. <laughs> remember to go to Patreon. Remember. The basement boy. The basement boy. Something. But there he is. The basement kid. He's the toy box basher or something. Remember to go to the Patreon.com slash Weird Science for a ton of exclusive content. I mean, really, if, you, if you're enjoying this, you'll listen to anything. So why not go over there? Watch out because why not? you never, ever know. When those guys from Pop Culture Podcast are going to pop up and carbonite freeze your ass, and then when you get unfrozen, you're a wuss. Right. Keep it weird. Congratulations again on 250 episodes, and see you in Thank Seven you, and the Ragged Tiger, Eric. And so that I can clarify that for you is a Duran Duran album, one that I am very fond of. So thank you, Mike. And I'm sure he would definitely know that I would know that reference. The last email of the night is next, and it is from D. Brown. And that's not what Eric just yells when he sees my underwear, right? Hello, motherfuckers. He says, it's your boy, absentee. He's like, D. Brown, like these are brown. See, it makes sense. Uh, it's your, uh, do I have a speech impediment? You do. I, I didn't want to bring it up. That's me. Oh, all right. It's, it's all absentee cipher. Boy, has it been a while since I bitched about DC Comics. Then again, I guess I have to be reading their books to have something to bitch about. We get more mail me too, from right? people not reading the books than the ones reading it. With so much uh, in the world well, of video they games. They get more podcasts from guys who haven't read that them. Come on, we're just fucking, I mean, really. What do we think this is about? No, Let's this is the problem. The what I usually about. end up doing is we used to have people email about the books, and I would put that email before the section we do so we could at least know what the hell we're talking about. You know, I, I just go by the email. With so much in the world of video games yeah. happening right now, that's you know, that's how you do good research. Oh, yeah. You let somebody else doing it. <laughs> comics have comics have taken a serious backseat, even Marvel. I'm still juggling my venom, absolute carnage, tie-ins and all. Daredevil, the ever delicious immortal Hulk, my Spider-Man books and Spawn. I, I, he just named like more books than most people are reading. Uh, but I'm also juggling a 600 hour Fire Emblem. No, I, I can deal with that. I like Fire Emblem. Astral Chain Collection of Mana. No, you, What's you that? Can, I, 
Astral Chain sounds like something that you put on somebody and get ready to loop them up. And also looking forward to Pokemon Sword and Shield. What? Oh, Sword and Shield. Isn't that that podcast you listen to, Eric? I oh, would my. like to play that. But on the DC front. Sword and Scale, Joe. Is, oh, okay. Sword and Shield, I think it's called. Is I get to that later in the week. Is it really counted as reading Batman if all you do is scroll through the pages looking at the art? For most people, yes. I'm not reading any of the dialogue inside. I'm only assuming from the panels I'm skimming through what the story might be like. He's reading it the Marvel way. Then when I listen to the (laughs) podcast review, isn't that where you just look at the art and then come up with your own story? I see if I can match up what I saw in the art and what you guys recap. Does that still count as reading DC still? Yes. Yes, I say it does because, yeah. If you're spending the money, then go for it. Yeah, really. And then he says DC's next big thing is is 5G. 5G. Sounds like some rap group or something, right? The 5G is like almost like they'd be a hip-hop sort of doo-wop combo. The 5G. A hip-hop doo-wop combo. Yeah. The 5G. It's like, in the still of the night. Yo, babe. My name is Jim, and I'm here to say. You you got what I'm getting with there? You like that idea? I'm not listening to the 5Gs. <laughs> you don't like the 5Gs? That's what I get. Da-doom, Put bop, my concrete blonde album back in. My name is Jim and I'm here to say. It, it goes so well together. It mixes like perfectly. What is this exactly? Another hard reboot or another rebirth? Really, DC, how dare you? Oh, my. How dare you? You expect your fans to continue <laughs> to trust that you guys will stick to any commitment you promise us. How dare you, How Eric? Dare you. Hey, you have stolen my time. <laughs> oh my God. It, it just, I don't even think I have that one here. <laughs> we'll just go with that. What you do makes me cry. That's a different head. one. That's mixing it up. That's another one, Eric. But he says, You've stolen my time, my investment, my money, and what promised you with me. rebirth. And you slap us in the faces with homicidal Wally West, a Batman non wedding. Uh, you know, Super Sons and Bendis. Shame on you. Shame on you. Yes, shame on you. How dare you? <laughs> I, I, I really, I actually walk up to Eric at work and play that on my phone. It makes me so happy. Even if Johns yeah. was the architect of the whole Rebirth era after he dropped out, DC should have tried to salvage what they had been building instead of just weaning away into whenever the hell they've been diverting towards. All I can see yeah. going forward is nonstop Batman who laughs, Cal Talon, King fans in denial, more Superman controversy and bullshit, and a lesser, weaker remer- rebirth gimmick. Bullshit. Ah, uh, yeah. Seriously, this get me down, Eric. Seriously, when Bendis claimed he didn't want to do something controversial myself. with Superman as soon as he got hired, my eyes rolled so hard I saw my own cranium. <laughs> fucking liar. Uh, so, Mr. Bendis, what exactly do you call retconning the iconic destruction of Krypton, separating Clark and Lois, removing John Kemp from the book by handing him over to Jarrell? Bringing both characters back in an even worse state, all within months of your hiring. Don't forget other things and? like the destruction of Candor. Uh, what else? There I mean, they, they just keep going. I always forget the Candor. That might be the worst. It really might be. And I always forget because it was, he did that in such a way that it was made like he, it was like a, a throwaway thing that nobody cared about. It just kind of was like one deal eh, for Candor. Now, eh. did he mention changing the fortunes of solitude? Yeah, he did. I think that he did, right? Okay. Yeah, here we go. So. Krypton, John, do No, he didn't. So yeah, he went to fortunes of solitude right. to the go. Bermuda Triangle. There's a lot. I mean, and not knowing things and calling Seattle Star How City at that time, ending up How doing that. I mean, oh, really. That's good. And now we You're get. Red cloud, all the progression. Yeah. Now we get another unmasking of Superman from the brilliant brain of Brother and Ben. Leviathan. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just a lot of nothing and a lot of too much. Actually. It's a mask a lot of people. And he did say, he's like, I knew that when I come over to D.C., I couldn't really do too much too soon because that wasn't my place. And I, I actually tweeted there because Optimus Prime tweeted that out when he no, saw no, that. You, you, met, you came into the D.C.'s office and yelled, this is my yeah, place. And I, well, and my mind was, I want to see what it means when you did do something because Jesus Christ, what what would it have been? And somebody actually, when, they were, when, they, were ret- yeah, when they were retweeting the stuff like that, they I actually said, okay, we've heard some rumors. We see what you're doing. Is this idea of having Superman come out? Because what Brian Michael Bendis said was, this gives the opportunity to a thousand new stories, Fuck right? And, and what he, is he getting towards this idea? Somebody tweeted out, is this the first step of getting him not being Superman as all and getting John in as the Superman deal? It's just, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why he's allowed to do these things. And yet he thinks that he hasn't done anything yet. So we're going to be afraid, be very afraid because now he seems to think that he's been here and proven That's enough. That's the worst part of that, that he thinks that when he says that, that now he's been an old salt here at DC and he's proven his you know worth here. Go screw yourself. Sell a book for like one of these man. things. I mean, his books don't sell better than anything that was selling before. So this idea that he's this, you know, be all yeah. end all shit doesn't sell really. <laughs> Serious question for Is this the news podcast that's happening? I, at least you would know that, right? You don't have to wait till the end of the week now. <laughs> you get it right here. And now you'll never hear this again. You don't listen to Serious question for the GFC. And he also wants this now. He actually says in here, insert how dare you. How dare you. <laughs> uh, it has been the most problematic. King or Bendis? I've said it. I told Eric all, straight up. Yeah, Bendis. As well. Bendis. It's, it's, Tom yeah. King is just doing his own little thing. Yes. He's got his nonsense, but he's over there by he himself. Heroes he in Batman, but he's over there Heroes in Crisis was yeah. a big, Mr. Mr. big problem. But Mr. Miracle didn't hurt anything. His, his Batman is just going to oh. end and you can and that's the thing yeah well and even then it's all a dream all he has to do is decide he wants to live again nobody's gonna play with it and uh, it just he, he decides he wants to live with, with king and the heroes in crisis yeah that, that's nonsense but bendis jesus really? christ this guy just wants to have he not only does he want every single book but he wants to destroy the other ones that he can't have he can't work with oh, it's that's the worst. And then he starts talking. And anytime he talks, he I never hear him say, "Hey, you know, I was there. I was hanging out with old Tomasi. You know, hey, we were working things out." And uh, Tom Taylor was over the house. It's always him, Fraction, and Greg Rucka. I, I, they are the the terrible trio. The it's terrible what they trio. are. They are. That's all they are. I'm like, you want to wreck everything, you assholes. But, you know, Greg Rucka, really, I'm going to get the deal. Where is it, Eric? He ended up quitting the Wonder Woman book because he said it was too much work. And now he's here and he wants to do that. all that. I'm going to do the, oh, my, you're going to end up taking away Superman's identity. Boy, I think that I want to play along because that means that a Clark Kent, who's a reporter, is up to shenanigans because he has super hearing and that's not fair. I'm I'm like, there's a fun story. That's all I need. I don't need a story where, the, the, you know, six issues about, I think that a Clark Kent shouldn't be able to use his super hearing because he's the Superman's. You know, there's the, there's one of his thousand stories that you can shove up your ass. And it is the news podcast. Eric. Jim, I hope you finished Spider-Man 2099. <laughs> it's such a soap opera. 
Speaking of soap operas, Eric, did, did I tell you that I've been watching the Jordache jean commercials that are quite the so- soap opera from the 80s? You haven't shut the fuck up to about it to me. I talked about that on the news podcast as well. I just wanted to see if you were paying attention. I guess it isn't the later time in the week. There's a lot of dysfunction among the characters. And I found you the stories that went on. Tell me about the oh, my God. Jeans. I was acting them out. They're the best. They are the best. And I found the stories that went on with civilian characters and Miguel out of costume to be the best bits of this, a costume superhero book. I think it might be my favorite Peter David run ever. And it's considering how much I loved his young justice. And I haven't, I haven't read much more of the Spider-Man 2099, which I'm saying that means not another page because we have a bunch of other things going on, including Eric, this is a little PSA for those people also listening to the Marvel podcast. You don't have to listen in uh, Eric, but suck ass, I'm, PSA. Uh, gotcha. I'm going to, yeah, really, that's Blue. what it means. I'm going to, uh, I'm catching up. Me and Brandon both decided that we're going to catch up on some of the books that we haven't been reading because we want to mix up the books a little more than we have. We kind of gotten in a rut with what books we talk about and because because of that and the timing issue of trying to get ready and stuff like that, I have fallen behind on some of the books. Go, I'm doing that at the moment. Suck ass Eric, you bitches. son of a bitch. It's been too long. I always miss you on the slack and I don't uh, get to give you grief outside of my once per person or season DC that. mail. You should really drop by over at the Marvel WS once in a while. He ain't going there. He doesn't go over that side what of the I tracks. Doing? Really? He's not well. The continuity isn't nearly What am I, eight? <laughs> Yes. The continuity. <laughs> there he is. He's saying that as Mentally. he's looking at all of his transformers. The continuity is a new. I just wish you could see I'm all you, the I, toys I know. around You have me described right it at now. least. I'm sitting there and he's like. I actually, in between our last break, I went to the other room and brought two other ones yeah. in here to have all yeah, my that's what I'm saying. off right you, here, you, just in front of me. You're there and like, what am I, eight? And then <laughs> somehow, because in your warp mind, things are alive, freaking man, uh, man at arms just gave you the thumbs up and shook his head. Yes. The continuity isn't is. nearly – I know there. you told me it was. The continuity isn't nearly as clusterfucked as it is over at DC and lately Marvel has been sticking their landings. No reaching for the reset button there for the 20th team time. Again. And they've been – don't talk to Nick on Slack. Didn't that guy, just, that guy is going start? to war. You told me you were going to war with Bendis. Oh, my God. I've never seen somebody hate Hickman more than he does. And they've been <laughs> Bendis-free for some time now. It just I, – I read these things. I'm like, oh, my God. God, he is angry. Just pains me to see a continuity fan stifled by the company with zero continuity care. But they do think that, you know, it does look like they're going to start caring because maybe they should have all along, they say. And that got me angry. And I know that got you angry as well. Obviously, I'm just being extremely salty. I don't care what you guys read as it's your prerogative. Again, like Bobby Brown, not Chris Brown there. Well, you've made it to 250 shows. I'm reading a lot of old DC from like the 80s and 90s at this point. I'm having a great time doing it. Here we go. Just tell us. This guy, God has this given guy us. May have li- he, he, has, <laughs> he has looked down on humanity and realized things aren't the greatest right now. So what he gave us was the DC Universe app. Yeah. You can go back and read all these things. You can relive the greatest moments of your life that you shared with the DC superheroes. That and is you know true. What? It's just what I'm doing. That's true. And, and isn't it one of those things that if you didn't read it back then, it's all new to you, right? Did I do that? Sure is, Jim. Is that, sure is. Is this like TGIF and Urkel is in it's every not, show? Like TGIF and it really Urkel. is great because he's got a jet pack. Is that it? Is this like the Fonz telling you to sit happened. on it? I don't either. Uh, Why would he would, tell me? If, if the DC app was a person, 
Would you leave Jess for it? Would you leave Jess right now for that uh, personification? <laughs> really, really. You could start like you could really start this downing, downgrading this whole negotiation here. There's a lot of things at this point in time. Yeah, where I just might make that choice. You might make that choice, and, and I will point out. Like you said, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, really. Uh, at least I want to point out Eric has grown at least during this podcast. Number one, I want to point out you didn't ask if it was a guy or a girl because that would not matter to you. But at least you didn't ask if it no. has working legs. That that's all I'm glad that you does that DC universe does their legs work? Like, eh, we'll see. Uh, that's a good you one. wouldn't do that to your fans, would you? How dare you? And he says, How dare you one more time? How so we'll end you? with that. And that is the end there. <laughs> uh actually he's, he actually went on more. I didn't even see he says, Well, you made it to 250 shows. What else do you guys have down the pipeline? I just went to the end. Any new shows you guys want to tease for us? I heard Eric was gonna do a Robin's <laughs> and then a 52. I heard all that, that actually in my mind the robins one actually evolved into all of the dc oh, yes, universe yes. but back like yeah. stuff that i just happened to be reading uh, at the time well I, from that amazing i did amazing <laughs> dc universe but what app. ends up happening it'll is, be called the dc I, universe I'll tell podcast you what, Eric does. what i end up doing is i'll say hey i'm gonna do this podcast i'll do like one episode and then i'm like boy that was a hard thing to do and but eric says i'm he's yeah. gonna do something over prepares to the nth degree oh and then burns, it, burns himself it. out and never does it. He ends up where it's almost like yep. he gets to the point where he's burned himself so much out that he's convinced himself that it wouldn't be good. And, or it has too many plans. I've had half episodes of Cellar Dweller that because we my computer got them. screwed up, they're gone forever. Yeah. I actually said I wanted to do a totally 80s podcast because we like the 80s. And really, that's the only way I can I think. I said no. Well, it's the only way I can think of having a podcast where I can talk about those Jordache jeans commercials. So it's 100% true. And that's why I <laughs> yeah. said no. I, I, I told them that on this, I might do it. What more can you guys do? I have a bunch of things. I still want to do that legacy podcast. I, I really want to do that. I want to do a Marvel Unlimited Is that Legacy Comics, Club. My Company, we're with Beyonders. Yeah. We talk about my stories that I created is. in the I'd 80s. I'd like to have a DC oh. one where, you know, Eric does things with the with the app that he loves so much. He wants to marry and, uh, you oh know, stuff God. like that. There's <sighs> a lot of things that I would like. I come up with these weird this app. Ones. Jim, <laughs> you don't understand. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I wanted to do something about uh, Green Lantern and candle making, candles and lanterns. I'm called the Bright Podcast. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. But yeah, I, I usually say to Eric a lot. <laughs> he does like, say shit like this. I, I, I want to have like, no. this podcast, and I want to do that. And anything that tickles my fancy that week, I want to make a podcast like if about. If he finds it. something that a word that rhymes with another word, yeah, he I'm wants in. to do it just because he thinks it's I'm funny. I'm in to try it. I, I mean, I'm telling you, you always say that you wanted to have the boom and dynamite. Boom goes the dynamite, and I want to do it. Yeah, we, we yeah, all. but then I'd have to read Boom yeah, and Dynamite books. That's true. That's it's the work that ends up stopping the fun. Is what ends up happening. I have a bunch of things that I like to try to throw out, and then I have a lot of things that we did before that went on hiatus that I want to bring back. I've been working on a uh, what's it called? Best songs ever podcast episode that eric will hate because it's a group that he hates and i won't say who it is maybe you should hit the reboot button on your show the beatles it is the beatles if you did what route would the dc show go i'll tell you seven episodes about the beatles so far there's been none that's the travesty Uh, there hasn't been one about my you know some of my favorite led zeppelin or the beatles we haven't had one of those because you know it keeps doing an extra season i'm like brian michael (laughs) bendis everything seasons uh he says that we rebooted the dc show which way would you go i I mean, looking that we've been talking here 34 minutes, I think mail us out, <laughs> out the door. No, actually, uh, I don't know. We, we 
talked about the idea of maybe not going on for three hours about one book and things like that. And it's, I, agree. Uh, I don't know. That's something I'm still trying to push. I don't know how we'd uh, read, but you're pushing it later. That's for sure. <laughs> Locking horns last night. But uh, so the deal is, what would you reboot? I don't know what I would. I, I actually, I have no idea. It would be fun to just go back and start again. And then I say to you, like, 250 weeks from now, we're going to be on show 250. And some of these shows are going to be 12 hours so that, you know, it never happens. And we'd quit right then. Like, fuck that. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I actually would like the longer shows back. But that it, it seems like that's not what Why? most. I know. But it's it just, I loved when people would get on. And this is all just selfish for me. It, has it was not, bragging rights that's for it. you. That's, that's all, all it was. was. That's all I wanted. I don't want it because this person, that person, anything. I love when I used to see somebody get on Twitter and go, hey, guys, <laughs> just got done a marathon session of two and a half hours. Oh, my. And then I see people like, man, how can you do that for two and a half hours? And I'm like, really? That's a nice start. What was that? The intro? And I love myself. I'm like, I am an asshole. And I love and then the I just want to write like it back that. to Jim. Why would you do that? You know, I love that. I like, what, do that or, or say that? Oh, my. <laughs> I would get on like, that's that's a cute little podcast you have. And at that point, I told you, I went back and I was looking through different shows. And I'm one of the other shows. People write to them. How can you do that? You talk about your 12-hour show. I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, yeah really. I also like the idea where when people will have the a mail and, you know, nobody will read anything long. So I was proud of that, too. But uh, one of the things going back to a show that we might have in the works, I still want to do that kind of, a you know, greatest nonsense moments type thing, like a, a recap show from all the stuff at the beginning to just all the, the stupid the fun show? stuff. Yeah, a clip show, but just of the, you know, the nonsense and stuff like that. That would be fun. But I said well, I was going back and listening and looking at some. It is, but I was going back and looking through some things and I wanted to see like what was going on in those 12 hour shows. And I found a nine hour show that I was looking that legitimately started. (laughs) We had an intro. Then we went to over an hour and a half of rant and raves. We had five male sections, each an hour long. So basically when people sit there and say, oh, man, I used to like those old shows, the old shows. There was a lot of craziness going on with there that wasn't just us. I think that sometimes we talk longer about the books now. We just don't have the other crazy stuff. But he says reboot. I don't know. You know what, Eric? We did it perfectly. We did it all right. Yes. So would you give us an edgier take where everyone's younger and moody? Edgier. Yeah. Were we edgier then? I think we were afraid people would get mad at us. No, I'm telling you. At one point, we were just trying to, you know, I was talking monotone all the time. I didn't get excited. I just kind of like, you know, did things. And then that guy, Ben, I'll kill you. That guy, Ben, at work, he ended (laughs) up saying things to me. And I, it was like episode two. I I said, we'll tear it all down. We're not going to go forward. Or would you promise us hope and renewal? (laughs) It happened a lot of times. Yeah, I know. And (laughs) the amount of times I told you it was over, you know, there's a lot. And uh, renewal and then take a big shit on us. Would we do that promise, hope and renewal? And then take a shit on us. Is this shit supposed to be sexy? I don't know. Or that's is what this you're like, yeah, is this that's nails what I'm on the saying. <laughs> you wouldn't. I'm, I'm telling you, you know that he's not He's not going to say no to anything that nails. You wouldn't do that to your fans, would you? How dare you? And he says at the end, how, how dare you? Dare and we wouldn't dare do that. You. We wouldn't do that. And, and, and really, this is the difference. If you want to go with the difference between weird science and DC comics, I don't know. But you, you end up, yeah, you know, we end up being the, uh, what was the Jen and Eric show, the generic show that we were going to do. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, right. That's good. Uh, and and, and the, the best Eric. is your Jen America. We and we've actually acted out this podcast at points. Uh, and it, hey there, even though I, I hate I, my you know, life. Hey there, it's Jen. <laughs> yeah, that's Eric, all right. Classic <laughs> Eric. <laughs> How you doing, Jen? You having a good day? There you go. That's what we have. Uh, with that though, now I, I lost track. Okay, I remember. The difference between Weird Science and DC Comics, and if this is a commercial for us or commercial to get on board, and, and really, if somebody's new and they're listening to these mails, I mean, they're done. So we're talking to everybody that's been here for a while. But yeah, Eric will tell you, that's one thing that I can kind of brag about, that if one, it, it happened this week. If one person emails me and wants to change, damn it, that change is happening. I will change Nonsense. everything that I do and rearrange my whole life because one person's upset at me for something not happening or they want more. Tell you, I'm a sucker. I, I can't. Nonsense. I can't have anybody uh, feel like that. Like in my mind, that they're upset or let down. I really can't. It really upsets yeah, you me. You do that to me all the time. I, well, you don't you, care if I'm upset or let down. You're there. I mean, look at you. It's like chess and, you know, paper thin there. But, yeah, that's it for the mail. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that's it for the mail. And, uh, yeah, that's that. And thank you for the mail. We're going to go off now, I believe, because I kept messing up last a- episode of where we were heading off. <laughs> last but episode? There's no, well, yeah. Uh, two fit here. There, there aren't a lot of books this week. So <laughs> I think that we are ending the podcast with a couple books coming up. Right. So away we go. We have two more books left to end the podcast and the night and Eric possibly just end the podcast, right? That, that's that what, what we do around 250. Is, is that what you got? 250? 250? 
I don't know. I think we may have in the dark multiverse. That's the that's the podcast that. that well, I, it's weird because Isn't usually this where we made the mistake. Well, Isn't this that's the, the problem. That the podcast that's what continued? I'm saying. That's the weirdest thing is the dark We're multiverse is basically, you know, driven by a fear or a nightmare. And yeah, it's just the podcast in general. We're living oh, here. We are We're again. It it's basically, yeah, it is purgatory. That's what I was going to say. But hey, you know what? We love it. We love it, Eric. And we love it because we get to talk about tell such I love. fun and exciting books. I will tell you and I will tell you again and again and he again. He keeps telling me that I love him. Makes me kiss I, his well, neck. Like stop everybody. I do me. that. And I really. I'd like you to kiss the back of my neck at some point. But why I tell you that, you always look sad. I, I look over at you at work. You're a little down in the dumps. You're kicking like virtual sad, dirt there, there. And I'm like, well, what's going on with that guy? So I'm like, I'm going to be pick, pick him up, Peter, is what I do. And I go over and I go, hey there, buckaroo. Why don't you smile and let the whole world in on the sunshine that is your heart? I'll and then, and then you so punch hard. me. You punch me. And then I said, listen, I don't need to know the plan again. You, you don't have to tell me this plan seven times. I get it. I'm switching comms is what you I forget say. forget stuff, and, man. I got to tell and, you and over then, and over again. And you do that. And I keep saying, I'm like, ah. and then I realized I had passed out. Work is over. You'd gone home and I'm laying in, in my own urine. And then I still your it's, it's a, and then I'm like, boy, what, what smells so good here? Oh my. Today, uh, we were ending up working and we had a big to do lunch. And they ended up having hot dogs. I, I mean, this this is not going to be fancy. I mean, this isn't like I'm going to say we're having you know, lobster Nuremberg. Or there, oh my god, we, we have you know the the uh, hot dogs, and we had some pulled pork, and I'm eating away. I got a hot dog. No barbecue, a, just the pulled no, pork. Dry no, as hell. And, and yeah, dry as hell, and no sauce. <laughs> and I actually, this is where I do draw the line because we talk about stuff like but, but, yeah, but I'll the have, fucking hot dogs had sauce. Yeah, it had a weird glaze, but it wasn't It wasn't barbecue, it wasn't ketchup. I don't know what it was. So I'm sitting there, and I look, and I see that this pulled pork, I see that it's dry as hell. I mean, it's dry. And and the guy who brought it in, he says to me, he says, hey, uh, you got to try some of this pork. It was from an actual pork roast. And I'm sitting there thinking, first off, an actual pork roast. Yeah, an actual <laughs> one. Now, now in, in my mind, I, and I'm not a learned man. Most pig roasts that I've been involved with usually happen on, say, a Saturday or a Sunday. It's Friday. Middle of the week fucking pig roast you're having. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, who's the Rockefeller around here having this pig roast? And then I'm sitting there thinking, and I I must apologize. And and what I I do want to stop a minute, and I want to apologize to anybody I'm offending because they're a vegetarian. I apologize because you don't know the great taste of pork. But so you go there, and I'm thinking to myself. Yeah, really. I'm sitting there. Yeah, really. But wait a minute. They have a personality. I, I, I'm saying, who is a pork Hi. roast on Thursday? So then I'm like, okay. And then oh, I'm no. starting to think to myself, where's the cutoff of me eating this? If I say, hey, pork roast, huh? When was this? And they say, Monday. Am I going to eat it now on a Friday? Yes. Because it's starting to get a little funky. Now I'm saying, should I? I shouldn't say will I because I'm telling you. Yes. The guy tells me that it's it's from June. I'm eating this shit. I, I'm not stopping. But I, I just I ended up screw it. And that that's why I thought, huh, has it been cooking since then? Like I do like a you know a slow cooked pork, but but maybe not <laughs> it's a too much. Ambulance. Yeah, oh, it is a, yeah, really it is a ambulance. So I end up 
And I'm like, oh, well, and he, he's pushing this pork. And, and it doesn't seem like anybody's biting. So I'm like, okay, this is where I actually show that I do have a little bit of feelings where I don't want somebody to be like down in the dump. So I end up getting a sandwich. I get it. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's did regular. You not do this to make anybody feel good. You wanted it. Yeah, That's no. what you did. Well, I wanted to try it. But once I picked it up, I saw it. And I'm like, ooh, it, it looks, it doesn't look great. So I'm like, okay, well, it, here's the thing. I think I only have and, two. One man's dry pulled pork sandwich is another man's, you know, put the barbecue sauce on and it solves all the problems. I mean, that's that's the Grant Morrison wishing machine of pork sandwiches. So I go and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. It's just standard. And then I look and I'm like, well, what's going on? Like, there's no anything here except ketchup. There's ketchup, mustard, mustard. And they're putting mustard on a pulled pork sandwich. It has mustard, ketchup, mayonnaise. And uh, some uh, horseradish. So I now, know, I and, feel and like again, I'd rather put mustard on it than ketchup. Well, here's the thing: is I always say to me, I don't, I don't, you know, feign from putting any sort of ketchup on a hot dog. I love it. I love any ketchup and mustard. No, that's the thing. That's not right for a pulled pork. I don't need that. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, what the hell are we from Canada? I, I said, what are we in Toronto? Fancy yeah, man, Jim. Oh, I was so angry. It, to me, that is like, it's just, I won't <laughs> even do it. I won't do it. So I'm there. I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting there. What in the ghetto? <laughs> so, so I'm there and I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right. So what else do we have here? What can I do? Can I maybe mix a little ketchup mustard? Maybe yeah, that's the deal. Maybe that's the winning deal. I, I am. Um, going, I'm like, all right, well, there's the mayo. And I'm like, you know what? I, I guess I'm eating a try. And then I went to get, you know, my phone, we were eating at, uh, it was our break. And I did end up the last second I could have put, because if I had more of my hot sauce, that shit would have went on. Then I would have been okay. I ended up saying, because me and you have for somehow and some reason hoarded about 700 packs of Taco Bell sauce. And I'm no, like, no, Maybe I haven't do done that. any of that. That was there when I started the job. Really? Well, I was going to eat that. And I'm like, That's no, bands. no, no. Well, that's weird because you say that and now I wish you would have told me that before because at one point I did put it on my one little chicken sandwich and it came out and it was like the hot and it came out as a paste and I just thought that that's how the hot eh, sauce was at Taco I Bell. The hot Later to realize that it was not because we got hot at Taco Bell and I'm like, why isn't it a paste like that one? You son of a bitch. Uh, you you oh, aren't a fresh. I, I wasn't you. a food scientist. But yeah, so then later I, I, I'm like, oh, you know me, I'm going back for doubles and I'm going in there. The one girl there's like, oh, you, you know, is there barbecue sauce? I'm like, no. And she's like, well, what I made was with mayo and horseradish. I'm like, all right, I'm giving it a shot. I went, I, I had to search for the mayo, finally found it. It was like in the bag at open. At the bottom of the trash. Gotcha. Yeah, in a bag open. I end up using it. That was, that was a mistake. That was terrible. It was, was awful. a garbage bag. And then in the meantime, the whole story is that it was making me laugh. So now I've had a hot, and actually you didn't realize I had two hot dogs. I ate one before I even hit the outside with you. <laughs> so I ended up, I'm I was, all the hot I'm dogs telling you. Went to. Now I know. I, I, I'm dishing them out there like, whoa, Kubayashi, calm down here. You know, I'm like, whatever. Where's my glass of water? I need to do this quick. But I ended up eating the one. So we go out. There was about 100 hot dogs. So you ended up looking. Then I I don't know what happened. Though. They they ended up disappearing. I was very yeah, upset. I don't know. It's very upset. Yeah, I don't know how they got eaten by me. Now the legend of Jim Werner Kubayashi is being told uh, by everybody in the Trumbarsville area, Eric. But here we go. We're going to start off with a book here that a lot of people don't like. A lot of people have bad mouth throughout all this run. Uh, We've had a couple uh, people on it actually since 
you ended up having Dick Grayson become Rick Grayson. Obviously, I'm talking about Nightwing. And uh, yeah, but I'm saying they even switched it up and that didn't help. You know what I mean? And and really, even before he got shot, people were a little down on this. But then once he got shot and lost his memory, people lost their mind. And I do think that maybe they were like, hey, Dan Jurgens, you know, per- Ben Percy left and he was kind of pissed off. He seems to, you know, they kind of screwed him. He screwed them. It's fine. Them. I was pissed now, off his story anyway. Now he's over at Marvel. You can forget about him. I got to deal with him. But uh, right. so when Dan Jurgens jumps on too, then he's ending up, you know, trying to do his best. And I don't mind it. And I think that it's one of those where do you think that when they end up switching back, you know, there's a big thing in the second book we're doing is that Tom King has been doing this long run on Batman. A lot of people have said, you know, I'm out when Tom King leaves at 86. I'll come back. Try to do you think these people who are hemming and hauling and yelling and screaming, are they going to come back? When Dick Grayson gets back, I don't think they read comics to begin with. That's I don't even think they read Nightwing, and so when they come, it'll be one of those things. They'll end up; it'll all be resolved. It'll be Nightwing again, and then there'll just be people like, "No way, man! They screwed me!" Like it's it's a no win. It's it just never wins, and. The, the, the problem is, me and you, yeah, now I told you, that's what I was eating, the hot dogs, Eric, the Kobayashi Maru. That was my no last situation. Mr. Maru, they, they call me. Uh, but yeah, so when you're doing this, me and you have been kind of, you know, not, not really pushing this book as a, a 10 out of 10, but saying you should give it a try. There are some interesting things. We're getting to the point where it's just really hard to tell anybody to read it. I'm still... Uh, down with it a little but boy there's not a lot of progression and things going on so anybody who i told to read this before now goes in and i think they'd be like you know nothing's going on because it's stuck in this year of the villain deal and i really wish that we could just move this story forward which i do think that the it ends up but i'm a little confused with one thing but before i say that eric give us the stats give me the stats my friend Nightwing number 65, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Ronan Coquette, Nick Filardi, and And World Design. It's Rick Grayson versus his great-grandpa in a battle for the Grayson's legacy and possibly our hero's destiny. As William Cobb reveals his identity and proceeds to kick the shit out of our hero until he puts on yeah. his glasses John Carpenter's They Live style. But instead of re- revealing an alien threat, these glasses will replace Rick's old memories with new cordiality ones, turning him to, to the talent side. Meanwhile, the rest of our Nightwing crew are in this issue just to fill a page space. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's almost like they're there just to remind you, hey, everybody, uh, we got these rolling blackouts and people are awful in Bloodhaven. We're still and not doing anything with them. You, Yeah, really. And, and at one point you start out and you do have what, you know, you can say is the recap page. It's almost like right. the uh, the Marvel way they do it, but it's, you know, visually here. And I, I do like it. I liked it the last one because the, uh, this book had become a book where you were – eight pages in and you're still getting what we get on this first page. So I don't mind one page my name's just Rick to get Grayson. everybody up. I don't remember my past, but I was told I was a superhero named Nightwing. Now That's I've given up right. the whole thing. Like it goes on for a page. After oh yeah. Page. No, and we've gotten past that. Thankfully. It's funny too, because he did lose his memory. And I'm thinking that when he says this, this is like, you know, one of those things, if he didn't say that each issue, he'd even forget that it's, it's a little memory exercise because he doesn't have the memory, but yeah, you see Zach, he's all beat up. And, and I've been yelling, where are the police? Where is anybody involved except the one fire engine that you ended up having the Nightwing squad jump on? We see that they, they're they just guarding the mayor's house, and it, it, they are there. You see all these people, and I can't even go with that. If they if Jurgens threw that in of like, look, you know, this whole place is going to hell, and all you're doing is protecting the, you know, that, these big guys and stuff. But it's just people randomly just going around in packs 
And I don't just understand. Bloodhavians being bloodhavians. Blood they are. And they're just so roving packs. Bloodhavians. They, they are blood insanians. They, they're just running around <sighs> just randomly. Just let's get. Hey, the- that place looks fine. Let's yeah, fuck it up. That's what I'm saying. They're like, hey, do you think that the, the Genardis is messed up? No. Let's get it, boys. Let's and they just start up. going. Yeah, they're just going while well, you end hey, up any place having. around here have drugs? Or the drugstore. Let's fuck uh, it let's up and get it. drugs. Never thought of that. The drug store has drugs guys let's go and and you end up there where and then the hey the free clinic that's where i went when i had vd get them they're, get they're em. going down uh so you end up with this you do have uh rick grayson and be up on the rooftop where you do have william cobb talon the great 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 grandfather of you know of nightwing of rick grayson and the funny thing is i'm seeing more and more people come out and they're you know oh a peek in it's year of the villain so you're gonna have some people yeah. i haven't been reading and are just throwing shade at this book about how you know dan jurgens making up stuff on the fly really this town is related to rick grayson i'm like yes you know, that, yes he is that's legit that is such a solid part of the continuity i just like to imagine out of nowhere freaking you know like how many years ago eight years ago now look at scott Snyder. Just make it up stuff. That, out of yeah. Oh, yes, he is. But that's just called character Actually, progression and story arc. Didn't he say then that he had a 210-issue arc in mind there, Eric? It was all going to come into play. But this all makes sense. And if you didn't read that back then, you, you had Dick Grayson, who, and I said it last issue as well, where you have Dick Grayson, who, when his parents died, that was supposed to pretty much be the last bit of initiation of him being taken by the town and, and the what? Court of the Owls and this stuff like that. This billionaire just took my great-grandson? I'm not allowed just to take him? What yeah. is this bullshit? And he swept, they swept in. You know, Bruce got him, got him out. And that was like, that was almost the last it made straw. made him weak. Yeah, yeah, really. And it was almost the last straw of the talents. Like, how dare you? Like, we've, we've been letting this stupid this Bruce Wayne. And he Batman. keeps doing this yeah he keeps swooping in and that's it's it's the classic and it's kind of a twist where you have this with the court of the owls instead of a joker telling batman that the kids are making batman week you end up where william cod because it's the other slant of it where he says you know batman's code his, his idea that you don't kill or you have to you know be good or whatever he that made you ruined weak. you boy yeah, that made you weak and so what really happens here that I do like the synergy of it is the idea that as a kind of a, a surprise kind of coincidence deal, when you do have William Cobb finally going or he's going because of this, like he has now a clean slate. It is made so that, you know, all of this code, all these things, they're not there anyway now because he can't remember those. But this is where I have a problem with the issue and I have a problem and you have, you have stated it to me before, even this week. And I kind of was like, okay, let me see what he's talking about. And when I'm reading, I'm like, oh, that's what he's talking about. Because what is the offer? Because the offer seems at one point like it's these goggles that what, but that is spelled out to well, be that's a the thing, thing of the court of the you. owls. So that's one of not the, the offer. When we first had William Cobb at the like the tail end of the issue, where Lex came to him with the offer, like I'll yeah. give you information to yeah. like you know allow your great grandson to join you finally. And I'm like, what is the information? Hey, he's got a girlfriend named B. Bennett. She works yeah, in the bar. That um, seems to be he, what it he's was. A cabbie. That's it. Oh, yeah. That, well, thanks. This is invaluable information, Mister Luther. Thankfully, I have these goggles. You know, from the court of the owls that allow him this to replace. 
erases memories that memories. are missing now from that time. I'm like, even though I didn't realize the that, they, uh, yeah, that I'm should put you. on the whole thing. This should have been Lex Luthor's offer. This should yeah. have been spelled out like I can it make been this the offer. kid, your great grandson, into the talent you always wanted to be with this technological device. Because you know, I'm Lex Luthor. That's what I and, do. And, and from what I remember, what I thought, and and again, I might be wrong. But I thought that the offer was presented in Bloodhaven. I thought that, it, but again, I maybe I go back and it was on a Gotham. I'm pretty rooftop, sure, but I think it was in Bloodhaven. So he was already here to get Rick Grayson. So this I info, I, I'm telling you. I came you, here looking for my great grandson, but that guy, he doesn't, his hair <laughs> is short. Yeah, he I, has a scar. He wears paint. grease paint on his What's eyes. I don't know paint. who this kid is. Where also, is my great grandson? Also, William Cobb seems to be a guy who is in the know. As far as we know, now this is the thing. It's going to get a little wonky. Uh, because we can even say that the reason that, you know, William Cobb is out to get Dick Grayson now or Rick Grayson to bring into the Court of the Owls is because they've been decimated. Because every time we've seen I them, even know they, what William they Cobb's were regulated. So, but if you're going to go and, and the way this seems, they're not going the route of, say, a Ben Percy and Green Arrow, where you ended up having the Court of the Owls involved in like, Child, not, not even child trapping. I, they were just going and getting bums and kids. Hey, they were let's doing get a nothing. homeless guy, put him yeah. in an underground labyrinth, and hunt them for fun. And hunt them. Court that of that the was owls. what they were. Court of the, boom, court of the owls. And so we, we've even said you end up having the parliament the of owls, the internet. You, you end up having the court of the owls getting very diluted since they first appeared so in the new 52. Down. So when you end up with this, it is a shame, but most people don't remember things anyway. I've realized this, Eric. I have a bad problem remembering things. So we're going, I think, with like shower, full of, yeah, I, yeah, really. And, and, you know, deodorant, you know, that, that's yeah. stupid. I mean, really, too <laughs> much. Too, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm telling you, too many of those uh, heavy metals in that deodorant is what I say, Eric. That's I my that. excuse. Uh, but Stinky yeah, so Jimmy. You, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> I'm going to start dating your mother. You end up having the, you know, William Cobb you town. Else. And he's there, really. You know, who isn't in that crew? You end up where they're there. My mom and your mom, they, they got that goddamn court of the owls themselves there, fucking following them around. <laughs> so you end up where you're like, okay, this, and in my mind, you're going with the idea that the court of the owls is still an impressive organization. They're still doing a lot of stuff. So you end up, they have some resources. Also, the idea that I think that, you know, a Dick Grayson. And the weird thing in, the, in a roundabout way, if you were going to have, you know, William Cobb looking for Robin or Nightwing, then you can say, well, I, I don't think he would have heard about him getting shot. But I wonder he, if that black gentleman is my great grandson. Yeah, he's I got, wonder but, if that, uh, yeah, that, that, that lady, boy with the breast is my great grandson. Yeah, yeah, that, boy, that sexy boy with the boobs. I think that might be it. And <laughs> then there's so like, many Nightwings, but the, only one grandson. The problem is, is that he's going to give uh, Rick Grayson the goggles that he can see, but the goggles he's wearing make him blind. But he, the idea, I think he would have known that <laughs> Rick Grayson got shot. This would have been in the news. They ended up taking the hospital. Gotham. And it was in Gotham. And like I'm saying, this wasn't one of those things where you can go with the, oh, no, nobody would have strike. known Nightwing was a hit. Nobody, it was Dick Grayson. That's who he, yeah, knows. he knows. He knows Dick Grayson. So he, knew. he comes to Bloodhaven, but what does he do once he gets to Bloodhaven? I'm telling you, there's that's nobody the with Richard Grayson's name. He's going by Rick. <laughs> he, he's he he's the phone book? everybody off. Yeah, uh, he's Luther, this is Give this, me information. This is one of those things where these talents, I, this is what I'm saying. 
the idea that, you know, they're a big organization still that I'm kind of going with or whatever, they know things. And, and William Cobb doesn't come into a town with a few days to thrill just to like, all right, I'm here. Let me look in the phone book. No Dick Grayson. There's just this Rick Grayson fellow. And I just imagine that the offer was he's there on the rooftop and he's all upset. We kind of saw this, but you end up Luther shows up and he's like, oh, man, you know, I can give you information. I can give you your heart's desire. All right. I'm in. I'm in. I don't care what the hell you're talking about. I'm more core of the owls than doom, but I'll go with it. And Lex just points across the street and there's the he's in there. The prodigals. Oh, thanks, Lex. And uh, like the problem is, though. You never got the monkey paw thing or the, you know, the mob thing from Lex of the, I'm going to need a favor from you because he just wants chaos and doom. Yeah. So it's just the idea of him saying, oh, yeah, like B is his girlfriend and his name is well, the information now, too, it's like maybe For some reason, William Cobb did not know about the memory loss aspect. And that's the information. Lex Luthor came up and says, look, yeah, but, uh, you know what I mean? Does not remember anything he did yeah. with Batman. Oh, for real, Lex? Because thankfully, I have these goggles that can actually rewrite yeah. new memories over places that have amnesia in a brain. Yeah, it's wow, so, that's very it's, specific. It's such Thank a God, great huh? coincidence. I mean, I brought these. I wasn't going to pack them, but I'm like, eh, hey, you know what? The one time you don't pack pretty things. pretty stylish. So this is where I'm saying they like They look kind of like Calvin around. Rose's mask. You remember they Calvin do. Rose's yeah, mask? No, no, nobody yeah, does. Like, no, nobody does. There's my wish. He comes back. Uh, so with this, though, is the it's idea. It's an offer, not a wish. Here's the idea of the thing going down is what bothers me about this. So you go to William Cobb and you say, okay, there's Rick Grayson. All right, I got some information. It's going. But you're you're trying to skew the universal balance of a doom justice. This one guy going over to a Rick Grayson and giving him goggles, that doesn't do it. Luckily for everybody's lucky here because luckily the town is on fire and people are going goddamn nuts. They've lost their minds. That's the doom. So that should be the offer of I'm going to cause a distraction that's going to cause a lot of problems. I want this doom. I want people to steal and drugs. I mean, I don't know if you realize Bloodhaven is full of pieces of crap. I mean, they let shark people just walk around and have jobs wearing suits like they're Poor people. Guppy. I'm not going to do that. And so you end up it's this year of the villain in some of these books is getting very skewed and very, you know, confusing to just get to the point. Where we have to see a doom symbol in the sky. Uh, but yeah, you go to what we have, the Night Squad, the Nightwing Squad, which we, we have to see at least once. It's almost like one of those we? where, uh, well, here's the thing. I would like some more forward progression. I th- well, I think that this where is right you have a This you part have of the Superman. book is right up there with Harvey Bullock saying oh, yeah. Gotham, Gotham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You end up in most books, like we even said that Bendis had said, you know, I've learned some rules at DC. When you have a Superman book, you have to have him in it the costume at least once in the deal i think that what they're doing to dan jurgens it's like you have a max that you can't go over like hey uh you have the this night squad the nightwing squad but they, they can only be in three panels and no progression at all because that's what happens this issue is another one that just kind of slogs through you don't get any progression. i'm just happy we it's had funny, Rick Grayson though. teaming up with Hutch two issues ago to take out these people because Hutch learned some things from that cabbie Nightwing over there. Because when he they get in front of this riot that's about to go in and take apart a store or something like that, he's like, Bloodhaven not be up, might not be as pretty and shiny as Metropolis, but it's yours. Oh, fuck. This place isn't as pretty as shiny Metropolis. Let's put it down. Metropolis. I, I'm telling you, that's what I got. First off, they're going, here. they're going in yeah, they're going into the free clinic. And they're just trying to get drugs. That's all they're doing. They, they are drug addicts. Isn't that in this- all we're trying to do? That is true. 
aren't we all trying to live, Eric, and then we forget how to With die? Drugs. Right. And so yeah, don't we all you, you wanna you, you wanna live. You you're dying to live, Eric. And then you realize once that you gotta forget shit with drugs. So they're trying to break into the free clinic. And like, there's drugs in there. And I like you have Hutch, like you said, he learned the deal. He's going the wrong route. Because you end up going there and like, hey, basically saying, Listen, we have a piece of shit town. Oh my god, it's a cesspool, but hey, it's our cesspool. They're like, you know what? This is a cesspool. Burn it down. And then, yeah. then we're going to get Metropolis. Those assholes yeah, being yeah. all shiny and good. Uh, I, I'm telling you, if you had Hutch, he listened to Nightwing, Rick Grayson. I wish that he was a Simpsons fan because when I'm, when I'm doing this, I'm like, you're going about it wrong, Hutch. This is what you got to do. You got to make this a Shelbyville versus, you know, Springfield thing. You really have to get it. So you end up, and it's funny too, because they, they going, Dan Jerkins is fully going with the idea of, a nice city so he doesn't want to say gotham because somebody's going to yell in the crowd gotham would be shit too i hate them but that's what you do that's what you do you say here when they're going into the free clinic whoa 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 everybody what are you from gotham this is a gotham thing get the hell where where where's the lemon tree he starts yelling stuff and then you get them like and then you you never saw and then he's like listen you know we're not gotham we're not pieces of crap let's not do this and then the one guy just yells i want drugs and then they all go because as this is going it's funny too because it looks like they have done the job you know they ended up the people turned around it looks like they are all pretty much looking for frankenstein for christ's sakes through these you know things and so they end up stopping and i Hey, dude's got a point. I mean, a crowd. Bloodhaven is one of these things. Here's the thing. They are pieces of crap. They love their free drugs. They love to loot. But boy, when somebody's going to say something in the street, they all stop to pay attention. They all at least give everybody a say. That, that's their thing. But that's yeah, the Bloodhaven way. That is the Bloodhaven way. And then the Bloodhaven way is to be like, what's that in the sky? Holy shit, they start I'm running. Again. Ah! I, I love to. I love, love just when you have Sapienza there, he's getting the guy. That is my imagination is when you get upset at work and yeah, you jump there. He's all upset. They're all getting trampled over. And then we, we see it's just the doom symbol in the air. Yeah. And we said before, it's it's just Another convergence one. earthquake. And, and this is the only thing that it bothers me at a point because something's going to go a little, you know, wonky as it always does. But at least it should shows you you know it's you nothing that you need to gets buy a this symbol or only major cities yeah yeah and it, when you see it though at least you're there and like eh, you know at least everybody's doing this and stuff like that but you're setting a timeline that i'm sure is going to get wonky for somebody down the line here um but yeah you continue on pretty much rick grayson and his great grandfather rick grayson is basically just sitting there the whole time i don't believe you you're not you're not old enough. This is impossible. And no, no, it's not. It's not impossible. Let me tell you about the Electrum and how it keeps me yeah. alive. And the Court of the Owls. I'm like, all right, you, like, you yeah. spelled out who you are, William. Yeah. Get on and with he it just already. keeps going, and they're fighting. And then what? What is wasting time? Because you know you only have a certain amount of. See, page you don't length. remember this either. But then Bruce Wayne, he got a hold of some Electrum, and that was part of what they called the mantle. Yeah, and that, like, you, you don't know this either. Wayne also means wagon or window for some reason, and that can open a doorway to a dark mode shut up william cobb you shut your goddamn mouth this seriously i'm out 
Yeah, take it seriously. It's nonsense. But the, the problem here is there's a huge problem because they're they're fighting back and forth. And it is one. It looks like at one point Rick gets them right in the jewels. Uh, but he's like, hey, you better like me, Rick Grayson, because without me, you wouldn't have been born. Oh, man. And, and I love the one point where he's like, this Rick Grayson. Not so swift. I mean, he's got, he's got grease paint on. So what I have to do is remind him that if I'm his great grandfather, this education is This education is so great, though. Of the I'm your great grandfather, which I don't know if you realize this makes your dad my son, like your grandpa. He just goes down the line. Your great grandpa, and Lurk's like, all right, whatever. And they keep going through this. And the thing is, this is the waste of time. Yeah, we we know most of the information. It is for people who might not know, but it, it's over long. And you have really stopped the idea where we had the perfect opportunity for a they live fight scene with these goggles. That's all I wanted. When once I, I saw those goggles, those goggles the entire once time I to saw say, Yo. these goggles, that's all I wanted. Put on Put the goggles. On. I'm not putting these goggles on. And then they fight. They kind of calm you down. Have questions they about what happened before. Oh, Put my these God. on. You learn everything yeah. you need to know. No way. It's not what you. I no, want it. Yeah. Put them on. I want it. They live. I, it could. It was so perfect for it's it. Rowdy Roddy Piper and Keith David oh, just yeah. going at it just for an entire. The thing is, for the most part, without even goggles, that's what we get. We get a big extended fight yeah. scene where they're just yelling about William Cobb's backstory and how Nightwing doesn't and, believe and, him until he finally gets him the night the goggles on. There is one other progression, and I, I'm just guessing now, since this is how I'm gonna you know end up rolling after this week uh, during this whole fight. B wants to be part of the plan, and, and William keeps telling her the plan because he keeps punching her in the face over and over. Every time there is a lull in this fight, she runs over, leave him alone, boom, just like punches her across. Girlfriend. Then she sits there, she she goes, oh, man, okay, this is the plan, gets a, huh, leave him alone, boom, pushes. It, it's like seven times, it seems, that she just gets pushed aside, and he, he does use the cliché. If you if I wouldn't you did, you'd be dead. And stuff like it goes on on and on and on. And he then finally does, you know, punch the crap out of Rick Grayson and then puts the goggles on. As again, B is running over and then dun, he pushes. Dun, I dun. love this too, is she's running at the panel saying, No, what are you doing to him? And I guess he shoves her aside, or maybe Matador's arrest, because then she's running the other way. <laughs> So ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, he has the goggles on. And that seems like now he will end up being, you know, getting memories, but they're going to be made up memories and things that they're he would have had. Memories. And that's the thing. I think that it's basically what his life would have been if he would have been a talent. Now, that seems a, a terrible, little beyond. It seems a little beyond the craziness that that should have been. The offer. This seems like a mist, you know, a tech that's beyond the deal. Now, also, it just makes me laugh because really, when I see him with those goggles at the end, I'm like, you look like Hitler the third from the Freedom Fighter. You look like a piece of crap with those goggles on. But he has them, and that's where we're going to go forward with it. And uh, I don't mind the art in this. I think the art's pretty good. You I just like don't get progression. You, you just end yeah. up where this book has been taken over by the year of the villain to have this, you know, Court of the Owl stuff with uh, Rick Grayson. And the, the issue in my mind is just you're not doing much with it. It's as if you have a certain amount of issues and you kind of got to, you know, waste your time because the the big thing about this is it's just going to be him getting the glasses and now he thinks he's talent like the the thing that we want is to see the talent part you know i that's what i want to see and i wish we would have had that at the beginning like all of a sudden you just put him on and then we saw some stuff already uh because i don't know how long all this is going to last and how this is going to roll 
Um, but it's kind of interesting to me, and it's something to play with a little different for a Dick Grayson where he loses his memory, and you know that's already a little old here. So him thinking that he was always a talent, that's a good twist for me. And actually, if it continues on and we kind of go through that sort of deal as him being a villain – that is, and then people will lose their mind. They'll find out, they'll see a panel where you'll see Dick, and they're not going to have him kill anybody. He's not going to do anything, even the the idea of them saying, well, he was under bad care. They're not going to do that. It's Dick Grayson. But if he's beating the crap yeah, out of somebody. they're not going to do that, Wally West. Yeah, yeah really. Well, look what, I, I hopefully they learn their lesson. <laughs> and, and really, you, I say this, and yet Dan DiDio hates, hates Dick Grayson too. <laughs> so much. But doesn't he love Rick Grayson? Uh, so when no. this is going on, uh, I do think that people are going to lose their mind more. And it's one of those things like just imagine like the, there's a preview that's released and there's, you know, Dick Grayson beating the crap out of Barbara. So people are going to lose their minds and they already don't like this. I kind of lose get, my mind. Get, that well, happening. I'm saying and, and it may. I mean, just fighting, you know, and things like that. I'm not saying that he's like just got the crowbar over her head, but just fighting and people are, this is what you're giving me. And they're just going to lose it. And you're never going to get them back. You're just that's why I asked at the beginning. Do you think they'll come back? No. No. Because I think this is going uh, too far. This is one of those where it's like, okay, you, you you done messed it up, and you know, all right. But then when you get a Dick Grayson back, hey, everybody's cheering or whatever, and now it looks like he's just going too far. And I, I hope that it's not the case. But what did you give this? This is a classic Dan Jurgens issue where there's not a lot of progression, only to get us to a really interesting cliffhanger, which it seems to be his thing every goddamn time. Like you know, when he's Especially still Batman, Batman Beyond. Beyond, yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, he's still doing Batman yeah, I was Beyond. Gonna say, we're not. Yeah. No, no, yeah, he's still on yeah, that. But no, that, issue, that series and this pretty much interchangeable in my mind for the way it's oh. written. I like the art a lot, and I really look forward to what we're going to get out of Rick Grayson with this cliffhanger. So I gave it a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go 6 too. And uh, you say this, and I'm thinking about the idea of like, okay, make that Terry McGinnis there. Make this like a, a Court of the Owls of the Future that they claim that ter- – and then change all of the, the Nightwing squad uh, into all the you, – you'd have a Batman Beyond issue. There would be no difference. Yeah. You really – don't have to do just you're in neo blood haven and eric is that what you'd say then and yeah it, it would make no difference because there isn't Not much here there isn't really much here that really gives this you know any sort of you know thing to get excited about or its own like you know identity of what is going because you also you have blood haven it's just on fire and people are rioting and for a reason i you know to keep people on their toes i don't I have no idea, but that is the end of that. We're going to move on to the last book of the night. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Now punch me, babe. Tell me the plan, then I'll go get first aid. Tell me with that bitch you made We can't let Bane hear what is said So punch me in the face instead Now Batman will punch you Till we finally do stop Bane He's gonna punch you Can't believe this is a thing Fuck you, Tom King. All right, and the last book is a doozy. Watch this last step, Eric. 
It's a doozy. So it Lulu. is Batman, and, it's, and, it's, and I'm getting tired. <laughs> is there a way oh, we yeah. could just take? Can we take a nap now and skip this? And actually, it's one of those where it almost made the Patreon spotlight, and I was hoping that it did. And I just wanted, you know, to be able to. Not, not regale in this because that's not fun. It's almost like, you know, join the crowd. I, I'm like one of these assholes in Bloodhaven. I see somebody going and going to the free clinic. I'm there for my drugs too, Eric. I'm lined up. I'm just going with the crowd. And it seems like the crowd pretty much has, has turned on this book and turned on this run. And, and one of the biggest problems that this issue is going to present uh, right before I go into the credits here is the idea that most people who love Tom King and, and stuck with him, uh, they have allowed a lot of things to go, you know, water under the bridge almost. They, they've let things pass. They've let things slide. They've turned a blind eye. And I don't think a lot of them, a lot of them are just blind to it and don't mind, but a lot of them, were I can't see. pretty much you, know, you can't but again this is where you had a lot of people and i actually talked to one before you know we got on oh, was the idea of yes i did i did <laughs> I, I do to talk one. to people i talk to people's uh the idea that yeah if, if something went a little odd oh bruce wayne that seems odd that he ripped the urinal off the wall but hey tom king has a hundred issue plan Oh, you know what? That's odd that you had KG Beast almost get killed and you threw that, but it's always been a plan. Yeah. Oh, my. You're having things contradict each other or whatever. It doesn't matter. That's been Bane's plan. But Tom King always had a 100-issue plan. Now, obviously, we're not going to get to 100 issues with him. We're going to stop at 85, which you do have some annuals thrown in there, but even so. So then it became like, I hope that he still has. This is the problem here, is that he is still writing the book. When we found out, and it seemed like he found out very soon to the fact of when everybody else did find out that he was off the book, he had plenty of page space to give a good ending, to prove to us there's always been. And the way he's going to prove it to me that it's always been a plan is you end up having some things happen in these last issues where when I see something, I'm told something, whatever, I go back to issue number three and go, holy shit, you sly bastard. You did have a plan. you know. And, and in the meantime, I even said to you, and I said it a lot of times at work with the idea of like, he, he's at the driver's seat. He he can he can end up pissing us off. The people who are like he never had a plan. Where he, maybe he'll go through and read his whole run again and get that part where he can make it work and make it seem like it was always a plan. This issue pretty much opened a lot of people's eyes that there was no plan. And, and I, I'm telling you, the, the people are still going to hang on with all their hopes and dreams with Tom King are going to say there still was a plan. He just didn't get to tell the whole story because it stopped. You end up in this issue with just exposition on top of freaking, you know, talking and garbage That's about the get. idea that it was now an 85 issue plan when – he says things that it contradicts things that happened three issues ago. Now he's also making up stuff to make things work. But there's never a point in my mind where you end up going back and seeing the clues. Oh, my God, I, Eric, I just read one of the rooftops issues. And it's always been a plan because he was doing oh this. God, that that you do this. Kaiser, Kaiser so saved yeah, me. That's what, it yeah, that's there. it. Oh, my God. They do speak to dead people. You know, where's the sixth sense? So where I, well, up until this point, what we were being this. told, yeah, Bro, really, what we were being told was when Tom King is writing something and Selena quotes Banana. the letter that 
you know, he she gave Batman an issue 16 or Batman gave her an issue 10. People like, see, it was a plan. I'm like, that's not a plan. That's him going back and just writing things that he wrote before. That doesn't show you a plan, please. And he's been doing repeated dialogue the entire time. This is par for the course. That's what I'm saying. If if I went and I said, like, all of a sudden I get a uh, – book i'm gonna do a batman and i say you know what your father i will become the bat does that mean that me and frank miller have had a plan together all this time because you just can't say oh she gave him a letter in this one and repeat it say later no hey that guy seems like he'd probably slice my throat he seems scary uh so with that that doesn't show a plan Uh, a plan shows that when you end up saying things like Hey, Batman looked into this, you know, venom, super venom that gave Hank and Claire their powers. We go back and there's a mention of out of nowhere. Oh, my God. There was a point where you ended up having Alfred say that Batman was going off to this place, that place. And, and what what are you going to get? And, and then Batman has like a little bit of a code word that makes sense now. You don't have any of that. You really don't. And so I can't say that this is a plan when all that. And like I said, I'll do the credits now. But when we go into this, there's parts that contradict things that happen on the deal. And also you've had – well, I'll go back to the thing real quick. You, you had all this page space that you had, you, you, a limited page space. You know how much you had. You're going to go at 85. And you still – had to try to grab these people who you need them to give you your their you know accolades and love you had to have two issues on that island you had to waste two issues on that island just so that people don't bail on you Come on, how then. many issues did we had, wait on the nightmares well i'm saying this is i'm saying that when he found out the nightmares that that was you know that was kind of the end of right before he found out that it was going to be the 85 when he hits it at 85 bad cat stuff like, and we work on later like, on yeah. And so that was that. And also, like I said, he was getting some crap. And when he gets crap, what he ends up doing is going back to the well of the bat cat, the hell yeah, kite man, we've had it in the city of Bane already. And also what he loves to do or he's forced to do, because a lot of these stories never end up making sense in the long run. He makes Batman do some pretty awful things kill kg beast oh no he didn't kill him even though your setup was nobody could possibly be where they are there was somebody there and they saw it they saw it on the video camera you you had a batman who couldn't get through this tundra he wrecked six bat planes you know to get there but there were spies you know down the road hiding in a tree because people flipped their lid you can't kill batman doesn't kill okay well i'll explain it three issues he does that with tim drake you end up in this issue where he's now making up shit just because he gets it. It's terrible. Batman number 81, written right. by the Tom King, art by John Romita Jr., Mitch Gerards, Klaus Janssen, Tamay Murray, and Clayton Cowles. Tom King wants to prove he had a 100-issue plan all along, and while some may blame DC – I have said all along that I really doubt if there was ever a plan at any of this point. He's going against so much in one arc, let alone have a 100-issue plan. His 100-issue plan was, I'm going to have 100 issues. With only a few issues left, Tom King as Batman go on and on about a plan we never saw to convince us it's all been in control all, all along. Not only does that go against everything this book seemed to be about, it also even contradicts itself at points. Add to that horrendous art by Jar Jar, you know, John Romita Jr. Awful. We don't have a winner on our 
hands. It's terrible. Gia, it really Gia. is. It really is terrible. I mean, he's now, in my mind, the worst of the Jar Jars. And that's a tough thing to do, Eric. That is really tough to do. So you end up going in this, and everybody's waiting because this is the issue. You know, all right, you had the bat and cat. They came back in. They're punching people. They're doing things. You have Damien oh, no. at the end of the Batman's last issue. Batman's back, and Alfred's dead. What's going to happen now? Yeah. So then you have Thomas Wayne going, and he is, you know, ordered. He's going to kill uh, Damian Wayne. So this is the big thing. And it does start with what seemed to be, you know, there was a glimmer Awful of hope in art. my mind. I'm gotcha. telling you, terrible art. But I'm saying there was a glimmer of hope in the, just this first page where you have a Thomas Wayne. We're waiting for this point where Thomas Wayne reveals that he had a plan and a plan and a, and a deal and a mystery and an enigma where he now reveals that the whole thing was set up to have Damien by himself. He unties his grandson and then they go get Batman and beat the shit out of Bane. This is what I'm expecting at this Family point. Style. And I, I'm even thinking in my mind, listen, I, I may even get on the podcast and say, oh man, we're going to end with that cliche. And that, but at least you're doing something then. And I think I could get behind that. And you even have it where he's like, no, I can't not family, you know, not my family. I can't kill him. All right. We see a glimmer of hope here. We see something going on. And that's where David, you're, you're irrelevant old man, because you're not my family. They are. And there's the bat family. And I'm like, all right. It's, it's a big moment. We've been waiting for the bat family. We've been waiting to see Tim since he got punched, all these things going on, but it just ends up feeling so forced. And it's not even just the plan. It's not the dialogue. It's like everything in this, like all of a sudden just happens to happen. You never see what you want to see. Batman and, and, and Selena, they ended up on this in Hawaii. They spell it out here. They're, they're hanging out in Hawaii. And really, you want to see them enter the city. You wanted to see them, you know, how this is going on. And they were just, the issue started. They were just in the city punching people. So you have that. And now what we're going to get in this, and this is where you got to keep this in mind about a lot of times when Tom King has a problem, when Tom King has something that he's painted himself into a corner, he has to get things done. What he ends up doing is saying to the artist, eh, just do some scenes and I'm going to slap that narration over. There has been a bunch of times that this happens. So instead Batman of dialogue... and Catwoman are going to fight Solomon Grundy and Amygdala yeah. for a long time while I just have narration over it that has nothing to do with what's going on on the panel. No, nothing on the panel. It's the narration to convince you and I really think... And and again, a lot of me talking about this is the idea of not saying we were right all along. I, you know, I'm not going to do that, Eric, even though we were. And so when we're doing this, all week, what are you talking about? Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not going to get angry. And maybe I probably will before we finish this. Oh, but, and I, but I'm not I'm not here to crow about, you know, I told you so stuff like that. What I just it's almost like at this point, I, I really do. And this is genuine. I'm not faking the funk. And when I say I'm not faking the funk, Eric, that means that I'm faking the funk 100 percent. No, it means that I, I really mean this. At this point, I actually feel sorry for some of the people who went all out for Tom King, this is like the the idea that you were just like, there's no way he had a plan. I mean, you a lot of people lo- who love this book love the book 
in the point where I wish I loved something like that. And I'm saying I have five kids and I'm married and I see these people like their life seems to really hinge on the idea that this is their thing. This is the, and once you add the wedding and people bail, there were, you know, lines in the sand drawn of, Everything you know, looked like it, Bloodhaven all of a sudden. And, and it, it ended up pretty much. I mean, I have not seen anything quite like this except in politics, it became a very much like a Republican versus Democrat thing. It was, if you don't like Tom King, I hate your guts. I'm blocking you. And then on the other side, oh, you're an I'm idiot. An Everybody's calling each other fan. idiots. Nah, I'm telling you, I don't know. It might, that might be one. Yeah. <laughs> but again, <laughs> it, it almost made it like people were ready to just fight. You also have like, then you have assholes who are threatening Tom King, death threats, stuff like that. And so it just got, it got so out of hand. But when you ended up, when everybody with that wedding to end up say, you know what? I, he said, we have a plan. That was his Hail Mary. I mean, if, if he ended up saying that nobody believed him then, I actually think he would have left the book by now, but he, he ended up convincing people that he had a plan and you're going to wait for this wait for this so we're getting to the point where you're getting to this 85 and yeah then they're yelling this is bullshit he's off the book you know whatever but he gets a bad cat book to go to but these people are waiting and everybody's waiting and there are assholes and i mean sometimes i'll admit i'm an asshole i I am a real asshole and there's one thing that i like to be and that's right I, I love to be right. Tall. So you have things. No, no, because I see you. I see the misery you have. Well, how are your feet? I'm walking around like bringing daisies there. I don't have that problem. You and Yao Ming, you go talk to him. So you end up where people are waiting and the people who love this run, they're just waiting to like show me that it was a plan so I can tell these assholes that have been yelling at me now that it was a plan. Then you have on the other side, oh man, you know, go your usual route and go. So when this issue hits, you do end up having the people who, you know, on the the people who don't like Tom King are just going nuts about, look, I told you this and that. And then everybody's sad. It's like one of those where at the end, you realize that the only way to win this work is not to fight it. And and it's kind of sad. I said, I talked, not talked specifically like on the phone, Eric. I'm not much of a talker there, but uh, a guy I saw and I ended up sending him a note that I was like, man, it sucks. You know, you, you were hinging on this. This was your thing and whatever, but it was a guy on the, he does. Did user you write reviews. To him, no hard feelings, loser. No, I said, ha ha oh, okay. in your face, yeah, yeah. toilet mace. I, get off my case. Uh, he uh. ended up, it's Batman Jones is the guy's name on okay. the, uh, he has user reviews and this guy has pretty much spent, you know, 50, you know, 20 issues or so, even longer. It's whenever there's a people in the user reviews, I hate this Tom kid. This guy's always there. No, no, no. He's going to have a plan. I, I, you know, I'm in, I, I'm there. I'm, I'm for this. You guys just don't see it. It's, it's too clever for, you, you know, all that stuff that you're going these battle lines. And I, I saw today that he actually then finally put up a review for this and he gave it a five and he, he put basically, I, I guess for now, you guys are right. Like this wasn't good. And it really, upsets him that and he's hoping now he's like hopefully these next bunch of issues work out but right now it looks like i was duped and and i'm like yeah that's not fun to fight against a guy like that felt bad for him because in this issue you're you're seeing that not only did he not have a hundred issue run in mind where yeah maybe he said this and this is where i get the whole, whole idea hey uh whoever hey buddy boy of mine i have a hundred issue run on batman oh man what's gonna happen in that 
Now he's going to fight Bane and get married. I think that's the plan. The people are going off their rocker thinking that he was seeding things in every single issue that are going to play out. And that's how they were going. So and this issue goes. Didn't he go back and look? Some people have said they did and they see these things. And really, you made a joke earlier and I talked over to you just to prove to everybody in the Slack who claims that I don't listen to anything you say. It's just that I don't want to give you any sort of, you know, acknowledgement of the deal. You, You said banana. That has been pretty much the only time that he's come out and said there was a clue when Joker ended up going to that one guy's house. He said a banana told me that Batman and Catwoman were getting married and that banana meant Bane. That is the closest you're going to get to anything going. And he even just made that up then. So it really wasn't like one of those, but that was what he got. So you go into this and as you end up having Thomas Wayne decide that he's not going to kill uh, Damien, you end up having the Bat family show up. And we've been wanting the Bat family in What's this book all along. Everybody family, wants. But, and well, forced versions why, of the Bat family. That's why they get Huntress because, you know, maybe Barbara called her, but she ain't really that part of the Bat family. This is Helena Burton. Well, we, we have found Bert out this week that Tom King thinks that it's Helena Wayne. Yeah, and a lot of other people do. They're like, oh, man, it's so great to see Huntress Helena Wayne. Yep, it is. Yeah. So you have Orphan, you have Duke. It's nice to see Duke. You have Batwoman, which kind of gets a little wonky near the end. It's going to be a real awkward like, reunion cool at one point. How cool would have been if the outsiders maybe were all here? Yeah. You know, you freaking got Katana and Black Lightning show up and, and because we are kind of is. decimating the Bat, the Bat family. They're like, there's no Jason Todd. There's no like Dick Grayson. We're, no. And certainly no Alfred showing up. I'm just like, we're pretty much got the like, Batwoman, Batgirl, yeah. Damien. Tim and Duke. And, and this is where you, you end weird. up having this weird idea here too, because even at the one point when Batman's describing the plan and describing what's going on, he does mention like they had a weapon, this whole thing meant Gotham girl that will end up the justice league can come in. Now that is Tom King trying to show us that when you had Gotham girl beat the crap out of captain Adam, that was the, you know, be all end all of, Hey, you know, no entrance, you know, taken, you're not allowed in, and I just beat up Captain Adam, so you're never going to get in. I'm so powerful with that. But at this point, it's funny because at this point, you you can't have the Justice League show up because then Superman is just destroying everything and it's over. But you kind of have it here anyway because you have the Bat family here going against Thomas Wayne. And almost every one of these characters could kick the living shit out of Thomas Wayne. There are some here, and I'm including Damien and especially Orphan, you know, Cass. Yeah. She would rip him in half and laugh at it, and you know, and then maybe scream without saying anything. And I then think, say, I think the person Amy, who's the least trained in this whole thing, Duke, besides oh, right? Helen Bertinelli, was a was yeah. a spy, so I think she's pretty heavily trained. But yeah, Duke Thomas Duke. would be the one who is now, the least trained. Duke here. is the Everybody one. else. They're fucking like, they've been doing this for years and yes. years at this point. And, and uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I would think that Duke would be the one who would not be able by himself to take down Thomas Wayne. Every other one would be able to. And there are ones here. Maybe with his that light would, powers. There would be, they would, yeah, well, if we knew this. Uh, so, and, and well, I'll give you the one thing though. And I will give you one thing about the, the uh, Huntress. He plays it off well because that's 
kind of the wild card would be the one who would want to like let's just kill him and get the hell out of here so i don't mind but Fuck. i would have loved hey, to have Kane seen outsiders at this point too. yeah really well i would have loved to have seen outsiders and teen titans here bring them all i mean this is all hands mean, on deck but you mean young you know, justice or teen titans which yeah, one well Jim? i mean yeah really well we can and, and young justice bring them not, all he's not he's not happy with the rest of the team so we might no. not have a teen well, titans to break well what you would say then is uh, uh, this takes place <laughs> It's just the Bat Family. It's there. But what I'm saying is you don't want to bring in the Just League because they're too powerful, but yet you're having a fight here. And I, I just want to let everybody know that Thomas Wayne from Flashpoint, he is Batman of Flashpoint, but he is not the, you know, he's not the equivalent as if Tom King thinks he was the equivalent of a Bruce Wayne in Flashpoint. He was not. He ends up shooting people because he's not as good. He didn't train. He ends up where Bruce Wayne's parents die, you know, Thomas and Martha, when he's a kid. And then he trains his entire life. Thomas Wayne ends up, Bruce dies, and he's just Batman. So he he's a doctor. He he's not you know starts getting casinos and things, but he goes around shooting people because I'm he a doctor, never Jim, did. Not Batman. Yeah, I'm a doctor, not a karate man. He he doesn't fight, so he ended up having the gun. But you're not going to be able to have him shoot people here. So you end up with this fight that just goes on and on. And and during this, you get the most awful. Di- I mean, it, basically, you have people yelling from the Bat family, "Leave a piece for me." I, I want to see blood. I mean, they are bloodthirsty. They're talking and, and where you end up having a divide in this as we go through, you know, the fight with Thomas of the idea that some people now think that fully that Alfred's alive. In my mind, I thought that it was pretty clear that what they're saying is they had this plan here. with Batman. They had this plan with Batman. And Batman thinks that Alfred got out because he hasn't heard different yet. He just got in. And they say, when is... You know, when when are we going to tell Batman? Should we should we take down Thomas? You want to have fun? Tell him what they had done. Watch him pretty like, much what, kill should Thomas. Should we tell him? But it's a Delisa. But some said Bruce should hear it in person, where he can help him with that, where we can help him with that anger, that pain, and everything like that. And besides, why should we let him have the fun of you know pretty much tearing apart Flashpoint Batman? Don't don't it's, we get to have a so little bit like of bleeding here? It's like, yeah, it was contentious. I'm telling you, we voted in the end. It came down to Orphan breaking the tie, and I'm like, this is the worst part of this whole thing she looked down then she looked up and then she said alfred i'm like i, I don't get what you're trying to say here to say yes or no orphan what and do you that, want to yeah. do here and, and that's the she thing is up. in my mind she looked down she, alfred yeah. what and then i'm telling you in my mind she's like yeah look this has got to be for alfred let's go let's take him down so, that's so I, you know i, I, I think just, maybe she's like she look, she looked down we, and looked up yeah, hey, they, Orphan, just keep going. Should we should we tell Bruce Wayne about this and let him fight Flashpoint Batman, or should we fight Flashpoint Batman? She looked down, she looked up. Alfred, I don't think she's getting what we're putting out here, guys. No, it's, it's uh, and the the uh, jury says the defendant is Kitty. She's Kitty. giving a thumbs up, Kitty. Uh, so you're oh, having orphan. a big fight, and so throughout all dummy. this, like we said, you end up having Jar Jar. Yeah, really. Jar Jar's doing this art, and he really, you know, he's secondary. You know, you do see some things. The art's terrible. It is Awful. so bad. just the worst. So bad. I mean, it looks like I've not seen, uh, you know, art like this on a, such a big book. It is just bad. 
And so they, I, you I know, they're the fighting. Idea. Like, I don't know what's coming down for the final issues of, uh, you know, Tom King's run of Batman here, but it's almost like in my mind, all right, his, the big saving grace of every issue he had is that he has amazing art. Now it's coming down to yeah. the wires. Like, all right, who can we give him to really just fuck him over here? Let's get JR, JR even, over I, here it, because it almost it's is, like, yeah, why yeah. would you end your run with some of the worst art that DC has to offer? I'm, I'm telling you, it's almost as if, you know, everybody bailed. You, like, you, you call people, hey, uh, you know, so-and-so, Eric ship. Shea. Get the fuck out, everybody. Yeah, really, I'm telling you, it's like, hey, Eric Shea, you, you want to get on the Batman? I'm like, who the fuck were you at issue 43 calling me? I mean, really, it's been announced you're done. It, it's the lame duck book. You, you don't want to start, oh, man, I know. And he's got jar and jar. It's so bad. Um, but all right, let me see the script. They're fighting. No. <laughs> yeah, no. So you have, you know, all this stuff going on and fighting, and Thomas Wayne gets the crap kicked out of him. And they're like, you know, eh, let's kill him. Until he I doesn't. want him here. I'm going to shoot an arrow in his spine. I'm going to get him. And then, you know, Just, you end up why, having why, Tim. Why do we let Huntress hang out with everybody when her first idea is, I'm going to shoot this arrow into his spine? I'm like, you know, yeah. what, maybe we shouldn't hang out with Huntress anymore. I, She's I'd a love it too. It's like, about it. I'm like, who invited her? Barbara's looking the other way. <laughs> He's uh, like, oh, I should have brought Black what? Canary, huh? It's funny. She goes and she's like, it was Duke. I'm like, all right, dude. But yeah, even that is, it's funny too, because you're going down. They're like, all right, I'm going to end up putting an arrow in his spine. And I'm like, no, that's not the way. I'm like, why, why does Damien look with a head? Oh, Show it's him Tim. mercy. <laughs> oh, it's Timmy. I did the same thing. Tim. Yeah, I thought it was Damien. And then also I look and I said, like, I don't know. I know that really they want to have Barbara as Batgirl throughout the deal. You look at the panel behind her. She's now Catwoman. She's got whiskers. She's there. The, the worst mask ever. I think that it was look, mascara. Look at Tim next to her. I know. It's really bad there it's, because the there's just the three lines. On the face. I think that they all got all fired up. Got the, you know, the grease paint there. They're ready. They don't want the glare. Uh, and so, yeah, they're like, no, 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 we're going to show mercy. Uh, you know, that's how it's going to have to be. And this is just now we're going to have another they live deal where there's Thomas Wayne. Like this gives them the opportunity now to get up just covered in blood. Right. And then you just, just kick my what? ass. Time to take yeah. it back to the streets here. Michael, like, oh, this out of nowhere, yeah. he just beats everybody up immediately. Yeah. He fucking stabs Tim through the fucking chest with a gun. Why can't Tim catch a break in this goddamn just, run? Just, I know. Just think of this now. He is bloodied up. He's there. And he basically gets up. Ding, ding. You know, you're going to start the next round. Just imagine him get up and he's like, you know what, guys? Bane now thinks that you've taken me down. Now let's go kick ass. That we find out that Thomas Wayne now that is that's the next part is I had to let just like Bruce says later. You All know, right, when kids. We'll talk about it. My, the my grandchildren. Thank you. Now that you have yeah. my ass. Now I know the yeah. plan and, just and, as you and, do. And here's the deal. Even if he says the language, I know of how Bane, <laughs> the language of bats. If he said, though, like. Listen, I know how Bane rolls. He doesn't have good attention. Even if he's like, what Bane likes is to see the blood. He likes to see the battle. But he he ends up looking away near the end. And then, you know, Bane ends up, you see him like, "Ah, he's done. You know, he was a mistake. Gets off, turns off the monitor, whatever that they're claiming. He's always looking all at everything. And now here's the point where a beat the shit Thomas Wayne who let them just beat the crap out of him. Hoping, again, where Batman hoped that Damien would not get shot 
shot by Thomas and, and did say, the only thing I have is hope my dad will do the right thing. Now you have a Thomas Wayne who, almost like Batman there, thought to himself, I'm going to have to let them beat me up, but I have to, you know, pretty much have hope they won't kill me. And now let's get going and let's go. I'm telling you, I'll go with that. And I'll be like, all right, let's go. And so you end up with him just beating the crap out of everybody who just bit. What was the plan? Are, are you? Is this supposed to be? And I really think it is. The is plan. this supposed to be his version of Night Nightfall, where he has now tired them out, and that's what Tom King's playing with. That Thomas Wayne tired them out. What? What? They tired up too many punches in the face. I'm I mean, really. You, it, what, what, what's up with when, him? When Batman breaks down the angry, plan, Eric. everything has been his <laughs> plan all along. I just don't understand because we had Gotham Girl, we had all these things waiting in the wings to come out. Where the whole idea before we had, you know, the Bat Family come in and they went to Arkham because Batman said everybody's loose I just beat the shit out of everybody come on back you're my army there's nothing here Bruce you're going in crazy and then he had to punch Tim in the face for that whole plan but but I'm like like it was like the next issue I'm not even what we're dealing with because you know that that next time Bane and Bruce fought and Bruce got his back broken I'm like why didn't you just have Gotham Girl there and all the people take over Gotham Girl would have killed all the Bat family you could have broke Batman's back the end what is the theatrics here where then Batman has to go off and have this big plan where Gotham is taken over I don't even know why they are playing this game Bane you've already broken the bat physically emotionally why does not finish it out here because you have everything like why are we waiting around now to have the bat family show up and, and then with this all, you know, as we when we get to actually the parts with Batman and Catwoman, it, it's going to be revealed that for a while here, Batman knew of what Bane was doing. He was it was all a ruse. He knew he was setting a plan up, which that's what I said at the beginning. It goes against the whole idea that this is a. Uh, a humanized Batman who's not the bat god because now you're just he's uh, omnipotent all of a sudden he knows everything he's going to do this well, also we got it goes well against, away from that and everybody loves Ivy when oh, he I know. knew that but, Superman but would even kill then, him but he'd be brought back to life yeah. by magic but even as we go through here and the plan ends up being like the idea of man you know you had Tim he's oh my god I saw people like I, I don't like him hitting Tim but man he's at the, the bottom now he's at the but he wasn't and so it takes away all that and it really it's such a weird deal where we say there's some writers who they can be given two issues and they say make this make sense and some can do that Tom King can't he's ending up now he has painted so many corners in those corners he's done all these things where he's trying to make it work and it is it is hokey as shit and then you end up having where he wants to have the bat family kick ass so people can say oh man that was awesome we got the bat family kicking ass but that doesn't fit the story going forward so you end up thomas wayne just standing up covered in blood and then just like you know what's wrong with my boy using children to fight his war <laughs> and that's where helena's just like for alfred and it's not even like anything that looks like it's even like you know yelling or anything. Children, there's hunters. Like, I am a middle aged woman. What are you talking yeah. about? And uh, that's what I, that's what I think that she's sitting there and like, okay, he's saying it's like children fighting him. Like, How dare you? Where where is How it? How dare you? How dare you? And she's like, enough of this shit. For Alfred, well, even the whole thing goes to shoot. Thomas Wayne goes and beats the shit out of everybody just to have him run out yelling for the Van Trocas, bring me my tea. I'm like, yeah. this is the oddest progression of anything we yeah. can, I have ever seen. Well, this is the idea that he's now going to sit down and drink a cup of tea. I'm like, you well, can't miss yeah. tea time, I guess. Well, here's the thing, and I have, a, I have a deal with that. But here's the thing. You end up Helena shooting then. Thomas Wayne with, you know, we know that of his 
awesome reflexes that he has as an old man. Uh, he ends up catching the arrow midair. And then a Tim Drake who's just sitting there like, I wonder what's going to go now. Stabs him in the chest, it looks like. You know, like you said, he can't catch a break. And then Thomas Wayne goes to town. He starts fighting them. He is beaten. But you know what? We don't see it. We see one panel with a leg. We see Batgirl kind of getting hit at one point, you know, in the face and things like that. Then we see a lot of sound effects, a lot of get him. No. Ah. Oh. And then you're only looking at the clock, which, again, looks like it's not even a 3D thing. This is supposed to be a grandfather clock. And it looks like a, a it's like a, a painting on there. And you end up having the worst progression of art where Thomas Wayne then bashes through the, the wall. Even the clock got on the painting before Jason. Wesker. T, give it to me. You know what? You know, I, I ended up there. I, you know, my son, he kind of did have a cool plan and all this stuff and doing all this. So I'm kind of, you know, pretty proud of him. But he forget one thing. I'm Batman. And now we're going to this idea where Tom King was the last couple of weeks has been putting up things. Thomas Wayne and Flashpoint. He's not a good man. And the next one, the next week's like, people don't remember that he's, you know, a little office rocker. And he needs to I don't think Tom bit. King ever read Flashpoint. I think he well, only no, watched and that this Flashpoint is the Paradox thing. movie. So this with that then makes me think that he is going to now center this Thomas Wayne on the fact that, number one, I'm here. Not from the button. The button was, hey, you shouldn't be Batman. You, you should stop being Batman. Now it seems as he's almost jealous because he thinks he should be the Batman, or at least now he's the Joker. He is just the generic Joker saying, yeah, you got to be, you know, more powerful and these kids are getting you down. I'm going to show you. So it goes from, in my mind, and we'll see how it plays out, but it goes from the idea that he desperately thought to himself and made complete sense in the button with Joshua Williamson and Tom King, where he ended up somehow the Flashpoint universe survived in some way that hopefully we will find out. I'm, I'm, I have my doubts now, but it was my, the universe survived. Doesn't he think and it's now a multiverse is, Earth? Well, who knows? But ECC might. But they He's like, he ends up where Thomas Wayne actually in such a good moment that it could have been being able to meet with his son and then saying, like, what did you do with your wish? I I, I pretty much gave you, you know, the next lease on life. It would have been it's like one of those things. They even added an American dad that we always bring up when Francine ended up saving the guy when he saved her from the well. And he, what did you do with your life? You know, I gave you your life back. What did you do? And when Batman, when he comes down and Thomas Wayne sees that. You wasted it on being Batman. Like, that's not why I saved you. I didn't save you and your universe for you to be Batman. I saved you so you could get rid of that nonsense and have a life. That's what I wanted for you now that you have all this. And and so that was a really neat idea that kind of went against the issue right before that. But that's fine. But it, the idea that Thomas Wayne, then he comes here. They see people see him with pain. Oh, man, he's just there because he's going to, you know, beat Batman down and show him that he shouldn't be Batman. Now in this, he just who knows now because of the nonsense. And, yeah, he's drinking. And I do believe that what Tom King's playing at, I do believe of the deal. Somehow that's going to be in his mind, Lazarus pit fucking tea. It's going to be something that heals him because he looks like he has like 80 broken bones. That's why he's yelling for the tea in my mind. It's some sort of concoction, maybe venom, maybe Lazarus pit. That's all I can think of, of what that would be. And that's why he yells for it. And Tom King thinks he's somehow. Tough, so we'll see. still has we'll see some super venom. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. In my drink. mind, 
It is something. It is something that don't will be revealed. Venom, or, kids, inject it. It'll be Just funny like too. Heroin. No, and uh, yeah, really, you, you do that. But I, I actually think that what it'll do is fuck up, and it'll be the nine pit where they were because that doesn't work unless you sacrifice somebody with it. But it'll end up screwing that. But now we'll go to the. The plan part, go through Tony, this he where you just, have. He's a proper fella. He just can't miss tea time. I was just taking a drink. <laughs> you made me laugh. You make me laugh, Eric. Yeah, really. He's just proper. Really, nothing proper. says, you know, the end of a, a fight. Then, you know, and did he tie everybody up down there? Did he kill him? We don't know. He just came. And why he sent didn't a he just open message that Damien said that everything went out oh, good? We took out yeah. Flashpoint Batman. Why didn't he just open the thing? Why did he come crashing through as if he looked like he was like stiff as a board, he, light as a feather as he, he came got through? Time for doors. It, it's just nonsense. So you end up there where you do have Batman and Catwoman fighting Amygdala and Solomon Grundy, where we're going to get Batman telling her. You know, right before this, as a, wherever, it's basically, hey, remember that real long ass story I told you in jokes and riddles? Now strap yourselves in because we're going to get another bit of nonsense here to go through this. And so as he goes through, he starts telling everything. And the first thing pretty much, you know, is you didn't hit your kid. That that's that's Catwoman saying this. Now, this has all been a thing. So when Batman says this, well, when Batman says this, when she says, so you didn't hit a kid, that to me means that at one point when they were in Paris, Gay Paris, or they were in Hawaii, he said to Selena, you know what? I ended up hitting Tim Drake. Your kid? You hit your kid? Yes. Now for, oh, you didn't hit your kid because there'd be no reason for her to bring it up like that. So basically, what are you talking about? That turns her on. You hit your kid? Let's go to Hawaii. He's like, no, I didn't. She's like, oh, you you ruined it. You ruined the mood. This is where people are just like, and I even have a song that you may have heard already, is the idea that Batman says, no, I didn't hit my kid. What I ended up is when we trained the Robins, pretty much, I'll tell you, Selena, wink, wink. I like to beat the shit out of them. But what I tell them is, is that the way that I punch and kick them does send a message. And he said that he had, he knew that Bane was listening in. They had to change their comms to a more secure comm. So he punched him. That said, the international okay, we'll language of love. And, and so where I'm sitting there thinking in my mind at that point, Batman was saying shit. He was saying to them, like, what's going on? Arkham Arkham just looks normal, whatever. There was nothing in this, you know, this conversation back when this punch happened that really seemed to say, oh, man, I hope Bane doesn't hear that. In fact, it seemed to be going right into Bane's plan. So there's no reason to punch anybody. At the point when he punched, it was. I don't understand why we had any of the ruse going on. Just fucking take them all out right there. You've already broken him physically and emotionally at this point. Just go in there and finish the goddamn job. He, I think that he was just playing with in every. Oh, he wanted to keep breaking him to go to the. So, if you remember, Tim said, "You know, you, you've been acting kind of like bad lately. You know, you seem upset. You need any help? I mean, you got left at the altar. Fuck off!" And he punched him. I'm like, "Why is that? Where you have to change comms because you didn't end up." So then that set up everything in motion. And, and again, just think of that. That from now on, and I already did it in the it. podcast tonight. If Batman or anybody punches anybody in DC Comics now. They are now giving them the plan. They're giving them the message. And I just want to know, he, he what did he say? He pretty hard what, earlier. What, yeah. And, and what did he say 
when he ended up punching Commissioner Gordon because you, you haven't explained that yet. You, you end up where people are so mad about, you know, him punching Tim Drake. I guess that people you have are to more mad this about nonsense Tim Drake than Gordon. In, but he, he throws this nonsense in so that he can get out of here thinking he's getting out. You know, this basically to me is it worked with KG Beast. Let's try something like that then. These assholes will believe anything. It so also worked with just, the gift. Yeah, yeah, it's nonsense. It is complete and utter nonsense that he says, I, I punched him, but yeah, it wasn't really a punch. It was, a, it was a message to, you know, change comms, things like that. So now we're just going to go through the whole plan. And I'm telling you that this plan that he had gets convoluted. It ends up not making sense, even from the issues from before, because he says, you know, that was a message part of the training. We're going to go. And then I, you know, see how far we were. We had to go. He wanted Bane to think that he was beaten down. And that, you know, to do this, he heard Gotham girl was in town, so he couldn't go back to Gotham because she's just going to wreck house. And she ended up, you know, keeping the Justice League and all those out. So he he starts getting this idea. And that's where you start getting such things as I had researched the super venom. That was what gave Hank and Claire powers. I And this is something that gets me so angry because we wanted to see this. This is something that yeah. we've been yelling about. This is our for now. show. Yeah, we've been yelling about it for 70-plus issues of when are we going to get back. all when this we amazing up- stuff that happened. Uh, gentle readers out there, all this amazing stuff. Yeah. Let me tell you about it. I don't want to show it to you because that yeah. would take too much time. And, and Here, so here's when you all get this, this cool stuff you never get to see. And, and just think of this, too, because we ended up saying at one point, like, whoa, wouldn't it be crazy if we find out that out of all this that tom king actually whips it around turns it around and reveals that you know hank and claire ended up that was the beginning of the superman theory that that's what led to the doomsday clock them getting these powers and things like that but but instead you have to make it skew into it's super venom that gives them powers hank bought it from bane this makes it oh it's but it's just told it's just told and I then just he want to know what up, happened to all that super venom that we had that hugo strange was using bane was using to bring hank yeah. back to life and well, create all those it. fucking clones yeah. of hank and claire yeah but we had it there and and even claire in was captured but there was all this stuff that they were using mm-hmm. that's and so he's just going to neglect that so you have all that so there's you know there's one time where you're like okay well that doesn't make any sense but he ends up even saying at one point that he didn't go back into the city because he knew he could and he had to go and you know do all these things. But then later he says he was in the city at one point there. Um, but you're going to go with the idea then that he ended up knowing that Bane knows where the Batcave is. He's not going to hide the super venom in because he destroyed everything but one vial, which seems to be that it was way, way back. Um, but, you know, whatever the time, maybe it was after the price you know or, just the idea I don't too know. right i had this one little thing and i couldn't hide at the cave because bane knows about the cave so i yeah. had to go to that hey everybody do you remember batman annual number two when i was telling selena how the the memory of the mountain trained me let's bring yeah. that back up that's who i yeah, gave it and, to that guy you're never gonna this get to meet. the thing and he's doing this to try to make you think that it was always a plan. But in these plans, like, I don't know why he didn't go to the just the whole justice. Just put it in a vault there. We have so many things there. They, it's easy done. to do that. Done. And I know that that's done. And then you don't have a story, but still. So he says that because it's Bane, coherent. Yeah. And he's like, Bane ended up knowing that there was this vial. He wanted to get which it. I could only get there by walking. Yeah. And like, he ends up like, and then he says that Bane ended up like he had tons of resources. He's going to send everybody out to find 
this, you know, super venom. He ends up, well, it seems as if the, the, the Himalayan toughs, the street toughs were the guys. Br- Bruce went, and now it starts to get where everything's a plan. So is slicing the throat a plan? Because he's telling all this going on of this is where the plan was. I ended up going. And also he's telling Selena when she was the one who told him this because he was passed yeah. out in a coma. So he's like, yeah, and then they sliced me and then you found out this. I wanted to say, yeah, I, I was there. I told you this. Yeah. And that I'm the one who, where, you know, got the information from the Himalaya Street Toughs and then yeah, went to yeah, Paris so you could freaking be, you know, recuperate. And then we and, went to and, Hawaii so we could talk like an intercept magpie. I, I, yeah. I want to know where the idea of where did the Himalayan Street Toughs even need to slice Bruce's throat? It, magpie stole the venom. They're not even, I'm, I'm telling you, they could just say, hey, we were here, this magpie girl, she she stole it, you can go get her. I don't think Bruce is doing anything against them. Then they slice his throat. She ends up where magpie then steals it, and now it's getting convoluted of who's involved, what's going on. But you end up then where Selena shows up out of nowhere as if it was a plan, but he's not saying that because he's telling her the plan now. So that was just a coincidence. You know, if it was one of those, that's when I told you to be there because we we're going to, no, no, she just showed up. That was never explained why. So you end up having them go. Thankfully, her was a little boring that week. Went to the Himalayas out of nowhere. To the I I figured. Yeah, I, I remember reading that annual. I wanted to go. So they end up going. She takes them to Paris, and this is where he's now saying that. It's all a plan. I had the plan in place. I had the, the cogs are working here. Well, then why at one point when you were in Paris and you still haven't gone to the, you know, Hawaii, uh, did you have Bruce say, I lost, I've Selena. lost, I've lost, I've lost, I'm giving up. I'm done. I lost. And her saying, no, no, no. Now you're going to give me, there were cameras on him. Don't give me that. I just imagine her telling me that I can do it. All part of my plan. I need a little bit of reassuring every now and again, even though I'm Batman. Yeah. You get this idea. He's reiterating things she told him and he lied to her. He was planning all this all along and couldn't tell the person who we're supposed to think is his soulmate and all this. And and that, that wouldn't have ruined things. So, so they then go to Hawaii. Now, how long does it take Magpie to get? They say a week. Now, Bruce, he had his throat sliced. And, and yet we're supposed to believe that he ended up recovering in Paris, going to Hawaii, doing all that and recovered fully in a week. Because by the time she ends up there, it's only a week later. And he, they end up and grab the, the venom that got wonky about, did they the steal it? Venom. You know, buy it. They got the super venom. But, uh, you know, this is the idea too, where well, it seems he says to only be then, a small vial in my mind, the way they're describing yeah, this whole thing. Yeah. But it looked like they had drums of stuff on that yeah. goddamn boat that yeah, she showed they, up in. They were doofs. They were red herrings. So the, then uh, it, it continues. Though, where you think Bane's now- just pissed because he went to Hawaii then to try to buy the stuff from Magpie just to find out, man, I went all this way for no reason. Got to go That's back to thing, my though. city of Bane. Just a, Is that just why nobody's ma- seen yeah, him? Because really. he's traveling he, around? Well, he's traveling around. He's like, really? Rain again? I like that Hawaii. Can we have this, the, the island of Bane? Can we do that Hawaii of Bane? That's but called the, Santa Yeah, I don't like that one. The, yeah, really. The, the the amount of you know effort that he, he needs this vial, uh, you know, super venom, that is the thing that's going to keep Gotham Girl alive, which then allows because once she goes down, so you're gonna city of Bane falls apart because you're going to have everybody come in. So he ends up finding out, oh, Magpie, you got it? Oh, yo, you're going to sell it to me? All right. Give me a week. Uh, where is this where she ended up going? What was she doing? Because we were told I got she naked stole skull it. thrown business going on right now. I so, go see in a week. 
just she she stole it. So she's like, we're going to meet in Hawaii. You know, maybe they're meeting that. Maybe that's up to her. She's like, I ain't going to that city, man. I saw this shit going down. Man, I'm not going to get near I that. I got to work out a little bit. We're I got to look swole for Hawaii. Yeah, we're going to go to Hawaii. Now, why would the street toughs know this? Maybe I guess they heard from Bane this was going to set up. But even the idea of, you know, this week later. <laughs> word but, on but the mountain the, is they're going to Hawaii. Yeah, word on the mountain in Hawaii. But it takes a week. For her to get there, it was set up for a week. But even the idea, do you ever, like, say you're a drug dealer, because that's basically what she is at this point. You end up setting up, and I'll do Quaker Town here. You end up setting up a meeting at the Bush House. You're going to go there, and you're going to sell your drugs, Eric. And so well, when you do sell these, though, is there any time that you're going to go to these people's house? Because it seemed like when Magpie then gets beaten by Batman and, you know, they, she says she's going back to the city of Bane. She's going back to Gotham, which doesn't matter. But this is the thing. You end up Selena trash talking. Yeah, you have a message for Bane. Yeah, we have a message. Us, the bat and cat are in town, and we're, we're going to kill everybody. And now Batman's saying, and then I had to sneak back into the city of Bane because I had to make them think that we were by, uh, by myself. But yet you ended up trash talking and telling twice in that issue for Magpie to go and announce that we're back because we're badass. We're going to do this. I just imagine he's like, oh, man, you're ruining this plan. But he says at the one point I had to sneak in so that Bane thought I was by myself. And then once the family's revealed and all this, he gets word that Alfred's out. So, again, these are things that are just ridiculous of the idea that it just goes against itself from what we just had a little bit ago. You know, all these things that the streets have to make no sense. All this. Well, because this is supposed, this is the end. This is it. This is the explanation of a hundred issue run. Getting good now. (laughs) <laughs> no, well, I'm saying it, this is where he had the chance to end it. I, I don't care what he did with these other things. This is what he has to do to end it. Shit. Yeah, well, it's it's all this nonsense. And yeah, they're going to go. And then the big reveal then is I had a guy on the inside. He even says this, that I, I didn't leave the city until, you know, but though I left, I didn't leave it unattended. I get it. And he ended up getting Clayface, Basil Carlo, to imitate the Joker because Basil can't be controlled by the psycho and pirate mask, know, which makes no Basil sense. Think, I don't know what that's. You know, Basil being the actor that he is, he's going to put on the role of the Joker. Does he believe that the Joker has a really, really weird relationship with the Riddler? Because when they come walking out, the Riddler has his arm yeah. through his arm. Oh, like, just the thing. What happened between these two? Yeah. This has been that, a long time since the war of Jokes no, and Riddles. That ain't no acting. And the thing is, it's the Riddler's got his hands. He's getting handsy. It's not Joker. He's just going with the flow. He's like, okay, we're going to play this game. I, I, I guess, guess I'm we acting. Do have a relationship. Acting. Uh, but yeah, so people are I'm like, oh man, actor. this is ridiculous. Yeah, Clayface is dead. He's not. He ended up at the end of the detective run of Tynan, uh, right at the end last issue. He came back and ended up putting sure. a note uh, forecast. So he is alive. Now, the idea that he would actually team up again with a Batwoman and a Batman, eh, I don't know about that. They did not leave in yeah, good terms because they thought he was dead. Also, where was the idea that Batman found out he was alive? Maybe Cass would have said something, I guess. And but that then piece he's got to him down. That. Yeah, yeah, and had the clay, so he still had all that going on. But this is where some people said, oh, Jim and Eric, you guys were yelling because in the year of the villain Joker by John Carpenter, somewhat in quotes, uh, 
you ended up getting mad because there were, you know, there was another Joker. How could they both be in? I still think that this is wrong, especially if the Joker finds oh, out that a Clayface he, is playing even, him. Is even that in the case, that, that's the thing. There was way thing. There was way more wrong with that book without the Joker being there. Yeah. Continuity wise, which should be so, going on the city of Bane. Even even if if you have two if you have two Jokers in the city, uh, Bane's going to find out about this, and then uh, you know it's it's done. But yeah, so basically this whole thing was, and even that, what does it explain? What does Clayface as Joker do? Because Joker is just there walking Apparently around fancy he with the Harvey Riddler, Bullock. and yeah, and they're just there, you know, kind of you know walking around together, and they're detectives. They they he's not running things. You haven't once seen Bane say to Joker, you know, hey, you're in charge of this, and what do you think of that? Can you give me a little insight on things? There, there's nothing like that. So just having the guy on the inside and not showing where at one point would have been cool last issue, an issue before whatever, Damien's going to get in the city and you actually like, holy shit, Joker's on the in, you know, and play that whole, that Clayface play here. The, the reason why it doesn't work is number one, it's the Clayface cliche. The other thing that doesn't work, there was no setup. You end up having to see things going on that you're like holy shit what's going on this isn't the joker was you end up seeing the joker open a back door to let bane and or uh, batman and selena and then we're wondering through a whole week like what the hell is going on you don't get it it's just boom 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 all these things just thrown at you in narration and then yeah you have them walking around then joker ends up punching out riddler it's clayface joker and then looks i'm telling you i've seen this panel and it's usually like frodo and sam in in the grass you know rubbing each other's I mean, they are longingly looking at him in the eyes there. But yeah, it's Clayface. So the whole thing, oh, it's Clayface. And it's supposed to be like, oh, it's Clayface. That makes sense. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. So you have all these things that just do still jive. dead, Batman. Yeah, all the, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. And you have all that going on. You have all these things just thrown at you. And you're just supposed to go. And, and where I think that the problem is, is even a lot of people who – ended up you know saying he had a plan a lot of times i'll go they'll still think this is a plan but there's a lot thrown out here that's just like you know what that doesn't make sense and that's kind of stupid and that's ridiculous and and again the whole thing hinges on a batman who's been broken to the nth degree and and catwoman was the one who brought him back to a fighting shape inspired no, with her love it, it's, it's not that now. that's the thing that is the thing that i think should upset most people the most is the the idea that you did have those two issues on in Hawaii. I totally beat the shit out of Mr. Freeze while I was feeling fine. Yeah, yeah I was feeling fine, baby. That was how I was telling him the plan. He was telling him, you know, get out of my way. But just the I idea where him over I, had people, I had people tell me that they love the Hawaii deal because that showed you that without Catwoman now – it, you know, Bruce is not the man he was and her being back in his life ends up bringing him up. He's actually rising up and he's he's getting ready to fight again. He's going to go after Bane. If if Selena wasn't there, she, he would have given up and lived in Paris and probably had a, you know, a croissant shop or something. But now we see that. He already had it a plan. It would have been just as point. bad as the end of the Dark Knight yeah. Returns or yeah, the freaking really. Dark Knight he, Rises. He had a plan. He already so when he said to Selena, this is so bad that when he said, I lost, it's over, I'm not going back to the city, he wasn't meaning that. He was lying to her. And and, you? Can't, and now he's telling her now after the fact, and she's just listening. 
And she, okay. Whatever, I just like you know, to imagine you, you, you open up the panels there where he's talking to her in, in Paris and stuff like that at the cafe. I've lost and stuff like that, where it opens up the panel and because he's still worried. And over there in the corner selling baguettes is a freaking <laughs> giant Bane just wearing a fucking beret yeah. with a little mustache over his mask. <laughs> yeah. Who is he? And then he, he's, he's always like, listening. It's funny too, because now we're just going to have Bane ever, like Bane is everywhere. <laughs> And you look over, and now Bane's playing a mime. He's over there doing stuff. It's like, oh man, like to Bane's imagine everywhere. that guy who was getting handsy with Selena in Hawaii is yeah, just a giant Bane, Bane with a ma- like a freaking mask Bane. there. That, that would now now you're saying this. That would be like really. W- would you have he laughed was always at that there. if all of a sudden you see? Ruse. And it's because Psycho Pirate was with him, making people's minds different. So it was the guy getting handsy. He's like, oh, oh, not not you. Then it was the next. Uh, the remember the bartender's like that. Your wife? All right, buddy. And Bane. Yeah. It's all Bane. It's every Bane. Then you I look, just like to imagine sudden, it pans out. He's just getting sun there on a freaking chair. Oh my god, pa- Bane. And and then uh, you know it goes, and he's real deep in this. And I, this is where it gets even better. Where the you want to go take a nap, Selena? When they went back to make love, Bane. Yeah, no, but, and also where Bane they, they're the there. Bane was the alarm clock. No, Bane was Selena. You, you end up where they're sitting there with both their heads against that wall. And you, you want to talk hey, about baby. everything? I hear you're awake. <laughs> it, was, it was Bane. He's like, hey, you're still awake over there? He's like, yeah, I am. Like, was well, right what's to keep going the on? Ruse. He wouldn't have said this to anybody. Bane would have been That's right there to thing. hear it all. And now what we see here now in the wraparound, he Batman knew that plan as well, and he was into it, Eric. It was like summer camp. He's like, "Hey, Selena, it's a method actor you know, like Clayface." And he's like, "Hey, Selena, are we still playing this game, Bane? Or are we? Go- what are you talking about? All right, okay, we're playing. Let's go. Let's make love. Yeah, right. I mean you, baby. But yeah, Peggy. so I you know, yeah, really. And uh, break my back one more time. I love it because then I could just fix another day anyway. It's nothing big. Uh, so yeah, you end this with basically, you know. Uh, Thomas Wayne has beat the shit out of the, the Bat family. And he's drinking tea. And pretty much at the end, I mean, if you want to go through this whole progression and what's going on with Batman, the, Batman and Selena are pretty much just fighting the whole time. And now they're they're going. They see, you know, hey, there's the Joker slash Clayface. The game's on, Joker. All right, punches him out. Then he just walks away. And, and here's the thing, too. You're in the city of Bane, right? You're Clayface. Why revert to the clay face now? I know that you have to to show people it's you, but really you're now an open, you know, you're, you're a target now. Just pretend you're still Joker and do some things. But yeah, you end up having Selena and Batman running through the corridor with Bane waiting for him again. And then the art just looks terrible. And even those last uh, couple pages before we get to the Mitch Garrard's part, the Bane and the Bat Cat things of them running and Bane waiting, looking like he's a linebacker there. He's like freaking Mike Singletary. Uh, he's there and you get like that idea of oh shit we have a lot of narration that we have to shove in here just make a generic page and then we'll go with it just narration shove and then you end up having these couple pages uh, after you end up having the tea bit then is you know Bullock who you know they were using him as a target they made him insane I guess they just keep him or let him sit there in the GCPD and I'll remember that one of the big people And that's the thing. One of the big people in doing this and making him insane was Clayface as Joker. So you end up him and now you can go. It's it's basically New York, New York is what this is. And he's singing about Gotham. 
uh, you know, and you have like, my goal is justice. Ha ha ha. You see, they have their little deal. And again, that would have been Clayface writing that. So he's really into the role just to go out and you have Harvey Bullock, you know, w- with this nonsense, like, yeah, I'm smelling the fart of it all. Gotham, Gotham. I'm like, whatever. And so then he goes and sees Doom. Ah, yelling. That's it. It's over. And this is basically the issue that you had to have Tom King prove that he had a plan all along because from here, we're just going to have a fight. We're going to, you know, tie things up. There's some epilogue issues. I believe that he said he's going to have as well, uh, which in my mind is just going to set up the bat and cat stuff. Say, see how that's going to go. Um, But this Pretty much, I mean, when we have certain creators that get on Twitter and like, you know, or even send messages, this this next one's the biggest issue I've ever written. This next one's the biggest. This is his biggest issue he's ever written. This this is Batman. You can tell me that. Oh, man. No. Number 12, Mr. Miracle. You know, this, you know, next issue might be bigger. But at this point, this is the most important issue that Tom King has ever written in comics. This is the one. This is where you are going to prove that you deserve those awards for everything. You're going to prove that you, uh, you know, ended up having a story. Proving that DC was right to put you on Batman, that you did. And also stick it to him because they kick you off and say, look, you you kick me off, but I can do this. And I'm going to show you this was bullshit that you kicked me off. So I'm going to prove this. And he, he, he fails. He completely fumbles it all because he didn't have a plan. Nothing was set up. And now he has to force the deal. Now, one thing I'll tell you that I don't blame him fully for, and I I just wanted to mention this, is the Tim Drake stuff. I think that maybe you can think he would have worked this whole Tim Drake punching thing in a different way. If he did have 15 more issues, you'd have the Bat family come maybe in the epilogue. He apologizes, but he doesn't have have. that room anymore. I think he would have. I think that this is him. And this is what happens when he gets desperate. He ends up just throwing it out because I think that we would have seen this before. I think that he would have thrown out that message thing before, not in this issue. And we, you know, get everybody stop yelling at him. I think that there would have been more of that later because he did have 15 more issues of the stuff. Just imagine that those 15 issues originally were not bat cat issues. There was going to be there was more than 15 because he was going to go to 106 with the last two being an epilogue with Selena. So just imagine the story that has nothing. This story that ends up being like it's nothing, a story. You don't even know how things went. You can say on the one side, oh, he didn't have the time. He's doing this. But you're a writer. You have to make it work. And he doesn't make it work. And he goes with all this nonsense. And this was this. I mean, really, you're going to go with a thing that it's so stupid that I punched him for a deal. And now you do the classic a, you know, get out of jail card, Clayface. You ended up having the heroes in crisis where you end up by the end, you know, the puddlers, all these clues at the beginning that ended up being just Wally. Oh, I put those to get everybody out of the deal. Time travel. He, he ends up using the biggest cliches that DC has available. I mean, really, if, if a Durlin doesn't show up next issue, I'll be shocked because he, that's what he's got. He only has these cliches to get him out. And these cliches are hated. The speed force, Clayface. When people get mad at them, it's because it is an easy out for bad writing. And he does it. He uses them. And that's all he does. And it's just the same thing. Because of that, I give this a two. 
I just think it's awful. It, it, it gets you angry about it. It gets you shows that, you know, he's duped everybody, including people who liked him. And now when we said we wasted 50 issues or 49 to get to the wedding, uh, now we've just wasted the other to get to 85 and eventually. But maybe he'll, I don't think he'll pull it out. But, you know, maybe. Maybe it's some freaking Hail Mary. He's Doug Flutie out of nowhere. And he's throwing up the Hail Mary. But what would you give it? I'd give it a 2.5 out of 10. I hated the art in this whole thing. And just the, all the forced explanation through the narrative or nothing in the background really matters at all what's going on i'm like this doesn't add up it's just overly written the nonsense and like you know even the and with the art at least if you would have given us good art we could have looked at something but there was nothing here just nothing at all and just when you had the bat family show up and they're just they don't feel like themselves and they get their asses handed to them by this flashpoint batman who then yells for tea i'm like I think you've gone insane and given up, Tom King. And I feel like I should be the same way at this point. Because why am why am I reading this? Why am I yeah. reading? It's it's, and, it's nonsense. And when it's just not nonsense, it's boring shit. Yeah, and 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 what it reminds me of uh, because I see some people. You're ending this run, and you know that's one thing. And yeah, you can sit there and think, oh man, DC screwed me. They promised me, and it did seem like uh, one on a Friday. You know, he ended up saying he had 106 issues left by that Sunday. He found out it's ending at 85. I mean, it really seemed to be like boom. Boom, boom, uh, because he was on another podcast saying, I, I actually got another bonus issue they gave me. And then all of a sudden, it's it's not even there, and he's, he's getting it cut short. So you, you end up almost thinking, and some people saying, oh, this is Tom King. He's pissed off. He's going to show them. But in the end, your name is on this. And in the end, you're going off to a bat cat book. I see. And, and some people get all upset and say things. But even in like the user reviews on the uh, roundup and even in some other people's actual reviews, you know, some of these people are, are stating this is bullshit. I'm not going to be involved in the bat cat. So when you're, you're doing this, you're only going to hurt yourself. And it's almost like one of those where you end up like football. You have a football player who's pissed off and doesn't want to, you know, he, he, he doesn't want to be on the, the bills because nobody would want to be. So he acts up, he starts being a jerk, but that's showing the other teams. Why would we want him? And I, I, I'm getting the bad vibe that he is ruining some things for himself where people were going to give him the benefit of the doubt, even if they weren't a fan, check out the bat cat. But this kind of is like, like one of those where he's proving your biggest fears that that he didn't have a plan even though he told you he already lied and i don't care what anybody says he lied about the wedding he was on seth myers he said there's going to be a wedding there's going to be this he duped everyone just as dc did and then i think dc freaked out and that's why they probably leaked the whole deal that sunday because they didn't want people you know rioting in the streets on the wednesday so you have that but it's just a shame because like i said y- you have your name on it you know make you win these awards show why show why you can do this show that you are one of the best writers in comics and you can pull this together and make it all make sense out of a you know even if it's a wreck even if you didn't get what you had but he doesn't do it but that is that uh we're gonna go off uh maybe hear a song before we end up going to our book of the week Start spreading the news He's going away Don't let the door hit you in the ass Tom King, Tom King He writes with cliches Looks like they're here to stay A plan was never part of it 
Such a creep. He's ending his run. Titans coming our way. We'll make a brand new start of it. Forget Tom King. We're almost done with this run. We can start having fun. Can just forget Tom King. All right, Eric, and what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Teen Titans number 35. Love that roundhouse. Mine is as well. And I'll just throw a little, you know, honorable mention of Metal Men. Uh, because I was really surprised that I liked that. And I think that a lot of people may not give that a shot. I think that, you know, some people now might think you gave that, that so the same score. So maybe, yeah. No, I gave, no, no, no. I ended up going, you know, 8 5 with Teen Titans, 8 for the Metal okay. Men. Okay. For some reason, I thought you went up to 8 5 for Metal Men now. I might have. Who knows, Eric? I mean, really, yeah. that's hashtag a couple days ago, Jimmy, is what that was. And you it know how that's what guy, it was. That guy, that's a couple of days ago, Jimmy's a real asshole. That guy thinks he knows sure a lot. He doesn't. But yeah, I, I say pick it out. Uh, we haven't had a book that we can really recommend lately. So when I end up having one, I like just telling you, I'm not saying it's great. I liked it. And so did Eric. He was surprised right. as well. But yeah. let's talk about what we're going to do next week. And next Please. week, we have a bunch of books. And two of these will be on the Patreon Spotlight. I have an idea yep. of what one of them will be. It might rhyme right. with lack datum, uh, Eric, maybe, right? You got that? I don't know. You, you understand what I'm saying no. there? Lack datum, right you know, Jack Brandon, is that it? Is this on? I don't know. Blue. Here are the books. Wonder Woman number 81. And and there's going to be some others that are on this list. So don't use this as your pull list deal because there's some that oh, you don't want any parts of. But Wonder Woman 81, Eric. The Flash mm-hmm. 81, of course. Detective Comics number 1014. Freedom Fighters number 10, Eric. Our dreams come true. The, the boat is coming in, and they're on shore leave, baby, and they got a lot of money. So we're ready, right? We're ready <gasps> for that happening? one. Uh, I, and I'll tell you what's happening after this. It's not safe Uh-oh. for work like the rest of this podcast. Aquaman uh, annual say. number two. It's very odd. An annual, you know, two weeks before week annuals before week. annuals week. No, yeah, two weeks. Or a week, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm saying yeah. from right now. But yeah, so that just brings up the idea. Again, I'll mention that in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a Patreon-only annuals week. But maybe you'll get a little peek at what that's all about when we have an Aquaman <laughs> annual Aquaman. out of nowhere. Justice League Dark number 16. Oh. Right, I, I think there might be some people having a magical war of sorts. There is what Hopefully. I think. Red Hood Outlaw number thirty nine, where again Jeff Liddell tries Outlaw. to relive his X-Men days in a book. All right, Scott Liddell, Aaron, Jeff Liddell, hey, all these you know kind of X Men books that he likes to try to do now. Batman Curse of the White Knight number four. 
uh, that is a uh, thing that suddenly Eric that likes one? White Knight more than me. No, I told you, I'm not not looking forward to it. It just Look, it, it doesn't have that spark it. for me and, anymore. But, uh, if, if we weren't doing this, I wouldn't be reading the book. It's just we read it. I don't and think I, don't, I would either. I don't mind it. I, I sat there and I was yelling about how great that first White Knight was, and I was so excited. I know. You were and yelling at this me. Was, yeah, I was. And this, and then I blew your mind at one point. It didn't actually come to be, but and boy, I blew your mind that time. But you know uh, what? it still this, works this, in my mind. It's good. Yeah, this Curse of the White Knight, though, I just. It, it hasn't done it for me. So I hope that this does. Uh, Batman Beyond number 37, Batman lost, Beyond Mark, will be talking about that. And one Eric Shea will be God, reviewing it on the site. Why still around? I looked at the solicits just came out. I'm looking. I'm like, yep, it still survives. Every it's like, month the solicits come out. I look for it to be canceled. And it never is. I don't understand. There has never been more stays of execution that I've ever seen in my life than this book. The governor keeps on calling in. Yeah, really. Action Comics number 1016. You get some more Bendis there leading towards, you know, later where you have Superman book that will reveal Superman's identity. Yeah, really. Action Comics slash Naomi. Batgirl number 40. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, We haven't been digging in as much lately. Oracle Robots. Yeah. At least we'll find out something. And Batman Superman number three. Hopefully the story picks up in my mind. Who's infected now? Oh, my God. I think I'm infected. I'm infected with the joy of just reading these books. And And you're the villain. You can get rid of that. And and I know that for a fact. You're the villain, Jack Dradham, Eric, number one. That would be Black Adam, number one. And uh, with that, I keep waiting for it. And this is the thing. That's where I get screwed up. Like, I'm like, you're the villain, Black Adam. I'm like, oh, man, I thought that that was a Shazam book. No, that's King Shazam of the Infected. Sure <laughs> is. things just come out all but over maybe the place. This is where we'll go to Condock and we'll first see, we'll see the first inklings maybe. of the Superman theory coming out here with Black <laughs> Adam's. Leading really? right into the doomsday clock, huh? Uh, huh? Are, are you not in your apartment? Because, boy, you're out on some fucking limb right now that you're about to fall off, you fat so. Uh, so with this, though, you <laughs> oh, have no. where I'm still looking forward to, where we were told by Sinna Grace that he ended up writing the King Shazam book while listening, you know, on a loop to some freaking Limp biscuit. I wonder what this book, whoever wrote that, it, is, is listening to. It's a, it's a brave thing to admit, right? That you're listening to a lot of Limp Biscuit on loop. But yeah, so we'll see how that Cinna. is. And, and the Black Adam, I'm going to, Cinna. And I'm going, Cinna uh, ended up blocking me uh, because sense. he ended up, you'll, you'll like this story because you know it. And I tell you it all the time. And then you, you make jokes about it and get me angry. But well, he ended up having the Iceman book, which he bitches and moans that the book was so great, but nobody bought it. But it wasn't because the book sucked. It was because, uh, you know, Marvel was so against him. But he ended up having in that book that somebody bought season passes to a hockey team and i i, I got mad and i told him i said that they're Jesus called Christ. season tickets buddy not season passes what are, you, what are you talking about and actually not even passes just season pass and i said that and that's a blockable offense in some people's minds there i wasn't being mean about it i just said they're called season tickets you know You're get it right mean. asshole and I did, you yeah, know, that's, you know a, not mean. that's a term of endearment i didn't even say that i just told him that and he blocked me he thought he just wanted to. He blocked him. He blocked me out of shame, is what he did, Eric. Is what, you know, that's what I say. He just didn't want yeah. more of the truth bombs that I was shooting out all I'm over the place. Boom, boom, boom. Truth bombs. Why would you be yeah. shooting bombs? You, you, you know, dropping my, truth bombs? My, no, my truth bomb gun. I have. You, you never had a truth bomb gun? Boom, boom, boom. You're purpose. getting it, boys. 
Magic missile, magic missile. That's it, Eric. I got to go to bed. I'm I'm starting to get voices in my head. Jack Bradham is what it is, Eric. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one. That's what I think will be definitely on the picture. Maybe he'll be there to save us all from King Shazam. Well, what I hope is, is that he's there. He mentions the Superman theory to his buddy that we see in Doomsday Clock. He likes to hang out with a Mark Shaw manhunter, Eric. You know, they're all hanging out again. I know. I well, really. What what do they get right anymore? You that is a robot a manhunter, right? I don't know what the hell is going no, on right there. No, that's because he's, he's he's taking it back to the streets. I he's, know he's making. They don't look like that. He ended up bringing down the android manhunters. So he's saying, "Listen, I brought them down." Is he so, wearing you know, their flesh like Leatherface? Yeah, down? that's what he is. <laughs> that's what he's saying. He's like a goddamn cannibal. He's a manhunter cannibal. He's like, I'm taking it to the streets. Mark Shaw, this happened? way. Mark Shaw, boom. Classic man. The idea too. The whole thing was: if you're a metahuman, come here, Mark Shaw. You're not a metahuman. What are you doing with Black Adam? Boom. <laughs> Boom. I, I I know. That's yeah. Really? Why is he? I don't know. He likes the cut of his jib, and maybe the kind of theories that he's thrown out in some other book that I don't want to reveal or spoiler. Right? I don't I know what's happening. Right I don't. Now. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore, Eric. And because of that. What do we say at the end of the podcast? Everyone have a great week. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven.